Podcast Network. Anniversary and Halloween show. Hey, hey, horror fans, Bat Down the Hatches, Lost the Doors, Exploited Cinema, Episode 42, The Devil's Night, Two-Year Anniversary Show. And Halloween Show, of course. Ah, exactly. So, Bat, uh, what you been up to lately? Well, this past weekend, I uh, I, I perused the uh, Black Raven again, Emporium, and uh, Went to the Devil's Ball or the Witch's Ball, whatever. I mean, there was a lot of devils and witches running around. I was like, me and the chick I went with, and we were the only ones not in costume, but we were wearing black. I think she was wearing... Actually, she had a cheetah print print jacket. It was like a zebra print. It was kind of hot, actually. It was it was freaky. I I, I complimented her on her jacket, actually. I was like, that's a nice touch for this fucking... This place, so... But, um... We went there and, um, <clears throat> yeah, dude, like, um, as soon as I walked in, I wish, I, like, old girl's camera died, or her phone died. I wanted to get a picture of this and post it on the Facebook page. I'm kicking myself now. But as soon as we walked in the door, there was, like, this mock-up um, stake with fire set up. Like, basically, they had, like, these ribbons and light and a fan blowing it. You know what I mean? To make it look like fire, but they had, like, real wood and shit. And there was this chick all, like, tied up. And you know how I like women tied up and shit. Oh. <laughs> You like to do. <laughs> Don't we all? And, uh, yeah, man, she was like the hottest one, like dressed up as a witch and shit. And, um, I walked up to her and I was like, guilty at the Salem witch trials, huh? And she just like smiled and gave me that smirk. Well, like later on, we mingled around. Like, e- old girl was even feeling her and shit. So I was like, well, I guess I can just stare at her and stuff since old girl's liking her. You know what I mean? She went and says, she's the hottest one here. I'm like, I agree. <laughs> She was getting some more beers. Um, I kind of just sleeves my way back over there to stare at her again, and she just gave me this look like, "Not you again." <laughs> I, was, I gave her that sh- again, and then she smiled at me. And I was like, "Yeah," winked at. <laughs> it's like you. It's like when you're in the strip club in like the front row, the perverts row. <laughs> oh, not them again. I just walked around with my beard in my hand, just staring at him, like, yeah. I was, like, licking my lips and shit all sleazy, like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> That's what they're there for. Exactly. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, they, they um, <clears throat> I don't know, they had some old throwback. They had, like, a VHS rip roll into some old movie. I don't know what the fuck it was, but I was laughing my ass off. It had, like, fucking spiders and bats on strings and shit. That, that bad, basically. 
and uh, everyone was clowning it. And then, like, I don't know, we mingled around for a little bit, and then uh, went back in there, and um, Haxon was playing, uh, which I don't know if I talked about it on the last episode. I was hoping they would play, but, yep, sure enough. that Because that's, like, the ultimate witch um, film to play. So, But it wasn't the, the version I'm accustomed to, which is the um, – Wilford Brimley narrated version. This was, I don't know if it was a director's cut or, or what it was, but it had subtitles because it's originally German. And then it had like, um, booming, uh, uh, classical music and shit like that in the background. It was actually pretty good because, I mean, like, you know, when you're just clowning it and shit, you know, you keep seeing Satan popping up, like masturbating a fucking butter churner, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> nice. I was just filling in dialogue. When so you see, you didn't have to sit through Witchboard? Thank God, dude. Yeah, Witchboard was not on there. But uh, I would have liked to see some, like, satanic ruffies or something pop up. But I don't know. This crowd wouldn't have been able to handle it. So. This was, like, I don't know. The first time I went, like, there were, like, dude, just, like, dudes with baseball caps. Like, a few of them were filmmakers and stuff. Just, like, you know what I mean? Mystery science theater kind of guys. This I was going to ask you if everybody was dressed up. Yeah, most of them were, and I got, like, a heavy satanic vibe this time around. I think I talked to you about this a little bit, but, yeah, I got a heavy satanic vibe going on, like, this time around. Like, I got that vibe the first time, but, like, just kind of, like, I don't know, it was kind of, like, kitsch, kind of fun. Hey, you know, we're satanists, but it's cool, you know, it's pop culture, and then, like... A little more serious this time? Yeah, this time around, I was, like, like... If the tickets were like a hundred dollars, I would have thought it was fucking eyes wide shut at the mansion, dude. Straight up, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just fucking orgies, like fucking going on and shit. Like that's that's what was missing. Actually, I would have actually I would have been fucking actually um that would have perked my interest. Actually, <laughs> I, you mean you didn't have to give a password? No, I didn't have to give a password. Uh, but like the dude, uh, damn. Uh, actually, the funny thing was is I was like I thought they just have names and shit written down because like. They asked for names on the ticket, so I thought they just have like a name list and like he's like you didn't print you didn't print a receipt and I'm like it didn't tell me to and he's like well you got a phone or whatever you can like show me that you bought the tickets and I'm like he's like I'm not gonna kick you out I saw your last time or whatever and I was like better not kick me out fucker <laughs> like if twenty bucks and shit but like luckily old girl had um a smartphone like I don't run a fucking smartphone I got like a cheapo. And you just text and call on them. A simple man, you know. But she had a she had a smartphone with internet, so I was able to bring up the email. So it was only like it's only ten minutes from the house. I would have probably went back and fucking printed something off. Worst case scenario, but it was cool. Everything fell into place. So worked out, and uh, we had a good time and shit. And I got a good buzz on. And yeah, man, I I dug it. So I definitely want to go back uh, again. Actually, if uh. If we were, was there any really real witches there, you think? Yeah, I think I definitely think there were some real witches there. <laughs> Said I got like a fucking eyes wide shut vibe. Oh, I forgot to tell you. When I walked in, everything was more lit in the entryway this time, the doorway. And you know what they had hanging up over the main entryway? What? Original clockwork orange one sheet with the X rating stamped on. Nice. He <laughs> See, he had um, he had all kinds of uh, signed um, um, photos and shit. He had uh, who did he have there? Fuck, um, uh, Pam Greer. I mean, George Romero. They were like all over. I was like, have these guys been here? Or he's like, no, we do a lot of conventions and stuff. And he says he's been to Wasteland. 
and stuff like that. So, uh, Robert Logue who runs the place and everything. And, um, yeah, cause it's called Logue's Black Raven Emporium. So, and that's his place basically. But, uh, yeah, man, um, all kinds of fucking, all kinds of autographs and shit hanging. I didn't see the first time cause I was, it was like dark and I was just like trying to get in there and watch the movie. So. But yeah, I didn't see the Clockwork Orange poster, and like I said, they had the ta- they got a taxi driver original one sheet hanging, and uh, mechanic, and oh, vigilante original one sheet. That oh yeah, you were saying. It showed- sounds like a pretty freaking cool place. They actually showed that um, I think last month or whatever, but like I hadn't discovered it yet. So, but um, I'm looking forward to their uh, November lineup. Actually, if we weren't doing this show, uh, we're gonna be doing it on Saturday night, the week the party weekend for Halloween here. Uh, they're having a Halloween party and shit. I mean, it's probably ten bucks for the ticket as usual. I mean, I kind of want to go, but like I don't know. I don't have any one to go down there with, so I don't know. It would be a big deal. I'd just get sloshed and go watch a movie and stuff. But uh, do they just, have any Wi-Fi? You could do it from the bathroom. What podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that'd be fucking awesome. Just be like I'm down here at Lokes, fucking got a buzz on. Yeah. <laughs> so freaks can come by and sit in on the podcast. I don't, I don't know, man. That'd be fucking awesome. I don't know. They probably do have Wi-Fi down there. Who knows? So man, we'll, maybe maybe we'll venture down there with a laptop one of these days and I'll just go in their shitter. <laughs> Like, yep, I'm jacking Wi-Fi, but this time I'm at Logue's. <laughs> like the good old days, huh? Yeah, it'll take me back and shit. Like, I'll go to those fucking McDonald's sessions, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, fucked up. But, um, yeah, so that's what I did this weekend. Well, I went out, I talked to you Friday night. I did go out and just bar hop, um, Friday night, so. I don't know, just getting fucking, getting, getting buzzed up and just having a good time, enjoying, uh, the finer things in Nashville, so, yeah. That's good to see there's, uh, other things to do besides kicking dogs and <laughs> singing country songs. Oh shit, all I've been doing down here is fucking podcasting and masturbating, so. It's <laughs> alright, <laughs> man, I can complain, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Finer things in life. Throw on a roughie, fucking whip the hog out, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I know you do. <laughs> Sounds like my life. Yeah, dude. I'm, I didn't even have to ask what you were doing this week. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, we got like a, a action packed, uh, episode. I think it's going to be a shorter one, but like, <clears throat> it's going to be, um, a round table where we've got a few guests on, um, we don't really want to say who, but like, uh, some special guests and shit. Who knows who's going to pop up, really? I mean, it could be some interesting surprises. It'd just be me and the, me and you and the crickets fucking chirping and shit. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what, we'll see what comes, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking those are going to be some, um, some, uh, interesting. We got a few lines in the water. I don't know. Let's see if we pull out the big fish or not. So <laughs> we will see. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty much going to be a, a bullshit app. Um, I think we're going to be talking about movies we've been watching lately and maybe going more in depth. I don't know. You know, with the cast of characters that we're hoping to bring in, um, you never really can tell what, uh, what the show is going to turn out to be like, so. It'll take its own direction. 
Yeah, it'll have a life of its own and everything. <laughs> uh, one one uh, person I know wasn't able to make it that I was able to get a I don't know fifteen twenty minute little recording was um, Mr. Riverman from uh, Behind the Mask podcast. He was uh, he's doing some Halloween party um, this weekend, and so I knew I kind of subconsciously knew that he was going to be busy. So, but he really and we won't tell you who's coming yet, but. Uh... Behind the Mask should be represented. Yeah, there will be a new uh, a new member of uh, Behind the Mask. Well, shit, I'm giving it away already. New member. <laughs> He's gonna... Exactly. I was trying to lead you on, but... Uh... Yeah, well, <laughs> he, ju- he jumped ship. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man, we're pissing people off already. I am. Fuck it. I don't care. But... Well, it worked out good for him. They're right in his backyard, so... Exactly, and uh, if you haven't figured out who it is yet, then you just need to stay tuned because you'll love it. So he's only been on the show once. He has been on the show once before too. So it's in a different, uh, in a different light. So Collins, Collins, yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you're a hardcore EC listener and you remember that, actually, that was the uh, wasn't that the Halloween show? Or was that another? Yeah, I think he called in twice, just like me. <laughs> Okay. That should narrow things down for anybody who's listened for a long time. I also want to give a shout out to uh, the unofficial third member of uh, Exploited who can't make it. Stream. Oh, who knows? I mean, he might fucking he might sneak off at the film festival and call us from the bathroom or bring his laptop down there and jack some Wi-Fi. I don't know. He he wanted to be on the show. You never know, man. Like it, we're 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 kind of ahead of the game here with this intro, but uh, that's why everything's so fucking vague and in the dark. <laughs> we don't want to make any promises and then have people uh, cancel at the last minute. Yeah, we, uh, who knows? You might might be able to get him in on a quick twenty minute. You know what the fuck? What's up, guys? And because uh, he's gonna be, um, I think he's gonna be in South Carolina um, at a film festival uh, screening uh, Scarecrow at Midnight. So, and he's been he's been working real hard on the indies, and uh, he's been getting a lot of DVDs together, screeners and shit. Um, we should have some stuff coming here soon from him. So. Um, he's just been looking forward to it. He's been making moves, keeping busy and stuff, you know, and he's got, yeah, he's been doing some heavy promoting lately, sending out a lot of screeners and stuff. Yeah. He's got mutant radio now too, which is, uh, you know, taking up a little bit of his time and just the man's busy. So, but he'll be back here. You know, if he isn't, if he isn't on this episode in some form or the other, which I think he will be. I think somehow I'll finagle him onto this fucking podcast. Like somehow (laughs) it's only five minute, you know, quick quick appearance um yeah he's got to be on the halloween episode yeah somehow some way and he uh he he really he like because we talked about talked to him about this but just the dates like it just really wasn't the smartest weekend but it was really the only one that worked for for me at least (laughs) yeah the the party party weekend in october and i'm fucking home being a lame so i don't know it's all good. You guys are awesome. <laughs> hey, we're having our own little party. Yo, we're having an EC anniversary. Yeah, I forgot to mention. Did you mention it? Second anniversary. It's two years officially. Double. I did in the open, yeah. Real quickly. Well, I forget. I got short-term memory long. <laughs> party. Yeah, two-year anniversary, man. Oh, and, uh, you know, this, like I said, it doubles as uh, the Halloween, Devil's Night. It just kind of kills three birds with one stone. So, and... 
I don't know. This is like third episode we we put out this uh, month, so I don't know. I know you're fucking really jacked about that and stuff. Finally, getting episodes out. You're like, come on, bat, let's let's get an episode. I'm like, ah, fuck this shit. I'm all bugging you and shit. You're trying to have naps and be an old man. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been like power napping a lot lately. Like. It'll be like, I'll sleep fucking like an hour and I'll be like, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm awake. <laughs> Get my cigarette and coffee in me and we'll rock and roll. And then <laughs> be like, and then you fall asleep watching a movie. <laughs> an hour. You're going to be up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fresh. I'm fresh to death over here. <laughs> exactly. It is nice that we're getting back in a groove though. It feels good. Well, don't get used to it because I might be like, <laughs> one of them are like, fuck you. Ah. <laughs> Six hour show, negative <laughs> Old man bad will be back. Cranky old man. I'll be like, fuck this podcast. I'm fucking quitting next month. Like, we're throwing in the towel. Fuck this shit. And then I'll come back like in December. I'll be like, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> awesome. I know I told you to get off my lawn, but come back. Come back. I love everyone, and then, yeah, you'll just get the bipolar bad. I'll be like, "Fuck you!" I hate the listeners, and we'll see, uh, we'll see how. But no, I've been I've been feeling pretty positive and shit. I think that um this two, 2013 um is gonna bring some some heavy heavy hitter shows, and I think that um we'll probably be able to get back on to the pace that we, me and J Dog were on with um two episodes a month at the very least, and uh. <laughs> you never know. It might be three if we can get a commentary. We haven't done a commentary yet. We had planned no. this month, but yeah, we had an aborted one this month. It just didn't work out very well. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal though because, like, really, I just wanted to job out shit with that last episode. So, because I'd been just doing like before when me and J Dog did this show, like I never really did anything. Like, I didn't go to movies or anything. So. You know what I mean? There was really nothing life-wise to talk about, and now, like, shit's entertaining. Now you got shit happening. Shit's happening, so I'm like, fuck, I don't want to talk about movies. I want to talk about what's going on, because, I mean, I've been hitting up horror-related, you know, events and stuff, and, oh, shit's popping, so we'll see We'll see what, bring, what you know, November and December brings and everything, and I'm going to keep going to uh, Black Raven, even though I might have to join a cult, you know, so... <laughs> Aren't you supposed to make a trip down to see Strebo in North Carolina this year? I wanted to come down uh, this month, but then like uh we like we were talking and I'm like, Yeah man, I really want to make it down and stuff and he's like, Yeah man, it'll be great and I was like, Well, I might not only be able to make it the weekend. I was like, How far are you anyway from from me? And like and then we map quested and I was like over six hours and I was like, Holy shit, dude, I've been wanting to get like go back and visit home and shit and you're like as you're like just about as far as home is you know, I was like, Holy fuck. So, That's weird because I think of you guys being both down south, but yeah, it's a bit of a trek and shit, and a, yeah, it's like a sideways trek, huh? Yeah, it's like over six hours and everything. So, um, yeah, that kind of he wants me to make it down for uh, Mad Monster Party, which uh, you know that might be a possibility, and I've been wanting to get out to some cons and stuff. I mean, shit, there's cons that come to um, Nashville here. There was one that that first weekend when I went to. Um, Black Raven, that's where, uh, why Lynn Lowry and the cast of Night of the Living Dead were there, because they were doing a convention, um, in conjunction, kind of on the side, and. Okay. 
heard of it before. I don't can't remember what it's called or whatever. I just heard about it like through the grapevine or whatever. I think Lynn uh, mentioned it at the um, at the screening, and um, you know, like at after that that week, and I was already I was like, man, I, just, I got like a hundred bucks left in my pocket. I know if I go to that convention, I'll blow it all. And yeah, <laughs> just, they're they're expensive. They they can be pricey, and um, you know, I just. I just wasn't feeling it right now, but I'd like to get out some conventions. There's tons of them around here. Um, I'd like to hit up some of these more like low ball ones, um, more exploitation oriented and stuff. So I, I, you know, the the person I really want to meet, and I don't know if I mentioned this on the show. I think I have, but um, Fred Williamson is definitely um, top on the list of of somebody that I want to meet. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Sometime in the near future, I want I want him to put the hammer on me like he did. <laughs> all day, so. At least, at least you managed to meet Hess before he uh, checked out. Yeah, man, that was uh, that was that was just a great uh, opportunity there, and um, you, you called know, him the king of rape. Call, I got to call him the dis. Uh, I guess to him it was dishonorable. Actually, he just didn't know how to take it. I think he was just like blown away. He was like, "What a title!" But at the same time, I'm not that guy, and I'm like. Well, um, it's your alter ego. <laughs> <laughs> but to your fans, you are that guy. <laughs> Go to a grave site and it's chiseled on his fucking tombstone. I'm like, damn, he stole that. <laughs> really did. Here lies the king of rape. Here lies the king of rape, yeah. Uh, rape and revenge movies, you know, needs to be a little something added. But yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, I think back on that whole meeting, I was like, that was just a great opportunity. And, um, I don't know. I was just, it was just an honor to be in his presence and stuff. I don't know. I think I talked about it on the show, but like I kept running into him. And I think he thought I was stalking him or something, but it was just like weird. I just kept crossing paths and the dude, when I got out of the Q and A, he just had this like weirdest look like on his face when he crossed paths. I was just like, I don't know. It had that like, it was that weird look like this dude know? wants me to rape him. <laughs> I know you and drool on his head. <laughs> it was just this weird, like I don't know, just this look he gave me. I'll never forget it. I mean, it was a, it was awkward, but at the same time, it was great. Like I don't know. <laughs> I'm honored. I'm fucking honored, dude. <laughs> I got the I got the cross paths with the fucking the rape man himself. So yeah, hell yeah, man. Let him rape me, I guess. That would have been great, actually. I have a story to tell. Exactly. <laughs> so what's Dale been up to in, in uh, Dale Royland? Um, you're, not, you're not getting out to any haunted houses or anything in Philly? Or you're not taking the kids? Or they're just too Yeah, young? yeah, we're, we're taking the kids to Philly. Too they, know how to do it. they know how to do it like old school style in Philly, man. Like, like the way we did it when I was kids. Like everybody gets into it every... You go down the streets and every single house or somebody on their porch giving out candy and there's so many people dressed up in costumes you can hardly walk around on the sidewalk. So you're going to do this Tuesday night? How far is Philly, if you don't mind me asking from you? Like 20 minutes or hours? Oh, no. It's it's just under two Holy hours. Shit, dude. So are you, what are you guys going to rent a motel room? Or are you staying with family or what? Yeah, my wife, all of her family and everything. Like she grew up there her whole life, so her whole family's there. So we could stay at their place or a motel, whatever. Is uh is dad dressing up or what? Are you are you, are you gonna rock it or what? Like you getting a costume? Nah, I'm not much of a dress up guy. Ah, Dale, get into the fuck. <laughs> Why 
don't. I might, I might. We'll see. Latex and fucking cheap makeup wheel and fake blood is it'll just be like twenty bucks out the door, dude. Like Gotta go hit an S and M uh outfit first. Yeah. <laughs> get the gimp, gimp outfit and you can get the fucking nipple clamps and shit and I'm sure you you're go out and freeze my ass off and have people stare at me. Oh you fucking your what you can get a leash and your wife can drag you around like all over Philly and shit. <laughs> She'll unzip the zipper on the mouth, like when she she wants you to speak. Like, where's the car keys? <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> Say trick or treat, bitch, and then slam it shut again. That uh, is that the safe word? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> if you end up getting that outfit, um, yeah, you definitely got to make take some pics and shit and send them. So, uh, yeah, that'll happen. Yeah. <laughs> Post them on the fucking EC Facebook page. The listeners will love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck, I did, I did a little S&M shoot when I did the, uh, Canadian Ferox, uh, commercial. I was like, I wasn't all decked out or anything, but I had old girl's boot on me and a gag in my mouth, so, I don't know. Oh, yeah. There before, yeah. <laughs> was, Getting I, into the part, huh? That was, and screaming like a maniac, and like you could. Did you guys film it? <laughs> I just set up the camera on a tripod, and she had like her boot and a whip in her hand and shit. Like, I probably have it somewhere. I should you never told me about this before. <laughs> shot for Fear Rocks. Yeah. yeah, like uh, the actress from the film I was working on, like she had this um like S and M suit with a hat and shit. She was using for another production, and uh, she um. She's like, yeah, we can use it for this. And I'm like, well, I didn't really plan on going that way. But like when she told me, I thought up this whole thing and it was just me there. And I was like, I wanted to get this other dude to do it, but he like had to work or something. So I'm like, well, you know, when you're like playing the director, you like fill in for whatever role. So, um, yeah, I got down on my hands and knees and, uh, tied a gag in my mouth and, and we filmed it. <laughs> she put her boot up on me and had the whip in her hand and she even whipped me and shit. So I was um, pretty sleazy. To say the least. <laughs> you had the ball in your mouth? No, I didn't have a ball in my uh. mouth. That would have been great. No, I had like a dirt bag. <laughs> <laughs> sure it was like dirt shit. Like I really wanted to taste the gravel and like get into the roll. So. You're like Ving Rhames from uh, <laughs> the Pulp Fiction. He had his mouth though with that. So. <laughs> I had a budget. I didn't really have a budget. I'm like, yeah, we'll just use the dish rag. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually a rag. I was um, I was shooting that that film, and like, I think it was like a rag I was using to wipe up fake blood and shit. So I had blood, like fake blood, splashed on it. So, so. wasn't your old lady's old dirty rag? It wasn't a dirty old tan. <laughs> Fucker, <laughs> you're gonna go there. <laughs> Well, you said you had a rag with blood on it, and, you know, you just set it right up there for me. I just set myself up for that one, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, you could see, like, my pits were sweating. Like, you could see the fear in my eyes and shit. So it was, it was pretty convincing, you know. Awesome. I'm going to have to see this sometime. I'll, I I think I have it kicking around on a hard drive somewhere. I'll send it over to you. It's not the greatest, but you know, just just to see the bat, the fear in Bat-32's eyes. <laughs> 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 this is fake, right? <laughs> that's that's all you're thinking. <laughs> with the whip and stuff, like I told her to, just whip me with it because we we need it to be convincing. So, but it, I liked it. So, <laughs> 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 the, uh, actually, Sick fucker. This 
But um, yeah, man. Like I don't know this the show. Fuck, the intro's already come off uh, pretty sleazy. So who knows where it's going? I don't know. We'll we'll see what it brings. Um, we're gonna play some trailers, some music. I think you're gonna dig out some deep cuts from the uh, heavy metal archives, huh? Yeah, I can do that. Hopefully, come on, man. You're like the fucking <laughs> what is fucking metal DJ now. Like I patched the torch. Like occasionally, like I'll be like, nah, man. Like I'm I'm I've got it all picked. Like for the Ruffy episode, but you you kind of knew what. You knew what that vibe was. Oh, uh, that Ruffy episode needed the cheesy, funky uh, '70s music, man. I got some deep, deep cuts for that, didn't I? Like, you're probably like, "Hey, I remember this from that one porno that I watched when I was fucking 10." <laughs> like, <laughs> pretty much, all of them were just reminiscent. Like, yeah, I remember this from some porno. I can't remember. So, I love the music in the opening of that episode. So people should go check it out. Yeah, peep peep that shit. Uh, I worked my ass off on editing that one. That was really a labor of love. Actually, it uh, took me back to the other porno episode me and J Dog had done because it really taken a lot of time to 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 music and everything. So, if if you haven't listened to that episode, just check it out just for the production value. You know, I, I thought it was well done. So, yeah, it was a good episode. Yeah. Big, big plus, and I don't know, and just go back and dig into the archives, like, this is episode 42, there's, there's plenty more back episodes, and, uh, you know, tons of, tons of greasy, and I think there's over 120 hours of, um, archives now, so, that's, that's a lot of fucking listening pleasure for your ears, not all the episodes are great, but, when you started listening, you dug into all those archives, didn't you? Oh, yeah, I went right back to episode one, and... Worked my way up. You you fucking you told me you listened to that Halloween episode in one city and I was like, You're a fucking bad man, you're dead. Dude, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, dude, I didn't even I felt bad that you listened to that in one sitting because I didn't even edit that in one sitting nor did record it in one sitting, so Well hey, that's the great thing about MP three players and shit. You can go take a shit, you can go walk around outside, you can do whatever while you're listening. Yeah, exactly. You could just intermission it and go watch a roughie or whatever, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that there's a pause button on those things. They like look at our show and they go, "That's a that's a lot to listen to." And it's like, yeah, there is a pause button. Like it's not just on the MP3. Like it's on the player and on the on the computer. And yeah, I mean, people aren't that tech savvy, so I don't know. I do that all the time with long podcasts. Like I really love long podcasts, but sometimes I'll listen to like half one night and then the the other half the next day or whatever. Yeah, the beauty of this show is that, uh, you know, like, especially two part, two part episodes, like, even just one big old three hour thing, it's like, you get two, three podcasts worth of material in one, so, it's not like we just sit around and just jaw about the same shit, I mean, we usually cover three things, so, I don't know. There's a lot there to take in, like, a lot of podcasts only cover one, two movies tops, and, and yeah. Usually, so I don't know. It's not a bad deal. Not at all. I suppose we should start wrapping her up, though, huh? Let's get to the meat and potatoes of this thing. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna play some trailers and uh, jump to music. When we come back, we'll have a, a whole host of crazy off the wall guests. And uh, you've been listening to Exploited Cinema. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hey, what are you doing? Getting things ready for Mom. Mom's dead, Jeff. She doesn't have to be. Something strange 
Something ancient. Bury your own. Something evil. Was it your idea of a joke to send me blood from a dead animal? This dog is alive. Not this dog. Something terrifying is happening in Ludlow, Maine. Again. Pick up your family and get the hell out of that town. Cemetery 2. Jeff, honey. Father and I need to talk. Some stories just won't stay dead. They tampered with nature. Now they must pay the price. See the grotesque invade an unsuspecting village. See a hospital panic when day old babies go berserk. See friends turn on each other in a nightmare of horror. You'll cringe with terror when you see. Don't open the window. Whatever's out there will wait. Rated R. Back to Exploited Cinema, and we're starting off our roundtable of sorts. It's like our first half, first heat, and um, me and Dale are joined by 42nd Street Pete, the godfather of 42nd Street. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Always great to be back here. And Corey G, uh, previously co-hosting for Bloodbaths and Boomsticks, now on where? Behind the Mask Presents. Omaha Gangsters Represent, huh? That's right. And we're going to be talking, I don't know, we're just going to be talking Halloween movies. Uh, hopefully, I, what I really want to know about Pete was uh, what was like um, what it was like uh, on 42nd Street around the holidays, Halloween holidays. Did you ever go out, Pete, or what? Oh, yeah, but yeah, actually, there was no Halloween scene down on 42nd Street, actually. What, what happens was, um, you know, we're going back 70s, 80s, um, the midnight movies were popping up in the 70s. And, of course, you know, they were going to run Night of the Living Dead at the Elgin and Rocky Horror probably at the Waverly. But the big scene with Halloween was the village because they'd have this huge parade that would go through the whole village. And then it would just end, you know, end up there and break up and everybody would be hitting bars and they'd have a bunch of, uh, you know, the theaters down there. Like, I think the East Street Playhouse was still open. They would prob- they would definitely be showing Rocky Horror. And... Uh, you know, Waverly would probably also have Basket Case at that point, too, if you're going to the 80s. And, you know, Basket Case ran shit for like three or four years straight. So, you know, 
of course, there would be horror, you know, movies running on 42nd Street and, uh, you know, probably a bunch of other weird shit happening. I, I can't remember actually spending a Halloween over there. I go, I go to the village, you know, to check out, you know, the parade and shit and get over there early just to make sure I got a place to park, you know, uh, so I could hit, you know, wherever I was going to be drinking for the rest of the night. And, uh, yeah, pretty much. Actually, you know, here's a little thing. Um, I don't know if you guys are aware there's a big to-do with Night of the Living Dead again that just happened today. It's actually happened yesterday. Um, What's going some, on? I don't some company called Passmore has released it colorized and in 3D and never told anybody, never asked anybody permission, never contacted anybody for, you know, using images and stuff like that. And they got called out, I guess, uh, you know, Gary Striner might have been one of the guys who found it first and then... It mushroomed into a Facebook group from like 60 people to a whole shitload of people. And people are really upset because they're using, you know, Kyra's image, which is copy, you know, right now. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, Sid Haig's image in some theaters. Because he was in that 3D remake, I think. Yeah, right? so they're yeah. using that. And, you know, Sid, you know, Sid ain't too fucking keen on people fucking with his image. Yeah. So there's, there's a whole, you know, thing going on about that. But to segue, you know, the last thing we did in new york when we were actually running you know grindhouse stuff down at the pioneer with myself with you know i was marginally involved because i came in at the tail end of it but it was like uh, rob house child and keith crocker of wild eye releasing and lee peterson who was managing the pioneer and we had lost the whole you know after we had built it up where we're selling out every weekend with all the crap that we were doing actually we, we brought porn back there too which first time in 25 years in a theater in new york we brought porn back Courtesy of yours truly. Courtesy of yours truly. So, the last thing we did before they raised the rent where they couldn't afford to keep the place open was the show Night of the Living Dead at midnight on Halloween, and I think that was like 2008. So, and did you did you ever catch uh, Night of the Living Dead on Halloween? Did you recall ever seeing it? I mean, that's, oh yeah, that's yeah, all the time. I I hit it whenever it came out. Mm -hmm. Seen it tons tons of midnight shows on Halloween. Yeah, they've shown, they've shown it at a couple places around here already, and I think uh, our Dundee Theater they're doing the Halloween yeah. uh, movie marathon day, and that's one of the main films they're showing. Yeah, that's that's like you know the the you know the archetypical Halloween you know movie you would have to show now, where you know yeah actually I I came out with something I I'm, I'm pretty sure I I don't think anybody's gonna argue this point I think Night of the Living Dead was the first true classic American horror film. I mean, you know, we've had, we made horror films, you know, we gothic Frankenstein, Dracula, the Wolfman, uh, the big bugs and stuff where Night of the Living Dead was uniquely American and created a uniquely American monster. I think Psycho was too. I think th those two films go hand in hand. Yeah, but yeah. Psycho was more of a, a slasher film. It yeah. wasn't like a horror film per se. Right. Even, yeah, even, Psych I, Psycho I, was like a, that was like a studio, big studio slasher where Dead was, and you yeah. guys know how I feel about Romero, but yeah, that was more of a, like an American, you know, production company in the uh, Pennsylvania area. There. Yeah. But you Back do like production. Night, don't you, Corey? You do, you do appreciate that film. Right? I, I like Night, Dawn, and Day. Um, I like Night 90 quite a bit, oh. and and that's that's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Romero head, aren't you, Pete? Oh, yeah, I, I love, you know, most of the stuff Romero does, I think, you know, unfortunately his last two efforts haven't been all that wonderful. Um, I know the whole Land of the Dead thing, he was pretty much fucked over by the studio. But Decent film. He, it wasn't bad. It was a yeah, good film. He, he got his message across, but, you know, of course, you know, you know, they're going to tamper with it no matter what happens. 
So I'm working on my lawsuit against him for fifteen dollars. So you know, <laughs> I want my I want my money back for what? Night Riders DVD I bought. Oh, yeah. Hated Night Riders. <laughs> you hated Night Riders? Oh God, yes. <clears throat> yeah, I guess it would have to be the mindset you would see it in. I, I actually liked it, um, but you know, I saw it when it first came out. You know, where I guess you just saw it recently. No, you know, I actually saw it when I was a little kid, but uh, of course I'm not going to appreciate it then. Then I watched it again uh, when I was older, and I just uh, I did a review on it. I was just, I don't know, I'm just not into the whole, uh, what do you call it, the King Arthur Renaissance, Renaissance Fair kind of, yeah, that's not really my thing. Martin, yeah. wasn't, Martin wasn't too bad. It was kind of, I liked where he was going. It was kind of different. I wasn't really looking at it as a, as a Ren Faire type thing. I was looking at it as more like fucking roller derby on motorcycles. <laughs> That's a good look. Because yeah. Yeah. they were really fucking each other up. I mean, you know, I don't think a Ren Faire would allow that kind of carnage, you know? What was the one where they were actually doing that? Was that, uh, was that Death Sport where they were on the bikes? Yeah, yeah, when we carried okay. Yeah. Yeah, that was another. I like, another. I like Carradine. I yeah. was a fan of his. The belt shame. master himself. Yeah, it's a shame. Oh, we had a question. I, I, of course, I had to come up with this uh, something about another actor who who died well hung in Thailand or some shit like that. I don't know. <laughs> we have we we have this like whole debaucherous thing of Saturday Night at Wasteland. This this uh, show we put on. So one of the I things just... I get I got drafted into was 40, 42 questions from Forty Second Street, Pete. <laughs> and you win prizes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh wow, nice. We come some fucked up shit, I'll tell you. I just read that Mike Graham committed suicide. I don't know if you guys are wrestling fans. Yeah, yeah. I, actually, you know what sucks is, I used to go down there. Um, I was such he, a mark. Did his dad for, commit suicide? Yeah, his dad yeah, committed suicide. And yeah. his and his son, both of them did. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, is that steroid? No, no. no okay. it, it's it. I, you know. Depending on who you listen to with his father and Blackjack Mulligan came up with a whole bunch of shit uh, on an interview because he was down there when it happened. Uh, he claims it was the, it was the, the Florida mob or the Southern mob or something that they were they were involved in this real estate thing. And he was asked to come along the day Eddie committed suicide, supposedly, and he didn't. And supposedly he got threatened. But then. From what I understand, he wound up in jail with Kendall for doing something on a federal level. He was a counterfeiter, I think. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they were all down south, but Eddie shot himself twice in the head. Yeah. How do you that's do that? I, that's, that's what I don't get. I mean, if you fuck up the first <laughs> time, are you really going to, you know, are you going to reconsider? Maybe that was some higher power going, no, I don't want you to do this yet. Yeah. <laughs> no? Yeah. It, it does suck, because I, like I said, I used to go down there. I actually, I was down there on my honeymoon, and we went to wrestling. Because my old lady was into it. You went to Florida? Yeah. yeah. Championship, Florida championship wrestling. wrestling was the shit. I used to watch that oh, yeah. as a kid. That was awesome. Great stuff at the Eddie Graham Sportatorium. Mm-hmm. We were down there when Sullivan and all, all those guys were going nuts oh, yeah. and shit and blackjack. And uh, we were actually down there to sort of Road Warriors down there. I'm on their WWE DVD, so anyone out there listening that wants to see me buy their DVD documentary. I'm uh, I'm the guy that's pushing Hawk when he does the drunk gimmick and falls in the crowd. Oh, the road awesome. Yeah. 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 I have two shame. copies. Shame. shame we lost him too. God. Hawk oh, yeah. died. Oh yeah. Oh really? Hawk's been dead for a while. 
Well, when you're in your 40s shooting up steroids, it's not the smartest thing in the world. <laughs> yeah, I think they were doing a lot of blow, too. Yeah. Hogan, I'm sure, is still on steroids. I was surprised that fucker can even walk. I mean, they keep reattaching his back. Is like, what is it? His legs go forward and his back just stays there, you know? Yeah, like a bad well, cartoon. Yeah. He had some kind of weird surgery where I guess he's got like some kind of electric shocker thing in his spine or My something. My dad was going to get that. Up. It's a te- uh, internal TENS unit. Yeah. That's crazy. What? Holy yeah, fuck. Yeah, it's an internal TENS unit and like it's cooked up to your nerves and basically it knows when to like electrocute you to stop. On the, on the last behind the yeah. mask, we were, we were talking about his sex. He's, he's going to wind up with Billy Graham. He's going he's gonna to wind up like Billy Graham in a fucking wheelchair. wheelchair he made a yeah. sex tape? <laughs> Hogan made oh, a sex tape. Yeah, yeah, well, oh, you gotta be fucking kidding. Me. Well, but it's it's Heather Clem that he's doing in it, which is I'm above the love sponge. I'm a big fan of his. It's his ex wife, and she is gorgeous. But I kept posing the question in the beginning of the sex tape: Why didn't he do the double flex and go? What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? And then he could have sex. What's he do? Drop a load in her face and then hit her with the leg drop. The boot, the boot <laughs> to the face, come shot in the leg drop, and it's over. One, two, three. It is worth it for the girl. Google the girl if you think I'm lying. Heather Clem. Yeah, I, I hate to say it, you know, and maybe it belays my advanced years. Not that I'm bitching or anything like that because I'm only sixty, but I've seen so much of this show over the year that nothing even fucking phases me anymore. It just comes down to that. I mean, the whole China thing. Somebody sent me the China DVD, and I'm like. What the oh, yeah. fuck? Which one? Go with her. Her in the X pack. One night in China, I think it's. Yeah. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I watched that. I, I can't lie. I find her. Well, at certain parts of her life, I found her attractive. I should say, but her labia was like the size of my forearm. I couldn't get over that. It was, <laughs> it was creepy. It was roided. I seen that video. I actually was turned on by her. Yes, she had a well, yeah. Okay, here, here's she, a, she's hot. Here's yeah. a funny thing. I, I, I'm pretty tight with Vanessa. Right. I, did, I, I did a show with her in New York, and she was talking about when she was on The Juice and how her quick foot became like the size of a fucking walnut and shit. <laughs> she was like completely, you know, sexually aggressive and everything. So, yeah. I could see China going. What did she hit the roids for just just a body. She was doing a whole bodybuilding thing for oh, a while. Okay. okay. Yeah. China Ooh. offset her's nice with all that plastic surgery because if you remember in the beginning she looked like Sergeant Slaughter's daughter. She <laughs> 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 fucked up roid jaw. Then she had all that work done. She actually looked really, really fucking good. Yeah. You heard you you heard the story that Jeff Jarrett like held up McMahon for a shitload of money. Yeah, like what was it like a uh, hundred grand or something? Oh, like that. <laughs> 250k, I heard. Yeah. yeah, that's why he's never been welcomed back. You know, he had to start his own company. No, I mean that's. I wouldn't let him back. Well, you know, though, if there was ever money to be made off him, he'd go. He'd be back. McMahon would hire him back. I think if there was money, but what money is there? I just bring in the honky talk man. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I don't think honky likes McMahon anymore either. You ever, see, you ever see that DVD with uh, the Iron Sheik honking and New Jack in the hotel room ripping everybody down? No, I've got like three or four of the honkies uh, discs because I think he's great, but I never watched that one. New Jack gives me a headache after a while, and the Iron Sheik is also, once again, he's he's funny for about 15 minutes. Oh, and it this, 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 one's, this, one's, this one's beyond bad where like uh, they're in a hotel room and they're basically going off on everybody, and at one scene you see the full bottle of vodka, then it's empty, then New Jack's ordering drugs on the phone and shit. Then <laughs> they're all getting up and they're moving the camera, and of course they black out, you know, that from the waist down, and the sheik, the sheik's so fucked up he can't get his pants up 
and New Jack showing chic. I'm not going to sit down till you put your dick away. Uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fucked up. But they, they're going off on everybody. They're, you know, the chic. The, if you want to see a funny one, watch the, uh, uh, the, uh, oh, what's his name? Billy Jack Haynes. I, I was oh, going to say that. We, the, the double one where he, on the second disc, all of a sudden he's sweaty and wearing just a vest? No, that one actually is more, makes more sense. The second one he did where he has theories and proofs that. Oh, yeah, Daniel, yeah. Daniel Benoit. Yeah, he was like, well, Daniel Benoit's kid was really Vince, or Chris Benoit's kid was really Vince McMahon's son, and that's why McMahon had the family killed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that oh, dude yeah. was fucking insane. <laughs> yeah, even even the first one, like he he almost made sense until he was a driver for Pablo Escobar, and that's yes. why he's <laughs> whacked and shit. There yeah. goes the legitimacy right out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Buzz Sawyer. They found him on his front lawn. He OD'd on coke. What did what did, what did Haynes say when he tried to kill himself? He stabbed himself in the head with a knife and wanted to bleed on his parents' grave to bring him back to life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. That was Billy Jack Haynes was saying that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Started stabbing himself. <laughs> Somehow he lived, apparently. He's, that guy is, he's batshit crazy. Oh, yeah, he was out of Florida for a while, too. I grew up in the Stampede Territory. Okay. Up in, up in Canada. You had, the, you had the Dynamite Kid. Oh, yeah, all those. And Bad News Allen. Yeah. Bad News Allen, yep. All the Hart Boys. Yeah, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Jack started out there. A whole bunch of the big ones started out there. Yeah, Stu Hart's still in the basement. Bret Hart's autobiography is probably one of the most interesting books I ever read. That's what I've heard. I mean, it's, it's great. goddamn godfather of wrestling books, but it, I mean, it's good. You you want to read a book that'll make you like just turn around and shit on wrestling? I think it's called Ring of Hell. The one about Ben. I Hall. read that, the, but my only complaint with that was so much of this shit was just like clips of. Um, what do you call it? Like taken from shoot interviews, his quotes and everything like that. Yeah. Some of that shit was really bad, though. Well, I know Scott Hall's a dick. I, I've heard that from a lot of people. That whole deal. Anything he would do, I believe. Yeah, he's... I met Raven. He He's super cool. He actually talks oh, Scotty, to me. Scott, he's great. I, nice. I, I, got him, I got him booked into a couple autograph shows. You know, he, he's cool. He's very Chick yeah, named Selena Kyle, which I think is absolutely hilarious because that's Catwoman's name. Yeah. No, when ECW folded up, and I was I was still hooked up with Chiller Theater. I got all those guys a spot so they could get some money uh, when they first did that whole thing. That gave Dale the first what three years of ECW. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't get it up in Canada. So. <laughs> it was good Shane's stuff. trying to bring Shane's doing something down in, in PA at the Golden Dome on I think it's the November seventeenth. Shane's an interesting guy, and I remember at first I always felt bad for him because he was like screwed and fucked over. But then when I, when you come to hear how he's screwed and fucked over every single place he goes, you start to question what's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's he's got this extreme rising thing. He's got most of the guys that can still work. So. Tommy Dreamer's got something going now too. Yeah, he's got something too. Uh, I think House of Hardcore. Yeah. Well, it depends. They're probably they're probably all all going back and forth. I mean, actually, where, where else can you go work? There's nothing left. Mm-mm. Raven just did a movie. I haven't picked it up yet for some odd reason though. Plays like some unstoppable serial killer. 
Yeah, you know, I'll tell you, the East Coast was so hot for a while, but, you know, like, right before I left, it started getting bad, and then it, it basically just self-imploded with a whole bunch of jealous asshole promoters and shit, just people doing dumb shit in general. Isn't that what the horror conventions are doing now? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I, I, I actually just, somebody just posted that Chiller's new venue is fucking horrible. It's, it's too small. There's no room for guests or customers. So where are you on the whole convention thing now? Because I know we've got, you've got the Facebook page conventions, which me and Dave. Well, that whole thing, that, you know, that you sort of had, like, got invaded by a bunch of assholes, right? Yeah. Well, we know who the assholes are, but <laughs> we yeah. we had problems with them over on uh, over with our podcast. So. Oh yeah, well, it was there's, over there's... from your drama, and then they decided to come over to our our show. Because well, you're... see, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't say nothing for a reason. I just yeah. wanted because I was going to shut it down, but everybody said let it go. So I said good because I'm not going to fucking say nothing. Let these people just show what assholes they are. Mm-hmm. You know. And that's exactly what they are. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing is, what what triggered this whole thing was um, something to do with Cinema Wasteland. So, first, it was something Ken did. Then it was something I did. Because, you know, the Internet's a wonderful thing. But, you know, something, if you have to post your entire fucking life up there for everybody to read, you read what you sow. And what the first thing was, somebody put up there how he couldn't afford to buy a ticket to the show, but he could afford to get a hotel room. And full of full of beer, so we could hang out with his friends in the lobby. Ken told him to go home. Don't bother coming. That's what you're going to do. Don't bother coming. Yeah. yeah. So then somebody emailed me. Actually, uh, the guy from James from Rockin' Rockin' Shock up there in Canada about this guy's posting, and he sent me the link how he's going to set up in the parking lot at a certain time on Saturday and sell bootleg VHS tapes. So he goes, I don't want to bother Ken because he's got a full plate. And I says, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do. I put a reward out. I says, anybody who sees this guy doing it, come in and grab me your security, and you can take a DVD or whatever you want off my table. That's what started that whole blow up with that whole VHS group, whatever, you know, you threatened to bodily harm. I never threatened anybody fucking bodily harm. Is that the VHS traders? Yeah, United VHS collectors, you know, whatever. That, that somebody, be, somebody was trying to sell bootlegs, or they wanted to out in the parking lot, or something, right? Yeah, we nailed one guy. Oh, you got him at this last show. Well, I don't know if it was the same guy. But we got somebody. But you know, the whole thing is we're not. We don't give a shit about bootleggers. Mm-hmm. What we give a shit about is and this. I'm, I'm speaking, you know, as a vendor because I buy my tables, and you know, although we we pay for our fucking tables, so. We're inside selling, you know, okay, if we're selling bootlegs, we're selling bootlegs. That's with any fucking convention. Now, everybody's selling bootlegs. Yeah, I've seen them but, at Wasteland. Yeah, but, yeah, but the, big, yeah. Yeah, the big difference is we're inside paying for a spot. You're basically, you know, like, selling stolen shit in the parking lot. That ain't fucking cool, you know? It's like robbing the Walmart and driving over and opening Yeah, basically, you know, you, you want to sell your shit cool. Get in, wait, wait in line for a fucking table. That's what everybody else has been doing. I mean, I, I, I'm friends with Ken, and I, I waited two years before I could get a table. Yeah, I've heard you say that before, and I thought, well, I mean, you guys are real tight, so, yeah. I mean, it's, obviously, it's about business, so. Yeah, I, I, I you know, I, I work show, I, I run my own business, I run other people's business, business, friends is friends, business is business. I was content to wait, you know, I got one, then, then he found a corner, and he made me a deal on a corner, so I'm happy with it. You know, I sit there, I pay for it, that's the big difference, though, you know. Everybody in there is paying for their spot. So who's what are you going to set up a flea market out in back of the hotel, undercut everybody? You know, yeah. stupid. That's my only beef. I could give a flying fuck about bootlegs. I mean, I've been ripped off enough over the years to know it's it's a lost fucking cause. Mm-hmm. You know, 
But bootlegs have been around for a long fucking time. That's how you could even see some of this shit back in the... Yeah, you know, and the the funny part is, and I'm not going to mention any names, but a lot of very prominent people in the industry today started out as bootleggers. Yeah, yeah. A lot of them. Isn't that how something weird started out? Wasn't that... Weren't they doing bootlegs or whatever? I think I thought I heard something like that. Yeah, I think I, he he was doing some stuff in the early days. Yeah, but, uh, when 80s, he hooked up, right? Yeah. yeah, when he hooked up with Dave Friedman and, and and you know hooking up with Dave and doing the right thing with Dave, you know, not you know showing him the books, how things are done, whatever. And you know, Dave, you know, was one of those old school guys, handshake deal, and that opened the door big time for something weird video because that they got found them. all those prints. Huh? Yeah, so there was no need for, there was no need for him to even try to cut corners and do anything stupid like a bootleg thing anymore. Yeah. But you know, back then they weren't really looking that hard at everybody. They they nailed uh, people from you know you know what used to get everybody nailed advertising and film facts. Mm, I see. Yeah, all these guys had these huge, these huge three-page fucking ads in film facts. It's like, gee, you don't think sooner or later somebody's not going to nail you? That's that's how a lot of those guys went out. Because and, and it was weird too because um, one guy would get a, you know like a uh, hard one to get way back in the day was Attack of the Crab Monsters. So, Monster movie from the seventies or is that even older? Or? Oh, fifties. Fifties, okay. Yeah, Corm, one of Corman's early ones It was on a double bill with Not of This Earth. So, um, yeah, somebody wound up getting a really good tape of that and trade it to somebody. Within two weeks, everybody who advertised in Film Facts was selling it because they buy one and just knock another one off. So it was rampant back then. But that was that was almost like, you know, I think the, these companies, they knew they didn't they weren't ready to release the shit for some reason. or They didn't really think there was any money in it, but they'd wait until enough of these guys would start doing it and then nail them for copyright. You know what gets me now, and I see this a lot down here in Nashville, is that I don't I don't see how people can still with 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 the internet and I mean like a six year old can you know run run a computer now I don't see how anybody can even profit on bootlegs anymore out here I mean like I'll go to a, a liquor store here in Nashville and there'll be a guy out there selling bootlegs. And there's people, I'll go to the flea markets, and there's there's just people that have a stall there. They're selling bootlegs, and there's people actually buying them. And it's fucking stupid, because here's your reason. What's a bootleg cost? Let's say 10 bucks. All I gotta do is wait a couple weeks when it gets the actual release, and for 15 I get the fucking Blu-ray with all the special features. Right. Yeah. It's like all those people now that are buying um, VHS, which I still haven't seen. Cause you can order it in demand for ten bucks, which means everyone that orders it is basically going to copy it and sell it next month. Seventeen dollars Blu-ray. Yeah, I am a blu- I'm a Blu-ray snob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know it is. These people don't think that way because you know it, it's like they're not bootlegging you know the older stuff because they feel there's no money in it right about now as far as you know flea market guys and stuff because I see this shit around here too you see, you know you see like the expendables for five bucks you know yeah shit copy but you know th- for whatever reason nobody seems to be stopping any of these people from doing anything the torrent sites or anything I, I thought you know they were gonna pass some fucking law or something but it never happened so you notice I ain't been putting too much out lately either yeah That's the point yeah. you know you were trying to sell what little bit of archive you had left, huh? Or are you still yeah. trying to do that? Or I got I got a lot of eight millimeter stuff I'd sell. What about roughies? Do you have uh, unreleased roughies? 
as far as eight millimeters. Yeah. Eight millimeters. Yeah. yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot of bondage and kinky stuff. Wow, man. Yeah. I you want know, the it, first Avon box set, but that's like really expensive now because we're not a hundred seventy hundred seventy nine bucks. And you have only, a, you have that box set, Pete? By chance? Yeah, no, yeah, you I, got I, a lot of stuff. Yeah, actually, it was funny because he he gave me the first three box sets. I wrote a review with them that was supposed to go into screw, then screw folded up. Oh, now I have the second one, but I want the first one because it has the first one's the one with Taming Rebecca. Oh yeah, it's... and I want a nice looking print of that because I actually enjoy that's my grandfather's favorite porn. I actually did enjoy that. <laughs> she one was she that. was just a wasteland, Sharon. <laughs> Yeah, I see photos. Yeah, yeah I just I did a, I did a panel with her. She was fucking great. She actually broke down during the panel. I liked uh, I liked all the Avon films. Those were definitely different. Yeah, well, pop. You know, after hours cinema has has uh, you know the, the connection for the you know the the good principle. But the whole thing is they're gonna you know I, I got a funny feeling the nipple piercing scene is gonna get taken out, and as well as the music too. So who the fuck knows. I, mean, I remember when the forced entry got the uh, DVD release, and everybody was like, "Oh, it's cut! It's cut! It's cut!" Because I've compared it to the VHS. It's not really. It's not, it's not cut. It's mm. just the the that's the film where the legend of the film is so much bigger than what the film. Yeah, well, yeah. Is. I don't know if you know this. I'm the one who found that fucking thing. It's a good movie. Yeah. I, I, well, see so what happened was it was, it was it was sitting on eBay, and Mike Razzo from Pop Cinema, you know who I put my stuff out through he was bidding on it we had a gentleman's agreement to back off so i email him i go do you know what this is and he goes no so i explained it to him so he goes well what do you think i should do and i says bid whatever you feel like bidding on it. i'll back you up to the hilt on this one we go you have to have this film you have to put this mm-hmm. out so what happened was he wanted me to write the liners and do it on camera, which I did. Well, then he got a hold of Sean Costello, and unbeknownst to me, Sean Costello wouldn't do anything unless I was out of the picture. He had to be it. Do you know him personally? He's a no. dick, from what I understand. Oh yeah, that's right. He's a, yeah, he is a dick, and from what I, from what I heard, he's pulling something in Europe where he might have just released it released it in Europe himself. Yeah, he was trying to put out a Blu-ray of it, from what I understand, and I thought that it was in conjunction with you because I had heard that you were in on that. Um, I, I had nothing to do with him. He, as far as I'm concerned, he fucked. No, me. no. I mean, I thought that you guys had owned the rights to it, so he was working in conjunction with you guys on the Blu-ray. I don't think so. Um, you know, I haven't heard no- nothing about it. I know uh, they were a little pissed off at some of the stuff he did too, because he he got paid he got paid a nice hunk of change to do what he did for that. You know. But uh, why the fuck would you buy a Blu-ray of that film? <laughs> Well, you know, yeah, really, why would you need a Blu-ray of that film? You can't clean that grain up that much. Why would you want to clean the grain up? That's exactly. the whole, that's the whole, that's what pissed me off with the exterminator thing. I mean, they cleaned it up to the point where it looks like an after-school fucking movie. You know, I'm going to, It's like somebody wrapped it in plastic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I saw part two in the theater when yeah. I was a kid, and I, and I liked part two. I had never actually seen part one until maybe seven months ago or so. Yeah. I that's one of that that's up on my list of overrated films. Well, I'll, I'll tell you something. What would you see it on the Blu-ray? No, I saw the regular, the Just grainy DVD, DVD cut, normal yeah. DVD. Yeah, with the one Synapse just put out. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't grainy. It was nice looking. Nice. Oh, they put a DVD. I'm talking about the original release. That's the one I seen. So. Yeah, the original re- release was grainy and nasty and shit like that. But what they, what they did was, I thought killed it. Was they put back in that fucking you know uh, love 
triangle love subplot with him and uh, the, the nurse or whatever the fuck it was. Wasn't there enough in the original cut? Yeah, I mean, the original cut was like 90 minutes and it ran the way it was supposed to ran. You, you know, they, they basically just fleshed it out with material that I think it brought up to 105 minutes. Yeah, and, it was you know, a lot. Of, I remember sitting there like, why the fuck is this movie still going? Yeah, because it ain't supposed to be that long. They they they, they don't seem to get it that certain shit the, the shit worked because of the way it, it was back then. You know, how, how could you make Forty Second Street look clean? That's what pissed me off. You know, fuck. And there were a lot of those films that I had to, for some odd reason. You know, every now and then something title slips through escapes you, and, yeah. you know. But I've caught up on recently, and it's just, Maniac Cop was one. Believe it or not, I had never seen it until maybe about a year ago. That's didn't get the fascination. See, I didn't get the fascination. But I'm not a Tom Atkins fan, so. Nah. Well, I just like. I think, you know, I think Bat and Dale. Though I have uh, interesting views on certain yeah. horror <laughs> directors and actors. It's always opposite of what the mainstream is talking about, so. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. It's great. Fog though. remake. I watched it again yesterday. Fog <laughs> remake. Oh shit, dude! Which one? Fog oh. remake. You know, way better than that John Carpenter piece of shit. <laughs> Pete's speech. Like, what did we here? tell you? Pete? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I, I, I just, I don't like remakes in general. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh... See, now I'm one that I actually defend them. I'd rather see something original, but there's a lot of remakes out there lately that they're churning out that. I think they're better than the original. I think the Last House on the Left and I Spend Your Grave remake are way better. Oh, the Last House on the Left remake that could have been a fucking Disney movie. Yeah. That did nothing to repulse me the, at all. The I Spit remake was decent though. I, I thought See, that was decent. It wasn't better than the original because I mean, who can beat what is it like a half hour fucking rape session? There there was no that was, in. that that was too that the original was that was almost too much. That just yeah. kept going. It was, it was like overkilled. In the harmonica. <laughs> well, and, and to me, Last House on the Left, now David Hess was awesome in it, but what killed that movie for me, the original, was at the end when they played that like bumbling country song over the credits. And everything. It's a comedy just, relief. That just, to me, it just killed, broke, it broke killed the, the dead. Yeah, it, broke yeah, the I, and that was, uh, that was Sensei Kreese was one of the cops, wasn't he? Uh, from Karate Cove, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Star of Shoot Fighter, Fight to the Death, a movie I like to whore a lot. Oh, Martin Cove. I thought that the the police comedy relief could have been if it was uh, if it was out of the picture. Though I liked it, if it was out of the picture, then it would have been really more ruffy esque. So yeah, that it was that comedy well, relief. There supposedly there supposedly is hardcore footage laying around from that picture that it was originally supposed to be a hardcore ruffy, and there is supposedly hardcore footage laying around with uh, Hess and uh, Lucy Graham. And guess what? I got a loop that's pr- going to come out. Um, I got this whole thing I put together, uh, like it's going to be 30 loops from you know New York City, Kings and Queens of Porns. I found a loop with Lucy in it. Oh, wow. She yeah. denies all the hardcore shit she's done. Well, guess what? She's sucking Sean Costello's dick, so deny all you want. It's her. <laughs> Who was the one dude I've seen some of his shit? He was fucked up. He was the rifle man. Was it Chuck, Chuck Connors? Chuck O'Connors? Yeah, it was supposedly he did a gay porn film or something. Yeah, I've seen some clips of that. I don't know if it was legit or not, but he's a nasty fucker, too. You never, you never know, though, because some of that black and white shit, I mean, it, you know, I mean, I've yeah. seen the Barbara Streisand blowjob. Yeah, I've seen that one. Oh, where's the Ashley Gold one? I knew you were going to ask. 
You and Ashley Gold. God, she's hot. <laughs> Pete, will, Pete will be able to find that one if it's out there, I'm sure. So. <laughs> you know, my favorite amateur sex tape was Tanya Harding's. I made a lot of money on that one, speaking of bootlegging shit. She was the, she was the, the best. The, the most money I ever made was the Pam, the Pam Anderson and Tommy Lee one. Fuck, yeah. man, that was wonderful. But at least Tanya and them were smart enough to set that fucking camera on a tripod. I was thought I was gonna go into a fucking seizure watching that Tommy Lee one. You know, like the fucking Blair Witch of porn. It was multi-angle. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Christ. Well, that's what happens. That's what happens when you're visibly smoking pot on camera, and you know, uh, what was what was her dialogue? Oh, it's so big, and where where are we? <laughs> they were out on that boat in the middle yeah, of the, the ocean. Boat. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. I'm surprised how fucked up they were that they didn't actually crash into something with all the room they had. I just I was remember. Because I think she, when she was younger, she was a perfect 10, in my opinion. I was just like, how the hell did this scurve get her? And then he takes off his pants. I was like, okay, I got it now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what used to disturb? I had my video store back then. And what used to disturb me is the guys that would come in and just ask for the Tommy Lee tape. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah. yeah, here you go. Just throw the 10 over there and don't touch me. You know, that's all. There was another one at the time. There was the, the Tommy Lee. There was Tanya Harding. There was one other... One, I can't think of it, that was out around that same time. Oh, the John Wayne Bobbitt one? Oh, after he got the dick sewed back on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got to meet him when Monday Night Raw did the bit where he came out with Val Venus after they tried to cut off his dick. (laughs) That was was done here, and we got to go backstage. He was actually really nice. I just remember when uh, Jerry the King Lawler was like, I know what you're famous for. Thank God they didn't put that picture on the back of a milk carton that said missing. Well, did you ever see the Howard Stern Saturday, uh, New Year's, uh. Yeah, New Year's yeah. Eve. His New, Year's, yeah. New Year's Rotten Eve. Yeah, where he's. Yeah, yeah. Where they literally show the fucking. Going through the lawn with a one spike, picking it up and shit. Oh, the best part of that is where he was Whoopi Goldberg and Sherman Hemsley was Ted Dance, and that was one of the things in my fucking life. Yeah. I was surprised they got away with that. I, I used I only lived like 20 minutes from there when I was still in Jersey. I was really surprised they got away with that shit. I think that still holds the record for the like most buys in a pay per view. Oh, that's another one I made money on. <laughs> yeah, I, I bought a bootleg off that. For, I think I paid like twenty bucks for a bootleg of that because I, I had like six. It's like six v, I, I paid for the pay per view, but I had six VCRs taping it. <laughs> that was a that was a funny ass show. And then what was that? I remember Daniel Carver was sitting right next to. Was he sitting right next to oh, Joe, George, Frazier? Joe Frazier? Joe <laughs> Frazier. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That was great. Wow. So, Pete, you were saying that... uh, Clan leader. Go ahead. Uh, You're (laughs) a clan leader. (laughs) He was. He was the grand... He was the the wizard, I think. Yeah, grand wizard. One of the two, yeah. Yeah. So, you're saying people down on 42nd Street didn't really dress up much and stuff for Halloween back in the day? I didn't see anything. Was, you know, pretty much every day was Halloween on 42nd Street. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> when you look at it that way. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I never, you know, like I said, I was I was always up on the other end because it was like, you know, more happening with the, with the films and the midnight shows. I mean, whatever was running down in 42nd Street would be there the day after Halloween, you know, playing. But whatever was running up there as a special or something. I remember they ran Bride of Frankenstein in 35 millimeters somewhere. That was fucking cool. You're a big fan of the the classic stuff, Pete, huh? I'm a, I'm pretty much a fan of it. Everything from you know the 30s up until uh, the late 80s. 
Have you got the uh, Universal uh, Monsters Blu-ray set? I didn't get that yet. Oh, you got to buy the coffin one because you actually get the 3D print of Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, wow. It's worth it. And ironically, it's cheaper than the normal box set. Somebody's actually somebody's actually selling the uh, the 3D print of the creature from the Black Lagoon. The 35? Oh, the 16. Oh, okay. Yeah. Doesn't look like in great shape because the opening bid's 50 bucks. Tim's a big fan of those creature. I think he says next tattoo is going to be the creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah, I, I met Ben Chapman a ton of times. He was he was pretty cool to hang out with. He was the creature. The is coolest he, guy I ever met was Adam West. The no, Ben passed away. Oh, unfortunately. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he he was. He, I tell you, he was fun to party with. <laughs> That's awesome. Like one thing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Pete, are you um are you are you into the Blu-rays by chance or just? No, actually, I had to break down and get a Blu-ray player because the piece of shit that I had finally gave out. You figured you'd kill two birds with one stone. Well, yeah. if they both if they play the regular DVDs, fine. I think I'm gonna upgrade my whole collection to Blu-rays. You know, is there Blu-rays out there that you're interested in, in getting? Just... I you know I put some stuff on. Honestly, I can't really tell the difference that much. You got an HD TV though, right? Oh yeah, I got a big one. Yeah, I, I really don't, especially with these grindhouse films. I'm just like, eh. you know what you I mean? Know, I, I, could, I could understand something right now that was shot in HD that you know that would you know warrant being on uh, Blu-ray. But as far as like um, Earth versus the Spider, I don't fucking think so. You know? Yeah, I'm with you. Like, unless it's these new movies, I don't really. You know, I can just get the, if this DVD's cheaper, I'll just grab that. <laughs> Yeah, but you yeah. gotta watch the Avengers in Blu-ray because that is the nicest looking Blu-ray I think ever created. You know, the funny part is too. I'm already seeing these Blu-rays wind up in the five dollar bins in Walmart. Yeah, Walmart has their whole Blu-ray rack there. Yeah, it's amazing. Avoid but, you know, the movie Prometheus. It sucks. Yeah, I heard. <laughs> I, I have heard. mixed feelings. I didn't see it um, at an IMAX. I just saw the 2D. So I didn't like the guy playing the lead. You know, the guy from the girl with the dragon tattoo, Naomi Rapiece. Mm-hmm. She's—I don't believe she's a woman. She's oh, one of those confused shit. transgenders. Stay away from Expendables. Also, the second one. Oh, I hated the first one. Yeah, the that, first just, one. that just killed Corey right there. That just, That's yeah. like an action fan's wet dream. Uh, no, it isn't. Trust me. <laughs> Let me explain this to you. They added, they added a throwaway character who gets killed, so the whole thing is vengeance for them. Jet Li bails out five minutes into the movie on some mission that is never clarified, but he never comes back. They're somewhere all pinned down, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all this fire kills all the enemies, and you hear spaghetti western music, and out of the gun smoke walks Chuck Norris. Oh, you okay. excited. <laughs> he's, the, he's the lone wolf. So, John Claude Van Damme is the bad guy, and him and Stallone have a battle to the death, and in between the whole battle to the death, I mean, I could have swore Van Damme maybe had 20 guys with him, but it winds up he had 500, so Schwarzenegger and Willis come in and trade the quips back and forth as they blow everybody away. I'm sitting there going, all right, I've had enough. Now, see, Van Damme's right-hand man, though, was, and I still say he's going to have a breakout. His name's Scott Adkins. Yeah. He's done a handful of films. That is one of the most talented guys I think I've ever seen in terms of the way he fights. One day he's going to have a breakout film. 
Yeah. Yeah. I I saw it on a grainy bootleg. Let me rack my little fucking brain and try to, you know, clarify the whole thing. So you did get a bootleg of that then? Hey, it was five hours at the flea market around the corner. I got to support local merchants. Hell yeah. There you go. I did mention on uh, buying the mask, I'm working on my own remake right now. What is it? Phantasm. I already got three people (laughs) casted. Why not? Why not make an Expendables of the Living Dead with like Bronson, Lee Van Cleef, Bruce Lee? Dig them all up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my movie will make money because the part of Michael will be played by Justin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> the tall man is Michael Chiklis, and Reggie is Hulk Hogan. What? Just because you see the sex tape? No, because he's got the same bald head, and he can do that same line where he goes, "We gotta get that tall man, dude." And he does play play guitar too, like Reggie does. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. What do you guys got coming up on behind the mask, anyway, Square? Um, I don't know. Well, we did the commentary for Trick or Treat that should probably. I gotta send it to Todd. I don't know how to upload yet. Um, ours. We're gonna try to keep our stuff real current, you know new films and stuff like that. I know they've got a couple movies they want to talk about on the next show. I always like to pick an action film um, that I like to wrap out. I'm going to probably try to get people to watch Showdown where the janitor trains the bullied kid to fight. Only this time he trains the bullied kid to fight in an arena of death. What's the website for Behind the Mask? BehindTheMaskPresents.com Um, I just wrote a review for the Toolbox Murders, which I'll post up there tomorrow. Which, which, which one? The original. The original. Yeah, the original that features the world's stupidest serial killer. <laughs> yeah, but well, you just can't beat that one for just overall sleaze. No, I mean, and, and I wrote that in the review. It's a great movie, but to sum it up, the guy in the beginning of the movie, because I know all three of you've seen it, I, I hope. Yeah. He's you know he's driving down the road. He gets out with his box of tools, walks by about thirty people, kills someone. Then he puts his fucking mask on. <laughs> okay, then he kills. Then he that. kills. Then he kills two more people, and the mask. His mask is crooked because he's obviously fucking retarded. So then he comes out after killing him, walks by a bunch more people with his bloody ass clothes, his toolbox, and his mask <laughs> still on. Like ain't nobody gonna recognize a guy in the middle of summer in downtown L.A. with a ski mask. Did you write that in the review, too? Yes, I did. And then he interrupts this hot red-headed chick who's, like, masturbating in the bathtub. That was Kelly Nichols. Kelly Nichols. Nichols. He went from being the dumbest serial killer to the most annoying because he done busted up that masturbation scene that I was getting into. And he nailed her her head to the fucking wall. Yeah. Well, I just just picked up something I hadn't seen in fucking years, and I completely forgot how offensive it is. Mandingo. I've never seen that. <laughs> I haven't either. Oh, yeah. you, Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm watching this going, and how the fuck did I walk out of the theater alive? I keep telling Bat to watch Welcome Home, Brother Charles. What's that about? The guy who killed people with his dick. <laughs> oh, God, he's when he skull fuck him. No, I don't even want to talk about that movie. <laughs> I, so, somebody sold that some company was selling on eBay. They sold a bootleg of Legend of Nigger Charlie, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's clipped, but it's it's still like I'm like, 
Here's another one. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm glad I saw this in the drive and it would have beat me to death, you know? Now they, that got released. Um, that one, yeah. so did, uh, they just changed the titles where it's just yeah, The it's, Legend of Charlie right. and the other one's just called The Boss like that. Yeah. Well, the oh, other, they, they, no, you're, you're talking about Boss Nigger, but there's another one called Soul of Nigger Charlie and the, yeah, the, yeah, the print yeah. of Soul of Nigger Charlie, cause I have a cop, I have a copy yeah, of And that one's Hulk. just called Soul of Charlie. Yeah, that one, the print that I, from what I understand is, uh, it looks like a projection on a wall and someone f- set up a video camera. That's only been shown at, um, like, uh, universities or whatever. You know what I mean? Like little yeah. film student showing. So on 16 mil or something. So. Is that, is that on, like one of those really cheap ass $10 labels? No, as far as I know, it's just floating around on bootlegs. So. They were put out by VCI Entertainment. Oh wow. Shit. But they're VCI? bootlegs, aren't they? No. They're, no, they're legitimate. No, they're fifteen dollars. Amazon has them for eleven bucks. They're cut. Though, I'm a bit no. Oh I'm really? a, no, I'm a big Fred Williamson fan. Big <laughs> Fred Williamson fan. I try to buy pretty much everything that he's uh, been a part that of. That bigger Charlie uh, DVD is is fantastic, and there's extra feature uh, like a featurette uh, with Fred Williamson on there talking. I remember pretty good. Three the Hard Way is, is one of my favorite black exploit. It's actually one of my favorite action films, to be honest with you. And you know he was in that, so mm-hmm. Pete probably seen that back in the day. When Which one? Out, Three the Hard Way. Oh yeah, yeah. They were they were running. I'm trying to think. It was it was co-featured with something too because they used to double them up. Oh shit! Another black exploitation film. Yeah, either that or um, shit. Because they I, they used to bounce the shit around. Um, I think it might have been Savage Sisters. That's a good one. One, one way That's, or another. Hitman's was, real good, too. Yeah. There was another one uh, that they got a shitty print floating around the hot box. That was pretty good. Oh, okay, a real good one is a little known scene one. It's Spook Who Sat by the Door is really good. Political one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There was another, yeah, there was another one. Um, there was that and then Black Gestapo were both kind of came out around that era. I think Black Gestapo. What was the one that Ivan Dixon directed? Shit, I don't know my directors. I can't lie. Fuck, I'm trying to think. This was this was pretty. Uh, what was it about, Pete? You remember? It was about black militants. Uh, oh yeah, where they come home from Vietnam and um, it's kind of like. Nah, I don't even. Style. I don't even. I'm trying to fucking think. Is that the Black Six? No, that's no, no, no. Has Mean Joe Green. Yeah. Fuck. Why can't I remember this one? Damn. I have an nah, You're talking about the guy from Hogan's Heroes, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was directing for a while. He was pretty he was pretty radical. I mean, you know, as far as uh, yeah, I remember, he whole... did a bunch of A teams and Rockford Files and shit like that. He did a lot of TV. I remember. Yeah. Is there, are you thinking of um, Trouble? Not Trouble Man. I know he directed Trouble Man. I think though, didn't he? Isn't that the same guy? Here, yeah, let me so. let me cheat. I'll look him up. Hey, he did Trouble Man. Spook who sat by the door. Style the blind pig, get Christy Love, and it looks like he goes straight to TV. I wonder who was the spook who sat by the door. It's a really good film, actually. Yeah, was that, he, he, they shot up some cop with some kind of with some kind of dope, and he dope, and he was walking around going, "Why is yeah. this?" So, yeah, okay, yeah, that, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, yeah, that's the one genre I can't get my wife to watch. Black exploitation. She can't once she hears honky or jive turkey that she's done. She's offended. She can't. No, she can't take no. the dialogue. It gives her a headache. It's too dated for her. See me. That's like that. Just my eyes are wide open like a kid in a candy store. So yeah, I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm a huge. I've got books and everything on about him. 
I used to, I used to go see that show. You know, I never had, I never had any issues with anybody, ever, anybody in there except the, the one that fucked me up was, uh, Blackula was running with Savage Sisters and for some reason they turned the house lights on between Blackula and Savage Sisters and everybody turned around and looked at me and gave me like this real bad look. Were you I'm the like, only white guy in there? Yep. yep. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I think you it's don't belong my, here. It's my best interest to get my ass out of here. I can catch this somewhere else. This doesn't were you, were you the only guy just busting out laughing loud as fuck in the back or what? <laughs> no, I, I never. I, I used to just sit back there and quietly get fucking stoned or soused. These are one. I, I never really made any kind. Of, you know, if there was a bunch of us, that's when it would start. I, yeah. I, I like. I needed somebody to play off of. Blackula like, is my favorite trailer of all time. What like is we, it? Blackula. That's oh. my favorite trailer. Blackula, Dracula, Dracula's soul, soul brother. Dead I love the even then he. I love the starting uh, Pete show from Superfly. No, that's um, uh, that's, uh, that's uh, Superfly. Superfly. Oh. Board, Dolomite, I think. Well, yeah. oh, it's okay. also uh, uh, Doctor Black and Mister Hyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah mixed yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, have you guys have you guys seen Black Dynamite? Oh fuck yeah, man! That's that's that's. Have you seen that, Pete? Parody. I didn't it's see that two. one yet. Yeah, you'd like it. Yeah, it's 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 straight a riff on uh, just about everything. Every What's every black exploitation movie made. I, it's I like I'm gonna get you sucker a little better though. They're doing a sequel to that Black Dynamite. It's got the uh, what's you know the actor's name? He was big into martial arts. Michael Jim Kelly. No, he's what's his name again, Corey? The new guy, Michael J. White. Yeah, yeah. He was a he did a he was a stuntman for quite a few of those '90s um, uh, Peebles films. He was um, Spawn. Oh was yeah, he was first Spawn. big one. He was um, Blood and Bone. It's a movie I try to get people to watch. Um, what else? He was in Universal Soldier Two, Exit Wounds. Because you know I'm a Seagal guy. Yeah, Seagal's yeah. <laughs> the man. You even changed your voice to sound like him. <laughs> I get told that. You know, and I never in my life realized that when everybody tells me I sound like him, I never got that. Then I actually went back and listened to an interview, and I was like, I do kind of sound like a light version of him. Cool. You just need your do-rag, dude. <laughs> and I, need to, I need to get a transplant, get a widow's peak going or something. <laughs> oh, wow. I got that one movie you were telling me about from Skull. I haven't watched it yet. The one where he's fighting vampires or whatever. Against the Dark. Yeah. Oh, God. He made a vampire movie? That's really good, actually. He's doing a lot of straight-to-video bullshit. Hey, they're, oh, they're all doing a lot of straight-to-video yeah. bullshit. Yeah. You know, like he says, though, he gets paid. It's like 250 grand for film. And he's pumping out five or six of them a year. And they only take two weeks to film. Shit. I wouldn't. I'd do it, too. He's doing that, wasn't he? He was doing that cop show, reality show, too. Oh, man. Oh, funniest show on television. <laughs> Unintentional, but still the funniest show on television. All the criminals want his autograph. <laughs> they would. I like when he'd be like, because he was such a racist prick. He'd be like, Johnny, there's a black kid over there, Johnny. He's wearing a baggy shirt. Pull the car around. I got to get a better look at him. Then he'd get out of the car. Yo, Holmes, what you be doing walking around this here neighborhood this late at night? <laughs> He's such a sad man, in all honesty. It's just, it's just sad. Sounds like George Zimmerman. <laughs> oh, he's... But you know, though, in all honesty, I wouldn't fuck with him. I've said it a hundred times. That no way in hell. Wow. His Budweiser commercial with Anderson Silva is hilarious. 
I don't think I've seen that one. It's on YouTube. Is it? He's one of Anderson Silver's trainers. It's better that than killing the Budweiser frogs one at a time. I like the lizards. I can't lie. <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny up here. Nobody really drinks Budweiser. They're all PBR. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the north for you. <laughs> that was Dennis Hopper's beer. In, uh, no, Blue I was Milk, looking I for down here in Nashville. I was looking for Stroh's. I can't find it anywhere. But malt liquor is plentiful. Colt Forty Five. So. Oh yeah, that's yeah. God. One of the guys I used to work with at Liquidators. That was his breakfast. Oh man, I love it. But yeah. I need some Stroh's once in a while. So I'm drinking Perrier water with lime. Oh Jesus! I got a Blue Moon Rock in here. Are you drinking tonight? Pete or what? No, I'm smoking no, a joint. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's got their buzz on. So. Yeah, really? Yes, yeah. Happy Halloween. We'll be. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm straight edge. I've been on a wine kick for the last year and a half, so I stay like that. You're, to... You are square, though, Corey. You're... I am. A lot of people tell me that. Did I see a post on your fucking Facebook page that you're a Republican? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, actually, I am. I'm out here now. I really am. I'm fucking supporter right here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Give a shit. Vote for Mitch. Mm-hmm. I work. Uh, I work sort of half-ass in the healthcare industry, and I kind of want to keep my career going. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, it's basically uh, it's, it's work-related then. Uh, the vote. No, I just don't like Obama. Yeah. He can read a hell of a good speech, but watch him in a debate. He's a stumbling moron. He can read that teleprompter really he can read well. A teleprompter, good. He's Oprah's boy for a reason. You're not a big fan of uh, Obama either, Pete, right? And I've listened I'm not a big to fan of any of them. I'm fucking yeah. retiring in two years. Fuck this shit. Are you, uh, you're, you're Ron Paul supporter, though, aren't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, the, the whole thing is everything could be solved if they use common sense, so it's never going to happen. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to that. And everything that comes out of Ron Paul's mouth is common sense, other than his foreign well, You know, what really, you know, we're getting off topic here, what really pissed me off was the whole knock down the weed thing in California because if it had passed... It would have created a ripple down effect through the whole country where basically you would have had a whole cottage industry build up around that legalization. Mm-hmm. You know, Home Depots of hemp, for lack of better words, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so they took something that potentially could have created jobs, could have created, you know, something. Could fix the deficit. from what Yeah, but, oh, no, we, we can't have that. Let's, you know, hate to say what the Republican thing is, but they, I think uh, one of Romney's deals is, you know, the minute he gets in office, guess what? We're going to go after Iran. Start another fucking war. The Koch brothers or whatever those fuckers are. Yeah, I'm pretty confident he's not going to win, though, because technically yeah. being we still have people over there, it's still quote-unquote wartime. Usually you don't get a new president elected during wartime. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, maybe we should try four years without anybody and see what happens. <laughs> I think we might be all right. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Just leave the seat empty. <laughs> Look at the money we'll save, you know? Mm-hmm. Get rid of them and get rid of Congress. Guess what? Next four years, nobody does shit. We patrol our own borders. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, you I look... Don't. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I said, oh, you look funny. You speak with accent. Bang. You're dead. Okay. <laughs> shit. I know, yeah, that, that was politically incorrect. But, you know, so I don't give a fuck. Everybody backpedals off this, a lot of this shit. But, you know, the bottom line is, I honestly think, you know, the way to solve all, all this bullshit is, you know, you know, bring the troops home, put them on the fucking Mexican border. That's what Ron That's Paul it. was saying. So, yeah, yeah, really. 
because somebody has a vested interest in keeping this fucking thing open. And the whole, the whole here's a here's a not it's a funny story, but it just shows you how easy things are. When I was working in New York, I had three Mexican kids who were stock boys, mm-hmm. and they were illegal as shit. But they could get in and out with no problem whenever they wanted to. And really? that's from Mexico yeah. to New York. No fucking problem. Yeah. So if they're getting in and all these drugs are getting in, you know other shit's getting in. Yeah. yeah. So. Corey, you got to cut off, man. I'm going to cut off, but I did promise that I would recommend a Halloween <laughs> film like only I can, if you're okay. familiar with the recommendations I usually give. For sure. First, I'll ask you, though, when is this episode going to go up? It's probably going to go up, uh, the anniversary is Devil's Night, so I'm thinking it's going to go up sometime in the evening. Um, it, worst case scenario, 11 o'clock. Okay, well, here's the cat in the bag. I promised I would do a farewell episode on Bloodbaths and Boomsticks. Oh, really? And okay. That's that's tomorrow, their Halloween show, and uh, they said, well, you got to cover the a Halloween movie. So I said, okay, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. It's a surprise. But I will tell you, I'm going to cover the greatest anthology ever made. They've been guessing all week they can't get it right. You're going to announce it here on Easy. I am going to announce <laughs> it just because it's funny, and then I'll give you my recommendation. Okay. Do you have any guess what I'm going to say is the greatest Halloween anthology ever made? Tales from the Crypt. No. <laughs> Dead Time Stories? No. Okay. Give it to us, then. It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Oh, jeez, I actually have a rip of that. Yeah, really? Yeah. It is an anthology. They're, they're trick-or-treating and at the party. He's in the pumpkin patch, and Snoopy is fighting the Red Baron. And it all ties into one big thing. Yeah. Is that Plus, a childhood what, favorite of yours? Just a favorite, period. I yeah. love Charlie Brown. Yeah. So my recommendation to your fans is Scary Godparents. What is that? Break it down for you head out. See, there's this fantastic Nickelodeon show called The Fairly Odd Parents about a kid who has two magical fish that grant his wishes. Well, on their Halloween episode, he got tired of getting having a ghetto costume because he was poor and people beating him up for candy, so he wished that everyone would turn into what they really are. So they're all like rotted zombies throwing their heads at each other and shit. This is real? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, oh, wow. if, you have, if you have Netflix, just go to the kids' section of Fairly Odd Parents. I think it's in season two. It's called Scary Godparents. I have a three-year-old, for anyone wondering. Yeah. So I watch a ton of children's things. Certain ones out there are actually very, very hip, very good. You're you're into the cartoons. I can dig the the, the, always, the turtles shit. So. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a big turtle fan. Uh, the old Godzilla cartoon with Godzuki. He's he's big on. Yeah. I myself grew up with you know like Miguel and Gorilla and all that because I'm an older guy too and you know I I can he he, he can't get into that I and mean, the animation's too crude for him. Mm-hmm. And you can't go wrong with Charlie Brown. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's the great pumpkin part. Charlie Brown's better than anything Romero punk ass ever did. Oh, damn. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So, and, like, go, go ahead. ahead. Man, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just was wondering, um, what your, what are you, what are your Halloween plans? Are you, are you going out on Halloween or what, what is no, your plans? It, You're doing the family all, thing, right? We did the family thing well, last week. Our zoo does a, uh, big, it's called the Spooktacular. So, you know, we all dressed up, and you know, we went to that, and then um, 
excuse me, we'll take Christian trick-or-treating, and then uh, he likes to pass out. He likes to pass out candy. When you guys get home? Yeah, because yeah, we don't take him very far. And he, yeah. just had, uh, he just had his adenoids removed yesterday. So Yeah, you're saying that. Yeah. He's got a sweet-ass Batman costume. So That's awesome. Are you dressing up, too? I'm Zorro. <laughs> Actually, if you look at my profile pic on Facebook, that's a picture of us at the zoo. I just don't have the mask on because it was getting hot. Mm-hmm. And then my wife is like a pirate girl because she wouldn't wear the Supergirl costume I bought her because she didn't want to dress up like a whore. <laughs> That's great, dude. Well, if I, had, if I had to say any horror movies, seriously, ones that I recommend to people, I like to watch Trick or Treat from 1986. I like the new Trick or Treat's really good. And for some odd reason, I really like to watch um, Black Roses on Halloween. I don't know why. Rock and roll horror film. Yeah. yeah, I really like that. Because you knew the teacher was cool in that movie because he wore jeans. <laughs> and where else do you get to see someone kick a latex monster in the balls? So much for a tough demon from hell. Here you go. Strebo wanted to cover that. On, uh, well, he wanted to cover a bunch of rock and roll horror films. You guys, you guys talked about that last year, didn't you? Yeah, he wanted to cover some stuff more in depth, so he he had uh, plans, and then we ended up recording tonight, and he had a bunch of stuff he was going to do, going to the Myers house. We actually got him on the show. I, I recorded with him earlier, so it's going to be an intermission segment. But uh, Yeah, I like Strebo's a good guy. I like him. Yeah, yeah. Strebo, if you're listening, I, I checked my mail today. Ghost wasn't in there. In case you need my address again, just PM me. Bill Because <laughs> that's that's the one thing. I'm not going to go into it on the air. You yeah. and I had this discussion earlier. I'm not a fucking phony. I flat out admit I'm a whore. I want those screeners. I want those t-shirts. Give it to me. Give, give it to me. I'll review your movie. You send me 20 movies, I'll tell you they're all good. <laughs> oh shit, just you can get to any more. It's fucking A right. I make no qualms about that. I'm not like, like I said, we had that conversation off the air, but, uh, no, at least I'm up front. Yeah, yeah. That's what I like about you, Corey. It's, you're honest, so. And you always remember the, Boo Bowl is a much better director than George Romero. <laughs> and Body Slam is a better wrestling movie than No Holes Barred. Pete, what's your weigh-in on that? You're a wrestling fan. Jesus, both of them suck as far as I'm concerned. The one you need to see, and somebody uploaded it on YouTube for anybody listening, it's called Grunt. Oh, that's another old one, too. You know, the one that, you really want to see is I Like to Hurt People. Yeah, oh, that was the one with the... Was that one with the Sheik? Sheik, yeah, the Sheik. Yeah. Grunt's great, because it's about a wrestler who does the hangman and then decapitates another wrestler in a battle royal, so they have to hold up the title. <laughs> Yeah, I remember that one. Uh, you yeah, dig like the gems that. up, Corey. <laughs> I, boy, I pull some weird stuff yeah, out, of my, out, of the, out of the air there. Uh, oh, be, like I said, I'll be talking about uh, Showdown and then, uh, you know, Maximum Convictions coming out in a couple weeks with Stone Cold Steve Austin and Steven Seagal. I'm sure that'll be amazing. Will it be, uh, will there be a review on BTM or what? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, Stay tuned. I'm thinking. Of, I'm thinking of taking the day off work to watch that one. There. Wow, that's dedication, dude. Steve Austin has not made a bad movie yet, in my opinion. I mean, oh, I love Steve Austin movies. Yeah, yeah. He he ain't trying nothing. He ain't stretching nothing. The only complaint I had with Recoil, the one with him and Danny Trejo, was Danny Trejo's okay, but. 
the guy filming it needed to film it from the side because during that fight, he looked like Steve Austin was beating up some little Mexican kid. Because <laughs> <laughs> Trail's like what, like he's little, he's like five six, I think five seven. He's not, he's not a big, he's not a big guy. They always film him to look bigger than he is. Yeah. No, do you watch Sons of Anarchy? Yeah, no, I've never show. watched it. Now I watch it. There, when he was standing back to back with Ron Perlman, I thought Ron Perlman was standing with his son. <laughs> you can't go wrong with anything Ron Perlman is in either. I'm a big fan of Ron Perlman. Yeah, he's pretty good. I like him myself. I liked, uh, which no nobody believed why I liked it, the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling, but I thought uh, Ron Perlman and Albert Brooks were just amazing in it. I dug Drive. Did you see that one, Pete? I know you're not really big into a lot of the new films, but... Nah, he, I like I liked him in Enemy at the Gates though. Mm-hmm. He was good in that. I, I think Drive's just great for that that um the elevator scene where what does he do? What does he beat that guy's head in with? Beats him with a ball peen hammer. Yeah, man, and it's pretty fucking brutal. Just repetitive. It I don't know so... if that's what the theatrical cut was like, but yeah. Wait, I like how it's done because like there's hardly any dialogue in the beginning, so it's like you're watching it's some art house movie for 45 yeah. minutes, then it turns just turns into 70s exploitation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pete, you gotta check that one out, man. Like, I, I thought it was it's cool. Called Drive, Drive, yeah, yeah with yeah. Ryan Gosling, and um, it was actually very badass. He's just like a he. He's like a uh, like a driver driver for criminals and shit, robbing banks and stuff, and he just gets called up to do the gig. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's a rip off of, of some kind of uh, '70s car flick, but. Now, you want to know what 70s car flick I think is boring as fuck? Here, you're going to get a good oh, one. Oh, here it goes. <laughs> Vanishing point. I was never a fan of it. Pete? I saw, I, I, I saw you know, I, I guess it's one of those things you have to... You had to be into the whole car thing going on in the 70s, number one. You had to see it in a drive-in, number two. And, and seeing it in a drive-in and all the, you know, the the racing and shit like that. On the way home, you'd be drunk and try to pull the shit on the highway yourself. So. That was what it was all about. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that was my concept of it. Because, you know, the whole thing was at the end with that whole thing with the two bulldozers. What the fuck happened? He just vanished? <laughs> yeah. You know? He had the Wraith's car. Yeah, whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it was. Wraith. <laughs> yeah. Wraith is a good movie. That was, that was another one, too. Yeah, the Wraith. The one that I liked uh, recently that everyone shits on that I defend is Drive Angry with Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage is like the Samuel L. Jackson of the white actors. He's in everything. He's overexposed. <laughs> well, he's got the a lot two of them. Back taxes the two to of pay. them. You know something? And the two of them weren't they in a movie? Amos and whatever. Amos and Andrew. Right. Amos yeah. And, yeah. They should take a couple years off. That's what they should do. I don't think Cage can afford to. It's not my fault. Doesn't he all like... How many Ghost Rider sequels are there going to be? You know? Part 2 is awful. And I like Part 1. I'm a comic book nerd. And Part 1 I thought was pretty good. Part 2 is just... That was just shit. And the Crank guys made it. So I thought it would at least be kind of cool. But no, it, it was bad. Never I, could have been a, I could have been a comic... Actually, I was a comic book nerd back when Spider-Man first came out. And Fantastic Four and X-Men and all that good shit. Yeah, I had fucking all of Amazing Spanish Fantasy 15. And you know what happened? I discovered alcohol and sold them to buy beer. I sold Fantastic Four number 48 for 100 bucks to buy a skateboard when I was 12 years old. I sold Famous Monsters number one for eight bucks. I do have the whole run of the Warren Vampirillas, though, so... 
least they kept something good. Yeah, those were good, good ones. Yeah, the old, the old good stuff ain't around anymore. Hey, you, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys remember this shit. They were trying to shut down Halloween at one point. Wasn't that a couple years ago? No, not a couple years ago. Going, going back, see, there was a whole, there was a whole, I can't pinpoint exactly when it was because, you know, you're a kid growing up in the 50s, all right? You know, you, you always got taken out for Halloween. You got this fucking costume that smelled really fucking weird with a plastic mask, and your mother walked you around and shit, you know, and you got older and things happened. But as far as, like, shit being on TV, you know, most of the stations went off the air, like, around, I'd say, midnight back then. So they would run shit like 9 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And they'd always hype it up, the big Halloween show. It'd be like, you know, a universal deal, something like that. So then you get back into hey, where... Excuse me? Sorry to interrupt. Uh, I think Corey has to cut out here. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to cut out. We'll listen roll it behind, up. Listen to Behind the Mass Presents. Um, sorry. Want to roll us into a break there, uh, Corey? Yeah, sh- this is Corey G. from Behind the Mass Presents. Com. Be sure to listen to BehindTheMassPresents.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook. When you're done doing that, then you can go and listen to Exploited Cinema. Pete, you, All right, want, man, to for on. you want to throw out a promo for The Grindhouse? Sure, every Saturday night, 10 p.m. on www.jackalope105fm.com, 42nd Street, Pete's Grindhouse. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. You never know what to expect, and sometimes I don't know what to expect either. The only way you can find out is tune in. And you've been listening to Exploited Cinema. We'll be back. House. Enter at your own risk. This is a house where no one should live. Woman lived here before you was nuts. Wouldn't be surprised if someone just got fed up and off her. She was my aunt. Heart of gold, though. Roger Cobb has come here alone. ever alone in the house. This house knows everything about you. Leave while you can. No! It has been waiting for him. Hi. Sandy.
Exploited Cinema, episode 42, part one. Part two is going to drop tomorrow on Halloween Day. And when this recording ends, hit eject on the cassette and flip it over. Welcome back to Exploited Cinema. We're in the intermission uh, part of the show, and I'm joined by Strebo. What's up? Yeah, he's he's rolling with us early here. Um, he's got um, some Halloween plans at the Myers House, Myers Bash, so North Carolina later this evening. So, but he wanted to get on the show in some aspect or another, and um, you now we do it at EC. We just jam pack the guests in, so. <laughs> yes, you do. Well, I want to wish everybody happy Halloween. Um, but, but bat, are we going to continue this deception? Are we not going to tell people that we just had the most catastrophic event ever that can happen in podcasting horror talk radio realm where, where we do, where we lose a recording because we've already been through all this before and lost it to the Halloween gods? We, well, it had to be sacrificed like the, 
because the Halloween gods will kill everyone if they don't get one sacrifice. So especially <laughs> podcast gods, and so this might be this might help out for later tonight when I'm recording the roundtables. Like I'll, I'll it'll go off without a you know without a hit. Yes. You got it out of the way, so yes, now the rest of the show can can proceed without any <laughs> any mishaps. But but it's all good, man. Like we were saying, you know, I've uh, I've had that happen many a time over on MVP Mutant Radio, and uh, though nothing is worse than when you're actually working on a film and you get you know you get home at the end of the day and you're looking at the dailies and you're like, oh shit, this this shot is fucked up. So thankfully, it wasn't that bad. That's that's what it's that's what it's like and um, yeah we had some gold I hate to dangle the fucking carrot out for the uh, listeners because they're like what hmm what would life be like if I heard that recording with that <laughs> it's not gonna be complete I just, you know me personally I'd rather just be like yeah the just pretend it didn't happen and just move on and uh, forget about it but yeah this has happened to me on many different projects uh, recording music all kinds of stuff I've lost entire songs I've lost entire uh, Filmmaking, I've lost, I, footage wasn't there that I thought was there and then had to reshoot, you know, this has happened many a times on EC, not, I mean, we ran a good 20 minutes, half hour there, and I'm like, what the fuck, <laughs> interviews, this has happened, so. It, it happens, but in the spirit of full disclosure, that's why, that's why you want to reveal it, because, you know, you want the listeners to feel like they're. They're in on things, that they're behind the scenes, that they know things that the unfaithful do not, you know. <laughs> if you don't listen to EC, you're not going to know all the ins and outs. But uh, so we, we keep it we keep it real. It's an I've always said open book, you know. So I think that's why the listeners enjoy this show, so um to an extent. So I know you get mileage out of it because of um, how candid we are on here. So and I even bring the grease out of you occasionally, even though I I know you're nervous. So. <laughs> yes, well, you can. You, I, I would be more than happy to sit in on a greasy episode, you know. Except I don't. I don't think I would be any use, you know, reviewing a roughie or anything like that. But you know, if we get to talk about Cronenberg, uh, you know, in November or whatever, um, you know, we can always focus on whatever sleazy elements pop up there because his stuff is always laced with sleaze and grease and. Yeah, why? Well, I mean, I hate to to take the show into another lowball level but um yeah i think next month we're going to be shooting our load in the direction (laughs) something more artsy and uh, we're going to try to get away from bottom of the barrel stuff because i've just been you know you get burned out with the grease after a while just watching roughies and um jerking off till your dick's raw i mean it just gets old after a while you know what i mean so yes (laughs) you got to give it a rest you know just yes uh, so <laughs> that's why you have to jerk off with triple antibiotic ointment. That way it doesn't so you doesn't can, bother you when it gets raw. You can keep going. You can just never be deterred. <laughs> no infection and there's great lube. So triple antibiotic brought to you by Exploited Cinema. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. So uh, so you're going to be in all night long then you know i'm heading out to the uh the myers house bash which is awesome i gave this great rundown of it on the on the the lost version of the show we'll just tell everybody if you want to know what it is go go check out the website the myers house nc because uh that's where i'll be tonight i'm gonna be be up there uh, watching movies costume contests a lot of drinking hopefully some 
young girls that are of legal age and you know that are awfully inebriated and don't know yes. that you're you're rocking a baby face right now actually you told me huh yeah and hopefully they don't know that I live out of town so that way they'll <clears throat> be more susceptible to my advances so well Strebo's got the the the, gre- the eye of the grease now so I mean <laughs> pull and tail like no problem I think and I don't think you'll have a problem so that's right. Never had a problem pulling wool, that's for sure. But um, yes, I don't know about I, the eye of the grease. I'm still working on here's, that. Here's your pick. Here's the ultimate pickup line. Have you ever seen water power? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good one. What's your yeah. thoughts on enemas? <laughs> <laughs> I should be able to clear out the party pretty quickly that way. Well, you'll. It, it, what it, what will happen? Will you'll be able to narrow it down to the. The hardcore chicks that are like, yeah, you got that one geeky horror nerd in the corner just fucking giving you those bedroom eyes hardcore. And, you know, you're like, yep, that's the one. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You got to see how they respond, man. You have to react like an animal in the wild. You know, you have to sense the fear. You just got to throw that fucking piece of raw meat out there and just see which one bites. So (laughs) 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 that's the one. So. That, that's, that's how I work, but. <laughs> yes, we know how you work. We heard a lot, quite a lot about that on the, the recent Ruffies episode, which might, by the way, kudos, bravo for what is perhaps the sleaziest episode ever. And that's not easy to say, greasiest episode ever on a show where you've reviewed Breaking Point and, uh, what was the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what else do we review? We review the Pacino oh, cruising, yeah, God. Breaking Point and cruising, and you've out greased those movies, those reviews. Wow, we tried, <laughs> and you did it in time before your your second anniversary as well. So kudos on that, Thank you sir. I'm glad you know, like really that show, like not even all the grease aside, like. That was just uh, an experiment in um, editing and production value and everything on an audio in an audio sense. And um, you know, I thought I outdid myself. I mean, I had to give myself a pat on the back on that one. I mean, I worked hard on that. I think I spent two days, three days working on that, just because not because of, there was so much editing because I did leave in shit, you know, that I was like, oh, I missed that, you know, but. Um, you know, it wasn't even really about that. It was about that I just wanted all the music to be there, the the trailers to be there, and um, I just remember Dale had commented on that um one porno episode me and J Dog did, and he was like, "Dude, it was like a movie. You know, you laced everything." <laughs> so that was kind of my goal, and I had been building up um clips and everything for probably a month or two before that. So I mean, it was just a lot of planning went into that um, editing wise. So I was happy with the uh, final product. <clears throat> It, it was a solid episode, so, but I, I feel like you and, uh, Dale found your footing, you know, for the new exploited cinema, so it's cool, man. Just keep it up, keep it up. Yeah, I appreciate it, man, and, um, you know, your show's been really taking off too, uh, Mutant Radio, and, um, been enjoying that, and, um, you let me come on there right around when we did the rough episode and let me sleaze up your podcast <laughs> yes you you made that episode officially the sleaziest episode of mvp mutant radio ever ironically on the review of dread but uh i always figured that was kind of a grim and gritty uh you know property anyway the whole judge dread universe so i thought hey well if we're gonna have bad on for anything then why not 
Judge Dredd. Though I do want you to come on to talk American Horror Story at some point once I get caught up on the new season. Yeah, I've got a I've got a streaming web. I've got it on cable and stuff, and I could DVR it, but I just I haven't been watching TV lately, and um, been meaning to catch up on that. And um, the streaming site has um, last season of Walking Dead, so I'll be able to catch up on that, and probably probably by early November I should be able to watch the the shows on the drop dates. And then I don't know if you, I know you didn't get to listen to the last show of EC, but I've been perusing this uh, local place here in Nashville. Um, Black Raven, and they, um, um, Sundays they do, um, basically live big screen showings of Walking Dead, and then Wednesdays it's American Horror Story, so. Awesome. I hope to get out to a couple of those, um, depending on what the price is. I don't know if I want to pay $10 to watch, you know, a right, TV right. show that I can watch for free at home or, or stream, but, um. Right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm right with you on American Horror Story right now. I'm, there's two episodes in, and, um, I need to get on this streaming website and, um, catch up. Just, it's just, it, for both of us, it seems like October's been extremely busy and everything. I know you've been doing screeners and, um, just yeah, well, we started the month with screenings, you know. I mean, we played Scarecrow Midnight in the theater, which was awesome. Before, uh, which at the time it was advertised as a 35 millimeter secret screening, but it wound up being Anguish from 1987. Have you ever seen that? No, I haven't. Um, that sounds that's in Anguish. What's that about? Yeah, it's right up EC's alley. It's very greasy. Uh, it's if you haven't seen it, I would. I'm going to refrain from giving you an actual synopsis because it starts out. It's got Zelda Zelda Rubenstein in it, okay. and uh, what is that guy's name? Michael Lerner from uh, Barton Fink. He plays he plays like the producer. You know, throw a fucking rock in your head, a writer. Everybody's a goddamn writer. <laughs> right. <laughs> Has that guy in it, and he's playing like this 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 weird. Uh, psycho killer who pretends to be a doctor and collects eyeballs and all this stuff is very greasy very uh very cool stuff but there's some twists and turns throughout the movie but um but we opened for uh we opened for anguish so that was cool you know we had another promotion the next week um i've been putting together screeners for tales from mutantville and ghost and uh just this weekend we're putting the first episode of mutitious movie morgue online uh forward to it Mm -hmm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Where she's uh, featuring George Romero's Night of the Living Dead, which is totally awesome. I'm definitely very excited about that. That's it's come together much better than I ever thought it would be, and it's it, you know I, I hate to uh, hate to admit that because I'm like the biggest fan of my own work. I'm, I'm always worried that people are like, "Oh, you're so stupid. You're just caught up on your own stuff." But <laughs> there are times where I'm just like, "Wow, I can't believe we made something that cool." So I hope people really enjoy it and dig it and. Uh, Aside from the six episodes of MVP Mutant Radio we've done already in October, which you were on the second episode, you know, starting mm-hmm. out the month. You're just um, grinding them out, man. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to keep everything going. Um, we're going to do a seventh episode on Halloween Day on the 31st um, where I'm going to re- release Volume 2 of Murder by Music, which uh, was uh, featured on one of my Strebo Rama vlogs initially which, as an homage to the old uh, – Music and horror episodes from Canadian Ferox, mm-hmm. may they rest in peace. And of course, uh, the fourth episode that was here on Exploited Cinema. So I figured Canadian Ferox is closed down and no more. They're not going to be doing any more anytime soon. So why not keep the tradition going? I've got 28 music clips I'm bringing on, some from new movies, some from old movies, some from TV shows, some from video games. It's just going to be this awesome Halloween horror playlist. So I can't wait. It's going to be good times. 
definitely Halloween um, party music. So you could just throw that stream on of, of audio and, and rock out at your party and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you're setting the mood music, man. That's what you're doing. Yeah, right on. Or if you're on, you know, if you're driving around to your to the next haunted attraction or whatever, you know, on Halloween night, you need something to listen to, you know, load up your MP3 player and let it rock. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And, you know, and, and it's not like you're robbing the concept because you're giving the nod to the originators and everything. And like you said, that's just right. you probably won't see another episode like that from from the fear rocks maybe you know you never know those guys uh um j dog and tony they just it, it may possibly who knows they might pop up those were their best shows i have to agree with you on that so i thought so and my format will be different anyway you know i mean i always try to put my own spin on it but uh, i do think it's important to acknowledge you know inspiration mm-hmm. and whatnot. you know that was always loved those music and horror episodes so you know never could get enough fantastic stuff yes yes and uh yeah i mean it's it's awesome that you've been keeping busy i've been keeping busy as well this october and everything and um i didn't i thought it would just be a lame month to just celebrate birthday and um <laughs> hang out at home watching a couple yeah, of belated happy season. birthday by yeah, the way thank you man i appreciate that, that. and uh it, it's been fun it really has and um i don't know i've been talking about um adventures in the ville here and uh it's just been been living it up, living the southern fried chicken lifestyle, and um, it's 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 been interesting. Um, twenty twenty five, twenty six has has been definitely some milestone years. So, and uh, the show obviously has been just doing uh, doing great. It's making a comeback, and uh, we're just so glad to have you on because, uh, like I said, you're the uh, unofficial third member of the show and uh that'll always be be the case and we had to have you on in some form or another like i said so well just, thank you i'm I'm glad to be the the, the arm in the middle of your back <laughs> as long as i'm not like the third testicle you know well you know you could be it could be like um you could be the third tit so <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. But um, yeah, man, it's like it's great hearing that uh, the production stuff's kicking off for you hardcore um, in some form um, this month and everything. So, and um, we totally support MVP and um, everything they do. And um, I'm psyched to see the uh, Mutitious movie, movie morgue. Uh, uh, what is it like a half hour thing? Like, or is it is it well with the, in there? Or well, that? with Night of the Living Dead, it's like two hours. You oh, because okay. the whole movie is in there, and she actually brackets it. But I, I do have to admit that at this moment, we're uploading it in pieces, mm-hmm. and YouTube actually blocked one of the pieces of Night of the Living Dead. Although we're using a public domain version of it, and they shouldn't block it. You know, uh, so we're having to like rearrange the playlist. There's always some kind of like technical bullshit that people never know about that you have to deal with behind the scenes. But, you know, that's what's going on now. But the whole episode when it's all together with the movie and her introductions is, is a little over two hours. But eventually we are going to put it up where it's just the Mutisha segments. It's like maybe half an hour. Mm -hmm. And Mutisha was on that, that one episode, um, with, uh, we had J-Dog co-hosting then, and, uh, yeah, I remember we had just, uh, we had, we had eased the grease back quite a bit, we were actually jumping, <laughs> and, um, it felt weird, kind of, but, uh, like you said, uh, Vanel is just a really cool chick, and, um, she probably could have, she probably could have handled it, but I just didn't want to, um, 
you know, offender or anything like that. Or just like, these guys are fucking perverts. I uh, might have liked it, so who knows? <laughs> you probably don't want to take it as far as you went on the Ruffies episode, but I, she's game, man. Yeah. She sticks up for herself. And she brought a lot of that character actually to, 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 uh, Mutisha the movie goddess in the show, you know, cause she really fleshes out that character, so to speak. But you should bring her on to talk to her about, uh, are two Christopher Rufty movies, Rags and Psycho Holocaust. And Mr. Parker put Psycho Holocaust over really big. Yeah, I seen that that review video and um yeah, they well we talked about it when Vanel was on. Um I think we you had talked about it, a few of the films and everything and um yeah, I've seen trailers and it's those those films I've really been looking forward to and um yeah, I mean, I'm sure uh, Dale would be game. We we could review both the films and and have Vanel back on the show and um, yeah I really look forward to that because I've been uh, I I added her on Facebook and been kind of just following her her career out here I know she was in California and you told me she's in New York right now working yeah she's in New York so I'm just so happy like it's just so cool to like you know be able to talk to somebody that's up and comer in the business and everything and see them um actually have good luck and success out here and, and get to follow that and um I think she's extremely talented. Um I think that her alter ego Mutisha is is a very interesting like there's a lot of horror hosts out here, but like hers is very cool. It's not a riff on Elvira like some of these ladies out here do. It's it's really her own and it's very modern and definitely twenty twelve ish with that classic um sprinkle of the the 70s horror host in there so i mean i can appreciate that quite a bit actually so cool awesome thanks man well i i hope you enjoy it and i hope uh any of the ec listeners out there that, that want to check it out enjoy it so definitely let me know what you think about it guys come to mutantville.com leave us comments on the blog of course uh subscribe to the newsletter um, check out the show for free. Let us know what you think. I mean, it's, it's going to be good times. I just, as the pieces have been uploading onto the internet um, and processing, I, I keep watching them one by one. And I'm just like laughing at certain parts and stuff. Like, I feel like a total idiot. But you, you just can't help it when you make something that you're actually, you know, you're proud of and you yeah. just want to share it with people. Yeah, and no, like I said, I'm really looking forward to it. And um, you're going to post it onto the um, the EC Facebook page. Um, by the time this show goes up, it should already be on there. It should all be up, I'm guessing, all in, in, in its entirety. And um, the listeners can go and check it out. And um, this, you know, I heard about this quite a while back and, and was really looking forward to it. And um, so it's finally being unveiled. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's... Definitely, everybody needs to check that video out and, um, yeah, show your support and, um, you know, so stuff like this can keep coming out. Like, I know you're going to do it either way, whether people watch or not. Oh, yeah. You're just diehard, but, uh. <laughs> we keep going. We're always going. But, you know, this month is, it's, it's a big milestone for MVP and also for Exploited Cinema. I mean, you know, you guys hit two years, but also, in 2013, it's going to be 10 years for MVP, but this That's month, awesome. <laughs> this month we put one. Ghost and Tales from Mutantville on DVD and we put Mutisha online. So it's like, it's the end of everything we've been working for, you know, for like the past five years. Yeah. And we're literally about to start a whole new chapter, you know, beyond it. So it's really, it's really cool to just kind of get to that point and see where things are going. The never ending story of Mutantville.com and you're going to have <laughs> a flying uh, dog. 
monster that you're going Chibo's going to fly around in and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can deal with that. <laughs> it's going to be shooting it's it'll be shooting jizz at all the enemies and <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe not so much, but yeah. uh, perhaps shooting jizz at the big bre- breasted uh three-tittied alien girls. Yes. Oh, that would be off. Like um <laughs> Bigfoot giant uh mutant <laughs> Bigfoot is my daddy and he wants to protect me. Did you ever see that's a tenacious D. Did you ever see their movie? I've I've seen uh, I've seen quite a bit of stuff. I know that there's some there's some strange Bigfoot stuff going on. Yeah, he's got a a Bigfoot. He eats all these mushrooms and he has this Bigfoot trip out sequence where he meets Bigfoot and they go flying through the sky and stuff. It's awesome. It's awesome stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Tenacious D. It's a, there's just not enough uh, Bigfoot exploitation out there in, in circulation. I think that EC needs to to finally cover that Bigfoot episode. It was obviously inspired by J Dog. He wanted that Bigfoot exploitation, but um, we just we had so many ideas and never got got it off. But eventually, it'll 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 manifest here, you know, for better or worse. So. We'll yeah, we'll just on. <laughs> keep them going, man. Just keep doing the ideas. I mean, uh, you know, I think you and Dale were are really hitting your stride now. So, you know, you're on the verge of putting out three episodes this month. You've kind of just done one over the past few months. So sometimes over just one over two months, three months. So yeah. Yeah, well, it was a slow period over the past few months. Fortunately, we picked up an MVP. We put out almost forty episodes <laughs> during the time that you've been going slow. Oh, so. Shit. <laughs> I didn't even realize you guys have done that many episodes. Rocking and rolling. But you do but, only like hour, hour and a half long. Yeah, they're not so. epic yeah, yeah. jobs and reviews that you do, these three-hour, four-hour. You know, the majority of them are half-hour. So, uh, usually if I have an independent filmmaker on, we'll, we'll end up going for an hour just because, you know, they, they've always got a lot to talk about. And uh, then sometimes we do those – we do a mega episode or two, like uh, the summer sci-fi uh, superhero and blockbuster episode was three and a half hours. That was that was huge. And uh, this Murder by Music episode is probably going to be about two hours. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be awesome, man. I'm definitely – I'm going to tune in for that and um, rock that rock that episode out. And um, Thanks, man. You know, like, like a lot of people are always like, hey, did you check out the new episode? And it's like – I have nothing against any podcasters out here, unless you know who you are. I mean, obviously, but, <laughs> um, you know, for me, it's just been, I've just been, been so busy and like podcast, listening to podcasts, let alone being able to do my own podcast hasn't really, um, been top priority. I mean, I try to, but you know what I mean? It just hasn't came around, but like winter's coming and it's going to be spending a little bit more time indoors and stuff. So. And usually I'll be how I do it is I'll be surfing the net and I'll just put on a podcast and just like um, escape escape the uh, daily grind. So um, yeah, I mean I'm gonna do some catching up with the uh, Mutant Radio and um, and a lot of the other of my favorite podcasts out there that I've mentioned in the past. So, but I'm definitely gonna be checking out the Murder by Music episode here probably uh, probably for Halloween because I'm not I don't think I'm doing jack shit. I think I'm just gonna be sitting at the house and uh, I gotta work that day and i think everybody's partying this weekend huh correct me yeah pretty much yeah but that's the great thing about it is the party starts now and we can keep partying till wednesday (laughs) (laughs) i know man it's just like half the week is just gonna be halloween Halloween. (laughs) this is our time yeah it's great i'm looking forward to it so but um 
Well, we'll get out of here real quick. Um, what are what are your? Because uh, I think I've asked this to Dale and uh, Riverman. What, what are your top? I think I asked Riverman top five, but we don't have a lot of time, so I'll just top three horror films um, around the Halloween season. Like they, their go tos, automatic. Half- top three around the. Okay, well, uh, the first one will piss people off, but Scarecrow at Midnight. You have to understand that right now, you know, I try to get it in as many places to screen as possible because it's a Halloween themed horror film, and we filmed it at the Myers House Halloween. You know. All of that. Number two, Trick or Treat from 2009, uh, just because that, that movie just embodies Halloween. And uh, number three, Halloween, the complete story of the night he came home, uh, which is a fan edit compilation of John Carpenter's Halloween 1 and Halloween 2 merged together in one mega movie. I always watch all those on Halloween night. No, does it? No, the Halloween two. Does it have the inserts of the um, TV version? It has the TV version. Yeah, it has all the extra footage. So it's like the the most complete version of that first Halloween night that you can get. Mm -hmm. So it's really just a director's cut of what I mean. That was an entire film, pretty much. I mean, if you look at it, it's yeah. But it's a fan uh, edit, which is cool because you can't you can't get it anywhere, you know, except through through the editors, you know. It, so is this um is, where is this at? Where can you see this? Is this just like out in um, circulation? On- you can find fan edits if you go to fanedit.org. Org. Go there. There's a whole community built up around them. You know, legally, you're like supposed to own the movies that you're that you get fan edits of, as these are considered backups, digital backups. Um, but you can find like fan edits of just of of everything. I mean, like Star Wars, they're always making a new fan edit of some kind of version of Star Wars. Like one guy cuts Han Solo out, another guy cuts Jar Jar Binks out. It's like whatever. But <laughs> there but are, every there. now and then you find something that's really cool, like this Halloween thing where they put everything together. You know? Yeah, there's that. Um, not to get off too far off topic, but there's that. Um. Fan edit of Dawn of the Dead, the extended mall hours cut. I've, I've or recently had watched that. So yeah, there's tons of fan edits out there that are great, and um, that one's actually out on DVD, I think. So yeah, I collect them. I love them. I, I there's a fan edit of uh, Leatherface three with uh, some deleted footage cut back into it to be closer to a director's cut. Um, all kinds of stuff. I mentioned that because you guys talked about it on the Ruffies episode. Oh, we love we love Leatherface. I mean, that's that's definitely a, a great film, and that's that used to be. It hasn't been so much, and right now my collection's back up north, stored away. I wasn't able to bring it down here with me. I'm probably going to be going back up there around the Christmas holiday season to to collect my booty, you know, my my whole collection, and bring it down here to the Ville and uh, shake your booty. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's always been one to throw around around the hollow, Halloween season. So it's definitely been a go-to uh, flick. So, but I think you picked some good ones. Uh, if I if I put in another one and, and took out my own movie, like like a self, <laughs> you know, self-centered twat, I would put in House of a Thousand Corpses. I always watch that movie, man. I fucking love House of a Thousand Corpses. And that really does have the holiday spin on it to an extent. I mean, no. Well, actually, it was Halloween night, wasn't it? That um, yeah, the, the it's on Halloween night. Yeah, so I love I love having all those playing, and the Blu-ray looks great. The same with the Trick or Treat Blu-ray, phenomenal Blu-ray. I you can get it, you know, like ten bucks at Walmart. I need to see that House of a Thousand Corpses Blu-ray. I bet you it really, with all the colors and everything, it really pops. Looks phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, um, 
appreciate you coming on. Um, I know Dale was here. He he's been he's been jonesing to like get on a show with you, but like, of course, it will happen. It will happen. It's it's coming. It's just he needs to stop focusing so much on it. He's like, man, another another episode where street where I can't talk to Strebo. So, um, I said it's coming, and uh, like that Cronenberg episode, I think it's gonna remedy that problem. So, right on, yeah. (laughs) And Dale Roy and Strebo will finally meet um, in audio form. And um, when worlds collide, <laughs> it's going to get interesting. So. <laughs> Hesher versus redneck hillbilly artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That night when we were chatting, I, I I sent him the message about that, and he had, he had a good laugh. So he loved it. <laughs> I was the American counterpart to Dale. He was the the heavy metal Hesher, you know, and I was the the American heavy metal head. I had the horrible mullet and everything. It was awful. Truly horrifying. You guys have a lot in common, so <laughs> believe it or not. Yeah, but you guys trump me on the roughy knowledge, that's for sure. Well, thanks for having me on the show, man. I always enjoy talking to you. It's always a lot of fun coming on and, and uh, getting to spread my grease around and uh, share a little bit of the MVP greasier side over here on exploited cinema because we we definitely are fans of the dark side that we try to kind of tend more towards uh, a little bit closer to the mainstream like we're trying to aim for a wider audience but we love our niche audiences too you know we're just as we like the sleaze just as much as uh, you guys do on exploited cinema well thank you man and, and again thanks for coming on and um as i do with all guests uh Roll, roll us, uh, roll us into the second half of our massive brown table, uh, extravaganza and, and roll us into a break and I'm sure we'll play some trailers and, and whatnot, so. Alright, right on. This is Strebo visiting from mutantville.com and MVP Mutant Radio. It's been my pleasure to sit in the greasy seats here on the greasiest, sleaziest podcast on the internet. You are listening to the Halloween episode of Exploited Cinema. Stay tuned. We've got part two of the sleazy, greasy Halloween roundtable coming up right after this. Some tales are told, then soon forgotten. But a legend is forever. Leatherface, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Now, from the producers of A Nightmare on Elm Street, the real terror begins November 3rd.
Ghouls and Ghosts, we're back on Exploited Cinema. Joining me and Bat are Goat from Hillbilly DVD Reviews. Hey, Goat. Hey, what's up? It's an honor to be here, not only on Exploited Cinema, a long-time listener, but also be rocking the house with 42nd Street Pete and Lori. It's awesome. Can't wait. Everybody might know Lori as Mad Puppet Death, a big YouTuber. You've been doing videos for quite a few years, haven't you? Yeah. Yes, I have. Yeah, that's where I know her from originally. Mm-hmm. That's usually where everybody knows me from. <laughs> of course, from Pete's Facebook, back actually. here. Pete's back with us on the second round. He's got the yeah, second they round. Yeah, could get rid of me. They, they actually let me go take a piss, which is wonderful. Of them, you know? <laughs> I'm so professional. I'm just committed to, you know, whatever. We appreciate but it. Is ha- it is Halloween weekend, actually. Or is, mm-hmm. When are you airing? It's going to be Devil's Night, mm-hmm. correct? That's our anniversary. It's second year anniversary for the show. Yep, Devil's Night. That's that's the Detroit term, right? I guess. Yeah, that's where they go and burn all the crack houses down for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, lots of shit's going to be burning this Devil's Night after this shit in the bed performance by the Tigers in the World Series. Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, they used to call it Mischief Night out where I was from. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Up in Canada. Would they burn houses down, Pete, or what? No, actually, you know, it was like dumb shit that actually you probably could get in a lot of trouble, like soaping up people's windows with a bar of soap. Um, of course, the ever popular lighting the bag of dog shit on fire, putting it on their porch and ringing their doorbell. You know, A lot of egg in windows in my Egg in windows, yeah, yeah. Toilet yeah. paper. Wait, which toilet in Canada paper. can be kind of bad because it freezes overnight. <laughs> yeah. Lori, yeah. you ever got into any of this uh, Devil's Night hijinks? Me, never. Never. No, never. <laughs> never threw one one roll of toilet paper into a tree? Well, toilet paper, yes, but I would okay. never do eggs because I've actually had that happen to me, and it's horrible. Yeah, it's really hard to get it's, off. It's, it's Yeah, I've not, like, I've had it done to my, I had an old SUV, and it's just, it's done. I mean, it ruins the paint, it's, you know. Yeah, it'll eat it right off. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> 
Awesome. Well, um, I guess we could jump into um, everybody's favorite holiday horror films around this time. Um, I guess we could start off with Lori, work our way down to Go, Pete. Oh, really? You got to start with me? You're the odd lady out here. So oh, you're man. The only lady with a bunch of dudes. So. <laughs> Ladies um, first. Uh, I didn't even come prepared, but I'll just say like my favorite I guess horror film altogether is Suspiria, so start with Argento. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, I, yeah. <laughs> you pull that one out every year? <laughs> Usually I watch it every year, yeah. It looks really great. I love the colors. And um, it's like just the atmosphere and the cinematography is perfect. I just I like the, the fantasy. It's like a dreamlike film as well, so I really love... You know, Argento's films. Is that got a Blu-ray though? No, not in the U.S. I okay. think they have one, uh, an import, I think, but not in the U.S. Hmm. Yeah, that's so an awesome. By that new trailer, I think uh, Rob Zombie may be an Argento fan too. Oh, actually, we were talking about that. I'm like, man, I wonder if he's trying to trick us though. It's like, you know, it looks all nice and has like the classical music and then when you like see it at the theater it's going to be like a total grindhouse crazy movie i'm over the nice mix <laughs> yeah i guarantee you there'll be at least one scene of a greasy ass hillbilly family around a dinner table cussing each other throwing shit at each other <laughs> <laughs> Pete, you're not a big fan of zombie are you or are you lukewarm to him um okay devil's rejects yeah everything else no not even house you don't like House? Well, House, I don't know. House, to a certain extent, just because it, it kick-started Sid's career again, I have to give it a thumbs up. But uh, Tarantino Rejects, helped him, too, man. you got to give Tarantino props. He did help him a bit. I don't have to give Tarantino anything. <laughs> That's okay. You don't have to give him anything. He'll just borrow it. He'll just, he'll just, he'll just steal it. He'll call it his yeah, intellectual it. property. He's going to write you into a movie, Pete. <laughs> I, you know something? I... I, I, I even if I needed the money, I couldn't be that much of a whore to take the fucking deal. Yeah, yeah. Just down to that. I got my principles. Hundred thousand so. tomorrow cameo. No, blow me. <laughs> Actually, the hundred thousand and him blowing me and using my company logo would work. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Lori, I get crude and disgusting. Ah, uh, no, that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, goat. How about you? How about an iconic film you pull out every Halloween? Um, well, of course, you always got John Carpenter's Halloween, but I gotta be honest, I wore the shit out of that disc a long time ago. Uh, lately, the one I kinda grabbed to kinda get me in the Halloween merit, uh, spirit is the original, uh, Night of the Demons from, I think, 88. I still like that, cause it's a nice movie, it takes place on Halloween night, got the nice party vibe going, so you can crack a few beers to it, you know, just hang out. Cool. Pete. What's your favorite? Well, to get into that, I got to go back a little ways, um, because don't forget we didn't have DVD, VHS, mm-hmm. cable, or any of that shit. You had like fucking thirteen stations, only which of seven worked. So, usually around Halloween, like I was saying before, they would throw something on like after nine o'clock. You know, something cool like uh, you know the, the Universal things and stuff like that. But you know. Early in my youth, TV went off like around midnight or something. But then as I got older, TV stayed on till like 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. So they throw in all this other cool shit. So 
One of the things that they used to pop up all the time was Corman's The Undead, which, I don't know, for some reason just stuck in my mind. So basically every Halloween, for as long as I can remember, I try to pop in a copy of The Undead, like after midnight. Nostalgia there, you know. Yeah, and memories attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, that, that's, that's, you know, you know, people go back and forth about, you know, this and the other thing. I says, you know, you guys don't know how lucky you are to have all this shit, you know, and I'm really lucky I got it right now, too, because we didn't have it. Mm. You know, it was like whatever, whatever popped up, and it was like trying to stay awake, you know, long enough to see it. Yeah, yeah. Now you can just download it, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's right there. I mean, there's, it's just, I think I've mentioned this before, but like, there's no, there's no hunting or anything for these things anymore. There's the the chase isn't there anymore for it, you know. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. Well, like even with VHS, everybody considers VHS to be the era where like just everything was easy to get. But I still remember, like at very beginning of DVD, me and my buddy wanted to see Return of the Living Dead. Been out of print on tape for years. Like, it took us literally half a day, and we had to drive, like, half an hour just to find a video store, get a membership there just to rent the damn thing, bring it back, and, like, I don't know. Took two VCRs up to get a copy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. And, of course, it looked like shit because somebody had been watching that tape since, like, 1986 or whatever. But <laughs> but it was gold, right? <laughs> it was good times, yeah. Yeah. yeah well, I remember the first, the first two uh, VHS tapes I actually bought, and I drove... Over to Manhattan to buy him because Video Shack was open till two o'clock in the morning. It was Night of the Living Dead and Assault on Precinct Thirteen, fifty nine ninety five a piece. Wow! Yeah. Wow! And you bought him, huh? Bought him. I wound out fucking bought him. Those were the two movies I really wanted to own. First two movies I owned. They were clamshells or what? Uh, no, they were card. It was media entertainment. They were like the cardboard oh, okay. slip covers. Yeah. yeah. Do you still got them or what? No. Nah. They're, they're long gone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Who who the fuck ever thought VHS would become collectible? I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Well, to be fair, it's it's really only been like the last three years. It seems like that the collectors market has really like picked up on it. Yeah, it's gotten pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, shit. If I had even an inkling of this, I would have just bought every VHS tape and liquidated before I left. Fuck. They're all worth something. Huh? <laughs> well, I, I didn't know. Oh, I, I had this friend of mine. He was actually a customer, then he turned to be a friend. But he was one of these guys that just hoarded porn. He just, you know, couldn't get enough porn. Mm. So his house was literally falling down around him. So he gave me basically, um, I drive like uh, a Honda Element. I filled this thing twice with like VHS, Beta, and magazines. And I figured, all right, we'll split it. I sold one fucking tape for 80 bucks. I'm like, am I missing something here? You know? I started them out at 95 cents a piece, and I'm sitting there watching. I'm going, holy shit, 30 for this one, 80 for this one, 10 for I'm like, what the? Take the money and run, you know? <laughs> and for betas, too, I'm like, does somebody actually have a Betamax that works? <laughs> yeah. And somebody actually came up with one. He dug one out. He actually fucking had one that worked. So I'm like, because guys would, you know, does it have this scene in it? I'm like. Oh, you're bidding forty bucks for that? I'll actually fast forward it, and make sure it doesn't have that scene in it. So then somebody asked me if I wanted to sell the beta, and I says, "Make me an offer." They go two hundred bucks. I'm like, I'd be a fool not Phew. to take that. <laughs> it was a porn yeah. hour. Yeah, I mean, what you know? What the hell? Unbelievable. What am I missing? I, I said, "What's going to be next?" Laser, um, select division discs. Mm. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's actually people collecting those because I just got into collecting laser discs over the summer, and then I was looking at the uh, select division and all that shit, and I was just like select division. I had to leave alone just because the players are so flaky and that with the needles and all that. But mm-hmm. everything's becoming collectible. Like, and I think a lot of it just has to do with there's nothing cool out. Like the whole world revolves around fucking cell phones now, so people yeah. are looking at the old and quirky shit yeah. to hoard up on. They're bored with this technology, is what it is. So. Yeah, fuck a cell phone, man. Yeah, I don't even own one. <laughs> I use I, I use the cool people. So I go, oh, take a picture with your cell phone. I'm like, how the fuck do you yeah. do that? <laughs> yeah, I run one I'm of completely, I'm, compl- phones, so. I'm completely ignorant of technology, and I like I'm probably better off that way too. I have watched a few pornos on a smartphone, though. It's nice when you're <laughs> you know hanging out in a bathroom, and it's like, yeah. At McDonald's. We're at McDonald's, <laughs> jacking Wi-Fi to do a podcast. That's not the only thing you're jacking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when, when nobody's on the other side of the glory hole, Bat32 whips out the smartphone, gets it going himself. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shifting gears, Laura, you're a you're a big collector of the the big box porno, correct? The, the adult films, yes, yeah. the classics, the classics mostly. I don't really, I don't like anything above nine, 90s, I guess. Yeah, when they so t- I, shooting on video and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's just too cheesy and like I don't know, it's not very good. But um, yeah, like the Avon tapes that I picked up, and like I still want to get the whole collection of those, like Taming of Rebecca and. Dr. Bizarro. You didn't get Taming of Rebecca yet? Yeah, I got that. You I got had, it? Okay. Yeah, I had Sharon Mitchell sign it, so... Yeah, I had what, to. What did you pick up at Wasteland, Laura? I know you said you picked up Babyface, um, correct? What is it? Was it Babyface you picked up at Wasteland, or was oh, it... Oh, Babylon uh, Pink. Yeah, oh. yeah, Babylon Pink. I bought that from Pete, and I bought um, the uh, the other one with Sharon Mitchell in it that Pete sold. The, um, shoot. Oh, Night the, of the Night of the Venus? Yeah, yeah. 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 Which was really good. I actually watched it. Well, I watched yeah, it. So, yeah. yeah. It was awesome. So, Pete's got I, some I, great stuff. Yeah. yeah. I need to get some more of that. So. Lori's got an addiction now. I do. I, I know. It's kind of scary. Yeah. I mean, oh, I'm, I like, <laughs> I'm like on eBay scouring the adult section like for old school stuff. It's like, oh, I got to quit. <laughs> Goat, you got to get out of the bandwagon. It's an addiction, man. Yeah, man, this this fucking porn, I'm missing out. <laughs> no, it's it's only the retro shit that matters. Yeah. This, this yeah. new stuff ain't worth a fuck. Oh yeah, the, the new shit, just crackheads blowing crackheads, the old stuff. <laughs> yeah. it's probably real funny. I, I watched some of that because I listened to you guys' Ruffy's episode. I wish I watched a little bit of uh, films decide with uh, was Ken Turner. Yes. Fucking yeah. yeah, brilliant man. That guy's awesome. <laughs> hey, you're a bum fuck. <laughs> I, 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 I just had to check my, I got I got another Holmes DVD coming out, and I just had to sit through three Holmes movies. After the first one, which was him putting himself over around the world with Johnny Watt, I'm like, I need a day off. I can't do another one after this. <laughs> he clocked out. Yeah, really. <laughs> just, you know, uh, hi, uh, you know, it, you know, it's it's like travelogue footage of like Spain. Here I am in Spain. It's like a whole. It, it just it just scenes from his different movies lifted because mm-hmm. he's got a different fucking hairdo in every movie. Mixed you know? tape, basically. Yeah. yeah, really. So, but it's just him narrating. It goes, oh yes, you know, and I'm this and I'm that. I'm like, oh Christ, man, I can't <laughs> take this. 
jerk tape. It's my own fucking damn movie, and I gotta write liner notes to it, and I can't even stand the You're wall. You're dreading it? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> the other two weren't that big, because other people were in it, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was just him basically fucking some nameless slut, so... <laughs> Wow. I, I, I actually got a question for you, Pete, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, back in the 42nd Street days, like, when you were hanging out down there, in terms of, like, the number of, like, theaters that were down there, like, what was the percentage of them that were, like, porno theaters and just exploitation theaters? Um, see, the porno theaters started going down eighth. You know, it, the weird thing is that they would change from, like, all of a sudden, one one place that was showing straight stuff all of a sudden would be showing porn. They, right. They'd hop on that bandwagon because there was more money in it. So I'm going to say at one point it was about 50-50. It might have been more with some of the porn because they had those little, little shoebox and storefront theaters that were, like, you know, somewhere like two floors up and shit. And here's some asshole running a 16-millimeter projector and there's a bunch of folding chairs. Did you go there? Did, would you go there to watch a porno? Yeah, we went. Yeah, before you knew any better, that's how you learn, you know. Oh, it's only ninety nine cents. Let's go up. I'm like, holy fuck, you know. Cardboard, uh, plywood partition with a sixty millimeter projector, and, you know. Sometimes they didn't even have fucking sound. They'd have like a cassette playing, you know, disco music and shit. Yeah, because uh, where I'm originally from, uh, I guess in the whole porn boom uh, in the seventies. Even, like, my hometown, Cincinnati, Ohio, back in the 70s, there was people just getting little storefronts and putting a fucking bed sheet up and folding chairs and showing pornos. So, like, yeah, that's, that's shit, what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that shit, like, reached out everywhere, like, for a little while. Everyone wanted to start their own little 42nd Street up. <laughs> well, you, you know what it was? They, You know, if it was a legit theater, sometimes I think it was a zoning thing. But, you know, oh, something, I'm trying to think how the fuck it worked. Oh, shit. Many conversations with Dave Friedman and just so much knowledge I could never absorb in one sitting. Um, something to do with the amount of seats in it or something. So right. if you could if you could knock it, knock it out like you know if it was only like you know twenty five seats you know you didn't have to have a permit or it was some kind of legal legal way they beat it. But uh, yeah, it, it's no matter you know you got to realize back then especially with Forty Second Street maybe with you know Cincinnati too where, where that area was. A lot of those places, nobody could fucking rent because they were just, you know, the area was that so fucked up with the crime and shit. Right. So a lot of these guys, like, took out, like, these really long-term leases on, you know, pretty much unrentable properties and just turned them into, you know, peep shows and mm. little theaters and whatever the fuck they could get away with there. Places where they wouldn't mind you just coming in jacking off all over the wall, huh? Oh, it was even more fun than that. You, you could walk in, you know, I, I remember you, you see these people lined up to buy the fake IDs so they could go drinking. Wow. Huh? That was big, was, huh? Well, yeah, you know what it was? In Jersey, the drinking age was 21. In New York, it was 18. Mm -hmm. So you go over there, you go in, you know, I don't know what it was, five bucks to get an ID or something like that. They take your picture, put it on. What state are you from? Oh, <laughs> like that, you know? <laughs> uh, they had all kinds. I mean, this it was right in, it was, uh, I'm trying to think what the fuck it was. Um it was sort of like this porno fake ID weapons hybrid shop. You know, they didn't have, you know, they didn't have video back then. It, it was like, you know, they had the eight millimeter shit and the stroke books and, uh, you know, some toys. Then they had like fucking, you know, switchblades, gravity knives, handcuffs, brass knuckles, you know, blackjacks. And then, then the, the ID section, you know, it was like, 
Yeah, all kind of holsters. Wow. It wasn't one of those, like, sandwich boards that you're, like, cut out for your face, was it? <laughs> no, no, there was a couple of them. There was, there was some of them, too. There was, there, was, there was still that fucking, um, Hubert's Museum was still there with the shooting gallery in the basement. Yeah. You know, they had the flea circus and shit. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like when you, show. like when you would go to a grindhouse, just like watch like an exploitation movie or something. Like, could you just walk in with like a six pack of beer? Would they say shit? Nah, not at all. Not where I was going anyway. You, you said you were lighting up fatties and shit, right? Oh yeah, they didn't yeah. give a fuck. You smoke, you could, you, if you could smoke cigarettes yeah. in there, they didn't give a shit. Cover it yeah. up. You know, it was pretty much. Why are you going to risk this? You know, dollar fifty an hour job to rouse somebody who, for all intents and purposes, might be so fucked up they'll stab you in mm-hmm. the leg. You know. Mm-hmm. That's what it came down to. They didn't get, you know, unless you were doing something. Well, there was something uh, Carter Stevens was telling the story about. Uh, one guy threw another guy off the balcony. <laughs> yeah. Two guys got into a shout match. One guy goes, well, fuck you. You won't come up here. And the guy did pick him up and just threw him off the balcony. Did he die? Kill him? I don't know. I don't know. Fucked him up, probably. Yeah, I've yeah. seen shit happen. Oh, shit. Yeah, really dumb shit. You know, fights break out. Mm. Knife comes out, someone gets stabbed, huh? Yeah, well, I got robbed at knife point at the end, Carl. That was the end of that. Yeah, talking. I remember hearing that story. You weren't trying to score something, were you? It was just like you were no, in the wrong place young, at the I wrong just time. Young, stupid. I walked in. Well, you think of the one where I got stabbed with, with uh, in front of the lyric? Yeah, I think I remember that story, yeah. Yeah, with the chick. Yeah, that was another one. But no, I, I was I was young. That was school. a hooker or was that yeah, a hooker? Yeah, I was yeah. They were we, we were friends. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> no, that's what that's what it was. Basically, you know, I, I was hanging I, I met them for some fucking weird ass thing and it was like, you know, I always had, you know, weed and they always had something I liked too, so Yeah. You know, we we had this mutual fucking thing going on. We just became friendly. So I used to sometimes hang out with them on weekends. But if they got a call and they were going somewhere they hadn't been before, part of my deal was I'd go with them and make sure that, you know, Everything was wherever good. they were going, the guy saw me and, you know, I'd be back in an hour and she better not be crying when I come back. So then I'd go hang out in a bar and come back and pick her up and walk her back. You know, it was yeah. also somebody just came up screaming and yelling, swinging a fucking blade. I, I didn't know he had anything. I, you know, he was just swinging and... I grabbed his hand, and I'm, you know, wrestling around, and he had a fucking screwdriver and stabbed me in the leg. Yeah, that was that whole thing. Oh, man. So I tried to get my knife out and chase him off, and it was like, you know, she's crying and yelling. I'm bleeding all over the place, and then I'm like, you better get a cab and get me to the fucking hospital. (laughs) Need a tetanus shot immediately. Yeah, immediately, and I go, because you got to flag the cab, because nobody's going to pick up a guy that weighed almost fucking 250 pounds and had a fucking beard, you know? Bleeding all over, yeah, too. Bleeding all over the place. So, yeah. I had completely had forgotten about that whole deal until I was in the hospital. Like, I had the fucking cancer thing going on. And looked at my leg, and I go, oh, look at that little circular thing there. And I'm like, oh, I remember how I got that. It's like an LSD flashback, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I never did that shit. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, I, was never, I was never a hard drug guy. Yeah. Yeah. Not for lack of trying, because my my body chemistry is so fucked up. It just always worked the opposite way, and just fucked me up even worse. Yeah, the hard shit never worked for me either. But I never flocked towards it. So <clears throat> no, I just uh, was weed. That was about it. Yeah, weed and wine. <laughs> That's great. Well, uh, 
To bring Laurie in, do you have any Forty uh, Second Street or Ruffy or Porno esque questions for Pete, Laurie, or what? I'm sure you. I'm sure you've got some questions on the top of your head. So, um, let me think. Do the Do they still have like um, like the live shows and everything, like from back then? Now? Yeah. There was nothing going on as far as, you know, that goes when I left. Um, there might have been some of the, you know, live peeps with the chicks just dancing in there, uh-huh. you know, playing for money. But they pretty much, when when they slammed the door that last time, they slammed the door. That pretty much ended it. Okay, that's what I was wondering. No, I think the live peeps, damn, because Sharon, Sharon was did Show World a couple times. A lot of dead well, Vanessa did show world and fucking sued him because she slipped out of water found. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Is she gonna come back to the wasteland? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. She's hard to deal with. Uh, oh Sharon. I told, I told, I, no, 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 no. Vanessa. Vanessa. She's done a couple shows, hasn't she? Yeah, but she has this whole thing with her damn dogs. You know, she raises French bulldogs <laughs> or something. And she don't I, I can't blame her because I got a dog. I'm not gonna put a dog in a kennel. Yeah. So uh she somehow couldn't figure out how she would make money up there, and I'm like, "Well, I'm really, yeah, I I don't know." Hmm. She's the, you know what? I was looking online and um, or going to one of these porno sites I go to, and she does um live streaming videos and stuff like that. Or that was the whole thing stuff. too. She goes, she does live webcam yeah. and stuff because she lose too much money. And I'm like, "What do you sit up there?" Then you know something she probably does. I mean, what the hmm. fuck? I mean. She I've was great it. to hang out with. I mean, we did the show How in New York. She now? She's getting she's up about, there. She looks great, man. She's close to my age. Is I, she doing I, the call girl shit? Because I know some of these ex porn stars do the call girl. Nah, shit. she's she's been living with this guy Vito for years. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I you know they they probably do whatever they want to do, and you know she still does whatever she wants to do. But they they've been together for years. I mean, I, I I've run into her, you know. Actually, she was actually my first interview for something weird Blue Book. She was the first person I ever interviewed. I, I had no fucking clue what I was getting into when I had her on the phone for almost three hours. <laughs> it was great. And then you know, I, I bump into her, you know, like at the uh, the Atlantic City uh, adult video shows and some other shit. So, I, you know, I, we were running into each other on and off for over the years. That's why I tried to get her up here. So That's yeah, awesome, she, though. You got her out to a couple shows and everything, got her to... Do some signings and everything. So, well, we did the one thing. This is this is another reason I got out of New York because we we ran this thing uh, myself and Eric Danville at this nightclub that would have held probably a hundred people standing room only. It was only ten bucks to get in. We advertised it for six weeks in advance. We drew fourteen fucking people paid. That was Fuck. Yeah. Jeez. So I said, I said, you know something? I said, that's my exit strategy. I go, if you can't draw with Vanessa Del Rio in a setting where, and she basically did anything, you know, she talked about anything you want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Anything. She was great. She even flashed at the end of the talk. Wonderful. <laughs> that's awesome. You can't yeah. beat that. Man. I know. Mm. Oh, well, shit. those 14 we... people went away happy. <laughs> well, actually, it was, it was some industry people came in too. Um, Veronica Vera was there. Uh, Few people I, I, I vaguely remember, but I bounced around in New York for so long, you know, and drank so much that you know it becomes a blur sometimes. Well, um, we uh, on our it was a couple episodes back, right, Dale? We did a roughy episode. We covered Femmes, and um, what was the other one we covered, Dale? A hot summer, a hot in, the summer in the city. But we also yeah. covered something written, and it was um, this fanzine that came out, and they only released four four issues. 
And um, one of them was, it's called Metasex. Oh, that's, that's Landis' magazine, okay. Metasex, yeah. We covered the Ruffies one, and me and Dale were basically unanimously agreed that, that this is like the Ruffie Bible. But it reminded me of a question somebody had written in, and maybe Dale remembers this name. Maybe may, we'd be interested to know a little info. Um, somebody had wrote in uh, about, what was her name? Chelsea something or other? Dale, what was it? Oh, uh, Chelly Wilson. Chelly Wilson. Chelly Wilson. Okay, yeah. What's what's up with that whole thing? There was some people that died and shit, and there was all there was some roughy involvement with that, or her her old man or something. No, no, no. Who 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 wrote in with this? Is this somebody we know? Or? Uh, this was a listener that want that's big into roughies and just want. They were hoping that you would talk about it in the interview, but it was like after the interview, they thought you'd just elaborate on it or whatever. So, and he said he tried writing into your show. I think about it, but you, I don't think you were interested in talking about it. No. Who would he? I never got. I never got the message. Who do you write to? If, he, if he's writing to Todd, I'm never going to get the. Oh, message. okay. Maybe that's what happens. Yeah. So. You know, forty forty deuce at hotmail dot com. That's that's where you can get me. There was a whole article though in that magazine, wasn't there, Dale, about that? Okay, yeah, we, there's okay. That, that's 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 Landis, and you got to take. And I hate to say this, you got to take a lot of shit that Landis says with a grain of salt because a lot of the stuff that's that, it's been coming out over the years has proven that a lot of stuff he said ain't true. I mean, he had he had a good eye for detail and things like that as far as where the theaters were and things like that, but. The bottom line is he did a lot of fucking hard drugs and had a Cross lot of pass fun. with this guy or what? No, not at all. Here's the thing, you know, everybody like bows down that he's like this this god of this and that. And the other thing, he came in in the early '80s. I was leaving in the early '80s because I started hustling and wheeling and dealing with you know liquidator guys and shit. So I wasn't over there as much. So. What I saw originally, he was catching on fucking reruns and running revivals and shit. I'm not to knock the guy because he opened a lot of people's eye, eyes to a lot of different films, but he had a lot of seems like personal grudges and vendettas against a lot of people that I've met over the years, and they I, they can't understand the venom that he had toward them. Yeah, I so, know that magazines came out around the late '90s, so from I think '97 yeah. to 2000, maybe. So. Yeah. He worked for he worked for Chelly Wilson, I think, as a projectionist at one of the gay theaters originally, okay. and then uh, he bounced uh, okay. around as you know a cashier, uh, you know, booking agent. So he did know these people then. Yeah, the he knew them. Okay. All right. From what I understand, you know, she re- she was like the porn, you know, vice queen of Manhattan. Um, she owned all those theaters, all the Avon theaters, the Venus. The one next to it, actually, see, actually, the Venus was originally the Eros too, but there was a gay theater right next to it called the Eros One, so it, right. you know, fuck with people, so they changed it to the Venus. So um, she owned all that. She owned a, bu- a bunch of the ones up up on Forty Second Street, and basically, you know, she was, you know, booking Andy Milligan's films like the, she was the one who booked Vapors. Remember that whole deal? You know, are you, are you familiar with that one, Dale? No, I'm not. It's a gay one. Okay. It's a gay one. You know, she had booked she, she had booked that, and you know, a couple of the other you know porns that he had done, and um, basically she had all they had a whole like library of these films in the Venus. Like I guess they you, you could buy prints back then, mm-hmm. and you know then she started making the own Avon stuff, and what she basically uh, you know she had people work in the theaters that would you know. 
judge an audience reaction towards certain types of films. And the story I got was that basically, you know, they had said that, you know, any, any film with S&M overtones or some kind of bondage or some kind of, you know, whipping or something, you know, got these guys going. So thus they created the, you know, Avon stuff with, um, you know, certain cast of characters and directors like Costello was a director, Phil Prince, uh, Joe Costello Barrett. was a performer too, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was a loop, was a loop guy. Yeah. So, um, the wild card was supposedly Phil Prince, who may or may not have orchestrated the murder of oh. his wife and a couple of her girlfriends, some oh, kind of rampage right. killing or something. I was just going to ask you that about that. Yeah. That's what they're saying. I, you know, you that, try was to look, that was an article. That was an article, yeah. You try to look this shit up, and it's real sketchy. Um, also, Landis said that you know uh, Phil Prince was doing life for shooting a guy on 42nd Street and killing him, which is bullshit. I think that was in there, too, wasn't it, Dale? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, it was proven bullshit. It, it, it yeah. didn't happen. He, have he you did read something. that magazine? Pete? Oh, yeah, I, ha- I have all four of them. Do you? We're looking for the, the I think, three and four. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're searching. <laughs> yeah, I don't know I don't know where you can even get them. I mean, he, They're on PDF, basically, the first two, floating around. But you can't find the other two, so. Yeah, it was weird because I wanted them. I sent him the money for them. I never got them. Then I got an email about three months later. He had this other thing... Um, he put out some kind of autobiography, I guess a collection of all the articles he had written and shit called The Wicked Die Slow or yeah, something like that. it's in a book or something. I think it's hardback or something now, right? No, it's not hardback. It's just printed up and typed okay. off a bibliograph. Oh, machine. is it? Okay. Yeah, so when he sent me that, I fucking went off on him, and then I got the other ones back. because You he, wanted guess, the originals, right? No, he, no he, he, I never got the Metasex ones, and he, broke, he must have broke up with his wife or something, and, uh, you know... I never got my fucking magazine, so I'm like, dude, I want my magazines. He finally, he finally figured out what happened, and he sent them to me. But he got weird because Ultraviolet wanted me to write something about forced entry, which I did. And they said, see if you ain't quotes from Landis. So I emailed them, and I go, you know, I understood, you know, you projected this movie. Anything you can tell me. So he gave me a bunch of shit and then called up Ultraviolet magazine and retracted him and never told me anything about him. So I'm like, what the fuck's going on with this thing? I said, you know, first Costello fucks me over on this deal. I go, now this. So so there's no future of you guys ever working on a doc or, or a book he's dead. or something. He oh, died. He's, oh, he's, oh, he's dead. He's dead. Okay. He died. Yeah, he died. Because when we, when we reviewed that, we thought, man, you guys would have been a great combo on a documentary or, or something, a book or something like that. No, no he, he died. He, you know, I think he was 50-something. He'd have a massive heart attack or something. Wow. Too many but, ruffies. Well, not, 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 to cast, not like I said, not to cast dispersion, but he even says in these med- Metasex, you know, he, he admits in these Metasex magazines that he, he was doing hardcore drugs. Yeah. So. They always you know, seem like the, the first two issues really has a heavy S&M tone to it, though. Like, that that's yeah. what he was drawn to the most, I think, so. Well, you know what it is? If you want to get over here, it's like I always tell people, you want to get over here and you're looking to get wrapped up in something, odds are you will. Yeah. And he came over when it was getting dangerous. You know, That's what you were say, getting out of there, huh? Well, yeah, Jeez. one way or another, it really didn't fucking bother me. My my whole thing was financially, I was doing something on the other, up, up away from there, and, you know, you're not going to, you know, park a van full of merchandise in the fucking area and go out and get drunk and chase hookers, you know? So, 
I, I would, you know, I would go over there occasionally, but, you know, not to the extent that I had in the 70s. Plus, I was married in the 80s, so it was like, you know, I, cu- I couldn't just say, you know, well, sh- you know, I, I never really did anything. If we went over there, it was to check out a movie or we'd see a strip show or some other, you know, fucked up thing, but I never did anything. Yeah. I was always cool like that. But, like I said, he, he came in, you know, when basically, you know, films like Blood Feast and Ilsa and all them, they already had already had their run. He was just basically resurrecting these things and he was running them at the 8th Street Playhouse. And like, here's a guy who gave him a venue to run these festivals and he fucking buried him in print too. So. It just seems that everybody, you know, that, that he worked for, he just turned around and buried, including Chelly Wilson. And, you know, I even said, I, I think I wrote to him, I said, you know something, dude, you, you have what somebody I know is looking for. They wanted basically to do the next taxi driver, <laughs> you know, or something yeah. to that extent. And, you know, something where, you know, they wanted an aspect of 70s New York that hadn't, hadn't been put on film yet. Mm. And here, here was the guy who might have been able to, you know, show him some, you know, stuff that was going on behind the scenes, especially with the Avon shit and stuff like that, and he's dead. Yeah. But yeah. I don't think he had the smarts to realize what he was doing. I mean, they did the whole book, you know, it was a big hoopla about the book and stuff. But if you really, you know, read the book, there's, you know, a bunch of glaring errors in there, too. So he wasn't the end all be all, and I'm not even saying I'm the end all be all because I'm certainly not. Maybe you know, if the, you get to put out a book, you can correct some of this shit, though. That yeah, you know, it, it, some of this stuff is it's just been done to the dirt. My my book's going to be a whole different slant. It's basically like you know fucked up adventures, you know. <laughs> it's awesome. Sort of, yeah, it just it's just you know because you know as much as the movies were a big part of my life in the seventies too, there was a lot of other weird fucking shit going on. You know what was going on on Forty Second Street? I mean, really, was it was it the crime? Was it was it? Mob oh yeah, ties? you know, it, it was it was it was it was mob ties. I mean, I wasn't involved in it. I was a consumer basically yeah. over there. You know, I was going over there to fuck. You know, because don't forget, I had Vietnam hanging over my head too. Yeah, that's right. So, you, I've heard you mention that. Yeah. yeah. So it was like last well, thing you're going to think about is what's really going yeah, on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm at a dead end fucking job, so why don't I go over here and watch you know good movies and get fucked up every fucking weekend? That's what, you know, then weekends wound into weekdays because then you started bouncing in and out of there all the time. So and then, you know, the days would just blur together, huh? Yeah. then hanging out with these chicks on weekends, which would blend into in weekdays, you know, it was just, you know, it was just, you know, weird, you know, weird time in life, but a lot of fun. So was there ever a point, Pete, where you just had to step away for a while, just partying too much, too many women down there or whatever? Yeah, you know, after, after I got married and shit, I, you know, of course, I knocked out the whole women thing, but, you know, never knocked out the party <laughs> until I basically hit a fucking wall with it, because it was just, uh, you know, I, I was one of those people where you weren't going to out-drink me, and you certainly weren't going to out-smoke me. <laughs> and my poor ex-wife <laughs> tried. She tried. So it was just got, you know, it, you know, we're, we still talk and everything, but, you know, just, you know, to listen to her tell me how fucked up I really was, I'm like, holy shit, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah. Sometimes it's best not to remember. Yeah, yeah. I know. I, I fucking broke my neck in a car accident. And nearly realized it for like twenty years later. You know. Oh man. The oh. X-rays weren't that good back then because I always had problems on my left side of my neck. And I'm like, I told my chiropractor what happened. He goes, Well, we should get an MRI. And I'm like, It's nine hundred bucks. So I finally found somebody I could work with and got it done. It's like, Oh yeah. 
there was a fracture so there. Got a hairline fracture. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's all some hairline fracture. It's all full of gravel and shit. Now, what are you gonna do? You, know, you oh, live with it. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the that's the price you pay for being a drunken douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> You're still here, man. That's that's, yeah. that's what's great about it. But the fucked up, the fucked up part was. I wasn't even fucking driving the goddamn car. Yeah. It was a stupid fucking thing we had we called drinking for fun and profit, <laughs> which like it started out with like thirty guys, and the deal was it, it you start at one end of these bars in Jersey, and basically we knew the closing time for every fucking town, so we would be at a certain town by four four o'clock in the morning, which is basically when all the bars in Manhattan closed down. But we knew an after hours club that opened at four, so we'd be there. Have a drink and be back at our local bar. Open it at seven o'clock, and whoever survives, split the money we put up. Literally well, survives. <laughs> yeah, well, we it got down. It got down to like we, by the time we were in Fort Lee, there was like eight of us left out of thirty. So you guys Whoever just can crawl back and have it. <laughs> well, you know, guys just had the common sense to say fuck it because they couldn't keep up. Going home. Yeah. So I want to win this. So this one guy, I lost my ride though. I don't know what the fuck happened to him. So this one guy showed up who hadn't been drinking, and he goes, what's going on? I go, well, listen, I want to win this. So I said, if you want to ride, I'll, I'll, I'll cut you in. He goes, well, what do you want to do? I says, well, we got to be on the low, on the Lower East Side. I go, they're going to take the George Washington Bridge. I go, why don't we shoot down and take the Lincoln Tunnel? They go, oh, that's a great idea. We'll beat him. Yeah, well, he fucking falls asleep behind the wheel. We hit a hot fire hydrant doing 70 miles an hour. Yeah. He was on something else, huh? No, he just fell asleep. Oh, wow. You know? You know, you know, really, you know, when you think of it, and I can't do this anymore, you know, how many guys can really go to distance till like fucking seven o'clock in the morning of nonstop drinking since like, say, seven o'clock, you know, in the, in the afternoon? afternoon? Yeah. 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 So. yeah that's why at one point in my life, I think it was at Monster Mania or something, I just said, I'm standing around, it's like three thirty in the morning, I out drank like 20 year olds, they left. I'm still up and I'm like, I have nothing more to prove. This is it. Bye. You think you could still do it now? Nah. <laughs> do, would you want to is the question. No, no, there's no point. I mean, I, you know, the killer part was, you know, it, it's like, you know, when, when you're young, you're a drunken douchebag, you chug the shit down, you puke all over yourself, and you're the highlight of the fucking party. Now there, now there's YouTube. Back then there wasn't, you know. <laughs> right, you but, actually have to yeah. wake up and watch the video over again. Yeah, watch the video, you know, of like, you know, because I, I, I can remember putting guys in bathtubs and shit. It was so bad. You know, they just like, Argh, Alcohol you know? poisoning, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, because we were fucking stupid. But after, after like, you know, what was my fucking famous one, uh, it was some kind of fucking beer called Horlacker Ale. It was a dollar a six pack, which will tell you how fucking good it was. <laughs> so we were down the shore and we had a whole room full of this shit. We spent like fifty dollars. We had like fifty six packs of this shit. So I was drinking this shit, ate two fucking greasy tuna hero sandwiches, and went on this fucking ride called the Rotor, where the fucking bottom drops out and it pins it to the walls, the centrifugal force. Wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was a wonderful fucking night. Somebody got painted, huh? Oh, yeah, I, I, they made they made a fucking T-shirt up. I ralphed the length of the casino pier because I did. Because every three steps, I think, I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, I learned early on not to do stupid shit involving alcohol, especially, like, the, the, the cheap wines and shit, which were, like, 98 cents a quart. So. You live and learn, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. If, if you wind up under a stairwell at Fairleigh Dickinson University laying in your own puke after drinking pear-flavored Ripple, you know, it's oh. like a lesson learned. 
<laughs> was uh, Thunderbird the wino drink of choice back then, Pete? Yeah, there was a, there was a jingle. What's the word Thunderbird? What's the price? Thirty twice. <laughs> Sixty cents a pint. Damn. And they still make the shit <laughs> somewhere. Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a good one. For some reason, my father found a pint of it under the fucking sink, and he hands it to me, and I go. Wow, you gotta be kidding me. And I go, you think it's any good? And he goes, oh yeah, why does it go bad? I go, I'm just kidding you. God, I poured that, I used it as a prop in a couple of the DVDs. It, oh, that's it's the it. bottle that's sitting in a few of those DVDs? Is it? Yeah, I yeah. broke it though. It, it fucking finally age caught up with the damn thing and it imploded. I, I used to fill it with, um, some kind of better actually alcohol. Cause there was no way I would fucking sterilize the damn thing. I was afraid of what the hell might be fermenting in the damn thing. <laughs> You get yeah. alcohol poisoning from touching it. <laughs> yeah, they had mint flavored wine called Twister back then too. Oh god, I can't you imagine getting it? sick on that. Yeah, yeah. Ripple was bad enough because Ripple just was fucking nasty. Yeah. Were you a Boone's Farm fan or what? Yeah, Boone's Farm was okay. I smuggled that on campus. I made a big fucking punch. Teachers drank it, didn't know what the fuck it was. Like a jungle juice, huh? Yeah, yeah. We, I, I figured out. Well, I figured I was going to get expelled anyway for doing it, so I may as well do it right. So we we basically took a twenty-five gallon garbage can and dumped like three cases of Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill in it, a case of Seven Up, uh, I think a half gallon of raspberry sherbet for texture, some Hawaiian punch, and a half gallon of rum. So yeah, we we wheeled it in and. Sooner or later, they figured out what I did, and guess what? They let us drink on campus after that. <laughs> yeah, Good wonderful. times. Yeah. Yeah, I was a trailblazer. I, I was sitting there going, they're going to expel me. I don't care. Yeah. Pete, his college years. Yeah. <laughs> hard to believe, time. right? Yeah, hard to believe. Yeah, hard to believe. Lori, did you ever have any crazy misadventures? Maybe on Halloween or... <laughs> she's like i gotta top pizza <laughs> uh i not nothing's really like uh popping out too much about crazy misadventures on not that i can think of no drinking binges where you wake up in strange places <laughs> <laughs> no i'm actually not like one of those you know, i i i can pretty i can just like I'm not very like a binge drinker or anything like that. I get bored really fast with stuff, so it's like you know I can drink some and then I'm like that's it, I'm done, you know. So I've never had any problem with that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm always kind of cautious actually. <laughs> I'm yeah. One yeah. extreme to another, I'll either be real cautious or I'll just. Balls of the walls. So. Go out, yeah. in the middle. <laughs> Nothing in the middle. <laughs> I can remember being in a midnight being in a midnight show, and they had to carry me out because my legs fell asleep and wouldn't move. You couldn't walk out. Yeah, well, it, it was fucked up because you could smoke in this place. They didn't give a shit, but like you know, we figured, all right, we're gonna you know buy drinks from the fucking snack bar. So the guy we send up, the guy at the snack bar, tells him the soda machine's broken. Go across the street and buy whatever you want. He goes to the liquor store. Now we don't even know this. Right, he comes back with two cases of beer. I'm like, how the fuck? He goes, well, you said go across the street and get whatever we want. So we sit there and get hammered. But between the beer and the weed, you know, my legs fell asleep. And the last thing I remember is this like stupid ass movie with this guy jumping into the fucking ocean, beating up sharks and shit from the 30s. 
know? <laughs> it was stock. It was like this guy fighting stock footage of like octopuses and sharks, sharks and killer whales and stuff. <laughs> And then when the when the movie ended, they're going in. He was a hero, and the, the, the whole theater goes dark, and his voice just goes, "What a jerk off!" <laughs> oh, shit. So the lights go on, and it's like time to leave. And I'm like, I can't move my legs. They go like, I'm, they go like, I, I'm being fucking serious. I can't move my legs. <laughs> we got to track this movie down now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know what it is. It's Butch called Killers, down. Killers of the Seas. That somebody had it on eBay. I tried to buy the damn thing. Sure, there's a boot floating around somewhere. Killers of the Seas. Uh, for some reason, I, I I thought it was the damn movie. Then when it said it's Captain Carl's band, I'm like, oh, that's fucking it, you know? <laughs> really, can't forget that name, Captain Carl's band. <clears throat> I see stock footage of a shark. I jump up on the bow of the ship. I rip off my shirt, dive in, and beat the fuck out of it. <laughs> and I'm Captain Carl's band. You've seen some wild shit. <laughs> oh, some of this crap used to catch on the end of a double and triple bill. Like, they throw British spy movies in there. They're like James Bond knockoffs. Like the second best secret agent in the whole wide world. Did that keep you entertained or did it put you to sleep? No, some of it was good. I just can't remember this shit now. It's like I'd almost buy it just to re-see it again to see how bad it actually was. <laughs> I've seen, you know, actually there was some, there's one movie called The Corrupt Ones that was like really fucking cool. I can't find that either. It's only out on VHS. You know those miserable people hate me now, so they'll probably charge me a billion dollars for a fucking VHS copy. We could, probably, okay. we could probably find you a bootleg, Pete. Oh, fuck them. I send, hate them. Too. Send me a list. <laughs> it's called The Corrupt Ones. The Corrupt Ones. Somebody should actually put that out. It's a decent fucking movie. Mm. Robert Stack, L.P. Summer, Nancy Kwan... Some European guys that you would like, you wouldn't know. <laughs> probably not. Sixty-seven, it says. Is that when it came out? Yeah, probably. Well, no, you you know what it is. I don't know if you ever followed my my logical progression of Euro movies, especially Italian ones. But I'll do it anyway. They had the Gladiator movies going back in in the late fifties, early sixties. Mm-hmm. Okay, then they switched over to the spaghetti westerns with almost the same people. Then they switched over to the horror movies with almost the same people. So most of them people were, were still into it up, up until, you know, they died. Weren't the Italians getting into some black exploitation in the 80s? Uh, yeah, they tried. Fred to. Williamson was involved, I think, with a few of them, right? Yeah, that's, that's why he said, he, that's why he always said he wanted to get into that, uh, with the Inglorious Bastards, because he knew once he got his foot in Italy, he, he could make money there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he did too. He started oh, yeah. his own company yeah. and everything. He yeah. did his own thing. So yeah, Fred's cool. How come Fred he... hasn't been on the grind house? Can't get him in there, or, what? or he won't do interviews. Uh, I never, audio? I never asked him. He, he was behind me at Wasteland. You know, he he was he was cool. He, That's I, one I, guy I want to be, man. Well, he 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 got me Saturday with like the, the knuckle shake because I didn't do it because I was like fucking hungover and of course Todd Todd comes in and he's like oh Fred Pete I'm like yeah I go to shake his hand he goes no be black brother be black <laughs> Todd so, was, for that one huh yeah no, I was I wasn't fucking ready for that so I I come down Sunday and you know I've been drinking all night you know I I you know I, I can still be basically you know I keep saying away that I'm not I'm not going to pull this three four o'clock in the morning shit anymore and I wind up doing it anyway so. <laughs> You, you get two hours sleep. Yeah, you just—it's a habit, you know. So you, I get down there and I, 
I walked down and I said, you know, he's ahead of all the other celebs. I go, oh, you're down here early. And he goes, yeah, it's the jock in me. He goes, what's your excuse? I look him right in the eyes and I go, my city never sleeps. Oh, shit. So I I got him on that one. Lori, did you meet uh, the Hammer? No, I didn't. No, I didn't. Are you a black exploitation fan or? Um, I like uh, Pam Greer movies. Yeah. Uh, Jack Hill stuff. How about you, Goat? You know any yeah, uh, Fred the Hammer, man. Um, actually, Black Caesar is actually my favorite exploitation movie. That's one of them, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I also like Superfly. I'm, I don't know, man. Like, I'm not really into Shaft. It's kind of like too mainstream to me, but too square to me. Yeah, they, I love- they actually they had some shit on forty. They filmed some of that shit on the Deuce, though. Did they really? Yeah, yeah, some of the stuff was on the deuce. Is that when he's trying to flag a taxi cab down? I think so, yeah, because I, I remember watching it. I, I, went, I went on a black exploitation kick for like a week, pulling all the stuff out and watching it. And you yeah. recognize buildings and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, there was marquees and shit, you know. The one who fucked it up, Andy Milligan could have had a really good shot with that flesh pot on 40, 42nd Street, and he just, he just, I don't know what the hell he was doing. He didn't get any marquees at all. He got some little, little scenes and stuff. God. That's one film that actually cap- captures that whole, you know, late 60s, early 70s ambiance of that whole era. Well, you said Nobody. that and um, Midnight Cowboy, which is, that's a favorite of mine. So. Yeah, yeah, mine too. Yeah. Were you around when they were filming Cowboy? I don't know if I asked you that in the interview. I might have, though. Uh, I, actually, I was. I went in the, the bar where, where um, he met Ratso. Mm-hmm. They, I went in there a couple times. They they filmed that in there. And they filmed the owl and the pussycat in there. Did you see John Voight or what? No, I just I just wandered in there. You oh, know. okay. Maybe they had a big sign. The way Midnight Cowboy was filmed here, you know. Just oh, they're sign. trying to bring in people. Yeah, yeah. So. That's awesome, yeah. man. So that was really the uh, the golden era. Then uh, that film represents it, or what? Yeah, that sort of like kicked it off because that that that's the way it was back there, and those those you know. Actually, no, those, that, that was always a scary place when you, when you come right down to it. Just an ominous place to be around. Especially in the movie theaters. Cause they, you know, that, that's when all this stuff, you know, started loosening up with the, you know, the, these guys cruising and stuff like that. You know, the chicken hawks and the predators and, you know, whatever. Did that shit weird you out when that really started up? Or is that when you kind of started staying home or what? No, it, that, that, that stuff was just, it was just, it always probably had always been there, like in the sixties and stuff. Mm-hmm. I never paid that much attention to it, but then you know they started getting more like blatant, like where they were hanging out in front of like straight places, ah, like, things like blackjack. Uh, I think I told that story. Uh, yeah, I, I knew one of the guys who he, he, he was like a career bouncer cashier. He he just go from place to place. So I ran into him enough that we were on a first name basis. So. He was telling me about, you know, these guys just hang out in front and they just hustle, you know, white businessmen. They go up and, you know, whatever, in a, in a peep booth. So, so it, was, it was weird. Yeah. Weird fucking place. Another film I wanted to ask you about that, um, I don't know if it's released on DVD yet, but um, it, it was filmed, quite a bit of it was filmed on uh, 42nd Street, was um, Night of the Juggler. Yeah. Sharon Mitchell was I, in that, correct? Yeah. What what was that? Was that the same peep show club that uh, was used in um, Nightmare in a Damaged Brain? Yeah, I think it was Show World. Okay, was that? A, were you a regular there? 
That was you know, that was like you know it, it was weird because it was safe number one because they had security and shit. And at one point it was like the, the best show in town because they, they always booked you know you know name porn stars on weekends. Yeah, which would stretch during a week and shit. And there's like a whole show going on inside that booth, right? Like multiple multiple people in there. They had they had three floors. They had a bookstore. They had an entrance on right on Forty Second Street. Uh, that went through the bookstore. And it was always a buck to get in, but you got four tokens. So uh, tokens were the coin of the realm back then. That's, that was another thing where basically the junkies were breaking into the thing to rip off the quarters, so somebody came up with the whole token system. Yeah, I've heard you break that down before, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, but they had, like, you know, the live peeps, the live sex shows. You know, there was, like, you know, the porn star would appear upstairs. I think that was like a ten dollar bill to get in to see that. That was like the main event. I think yeah, it was like the yeah the main thing. So it was always something going on in there. And then they had like the cellar was full of trannies at one point. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was that was fucking weird to say yeah. the least. Did you go down there? Uh, just curious. I, I made a pass through just once just to see it. And I'm yeah. like, okay, now I know where to send people who piss me off. <laughs> oh shit! There you what? go. Was that like a trend or something, Pete, at the time? Like the tranny thing? Did that like get popular, like a fad or something? Oh, it, it, all of a sudden, like I, I want one of my DVDs. I was explaining it. I picked up an early issue with Screw, and I said, "Well, here's the tranny ads in the back," and it was like five of them. And I go segue down the road five years later, and there's like eight pages of the fuckers. So it, it just exploded, and it was, uh, I don't know, it, it was weird. They, they they just popped up all over the place. There was one. Yeah, 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 it's weird. It seems like it's still, even to this day, it's popular. You got like trainee porn stars in mainstream movies like Hangover Two and shit. Like, I don't yeah. see what I don't see what the big fascination is, but like, I don't know. It seems like people are mesmerized by a fucking a guy who looks like a woman, whatever. Best of both worlds. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. All, all of a sudden, it started. It started selling, and I'm like, "All right, if it's selling, I'll carry it. I don't give a shit." Did you sell a lot of that shit back in the day, Pete. Yeah, actually, I still. Actually, up until a couple of years ago, it was still drawing good money. Now they flooded the market with it. I got. I got a box of thirty. If anybody wants it, <laughs> Lori. No, is this an interest of yours or? <laughs> no, I, I actually, to be honest though, I did buy one called um, Female Sanitarium Part Six, just because Sharon Mitchell was in it, and it was horrible. Was she in it for just a sec or what? No, no, she's in the whole thing. She's having. Okay. I think she gets an enema too. Like they're giving her an enema, and like it's these big black guys. They look like football players. Like and like. Are they yeah, wearing it's, wigs? It's, huh? Wearing wigs. Yeah, it's like not even. There's nothing sexy about it at all. I just got it for cause she was in it. It was like two bucks for the VHS. I'm like, ah, eh, yeah, I'll give it a try. That's so. a good deal. Huh? Yeah. Great <laughs> but, Christmas yeah. gifts. Yeah. No <laughs> so, rewatchability though, huh? No rewatch. No, no. I, I, actually, um, if I would, if I would cut it, cut the film, recut the film, like just her parts, like she's hysterical, just like the the talking part parts, you know, before she goes into the like the office rooms to get an enema and all that stuff, but otherwise it's pretty bad movie. <laughs> so you just make a mixtape of it with Sharon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did I, you, you were at the panel, right? Did I tell that whole story about Sulka's wedding? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, I've seen, I, I've actually seen her, there was a, a little clip of her in um, uh, 
the woman, Jennifer, um, shoot, I'm not sure what her name is, but she was in that too. And she's done other things with that same woman. Not, yeah. not, not Chelsea Manchester, but the other, like Jennifer, I can't, can't forget, remember her name, but she was a female though. Yeah, yeah I'm trying to think, yeah. Jennifer shit. something. I don't know if she's still alive. I was going to ask her that. A lot, of them, a lot of them aren't those early tranny porn stars. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Seems like the trend nowadays, too, is uh, just like regular female porn stars when their career goes in the shitter. They got to bang a tranny. Like, Belladonna started banging trannies, and Janine, before she went to jail for tax evasion, evasion had to bang a tranny real quick to get some quick cash. Seems like it's a growing market. I don't know. Modern porn sucks. It's taboo. What's what's going to be next? Drive a BMW up somebody's ass? <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. seems like that's what it is, Pete. Well, it's you know what it is? Is? How many yeah. variations? On, you know, I used to sit there and go, people go, you're not shocked by any of this? I said, I worked at Liquidators. I saw all that German stuff come in. I mean, come on. I saw I saw horse porn with gay guys on the cover. Come on. <laughs> I, never, I didn't physically watch the fucking thing, but I, you know, I'm not stupid. I know what it is. You know, these two yeah. guys... Walking around balls ass naked with a horse with a heart on, you know. What, what do you think is going to happen? Something. I do something. Fuck. Yeah. So there's nothing that's going to shock me. So what do I care? What's your favorite porno, Pete? I've always thought about that. I always wondered. And actually, I, I, actually, Insatiable. Is that a roughie? I'm not familiar with that one. No, no, it's the Marilyn Chambers one. Oh, like, oh okay. So you're yeah. are you a Chambers fan or what? Oh yeah, she was smart. She knew how to market herself. She only did like but. Four or five films. Mm-hmm. That was it. So I loved her in Rabid. So yeah, she's awesome. legit film. Yeah, it's another fucking shame she died young too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you get to meet her, Pete? Oh yeah, I, I yeah. you know met her a couple of times. She was did great. You, did she come to Wasteland or no? Yeah. Yeah, I first met her at Chiller years ago when she first started doing shows. She seems she, really nice in interviews and everything. Oh yeah, she's really sweet. Oh. Lori, did you get to meet her? Or? Um, I was at a wasteland that she was at, and every time I went up to her table, she was busy, so I never actually got to get her to sign something. She's in, like, a little clip of an old video I have, though, from Wasteland, like, back in 2004. Yeah. That's but, awesome I mean, I, you got a video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, she was wearing, like, she, I guess she got, she did she get breast implants? Because she had yeah. a huge, yeah. I mean, yeah, she, she wasn't might. that big, yeah. But um, she was. kind of, yeah. She was like wearing a really tight red dress, and yeah. I I seen her in an interview at one point. I thought she put on a little bit of weight. Maybe that's when she got the uh, the the breast implants. Uh, and she looked gorgeous. I I heard that she started getting back into porn in the later years. Correct or? Mm, she she did two comeback films. Her and actually the weird part was her and Ginger Lynn both did two both did these comeback films for VCA. I think it was. Uh, Veronica Hart directed them too. Were they any good or? I don't know. Yeah, I really did at that point. I, you know, I felt like I'd seen the Sika comeback film, and you know, the close up of her face. Not no offense if she's listening, but she looked like Tammy Faye Baker at that point. <laughs> so, so that was instant, instant hard on killer. So but, can't do porn forever. No, I know. No, but Marilyn always looked good. I, you know, yeah. all of a sudden, well, Ginger's still doing stuff. I think. Yeah, I think she is. I, yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure she is. Uh, Nina Hartley's still doing stuff too. 
Yeah. God, I'm going to put her ass in the Smithsonian. That thing hasn't deteriorated at all. <laughs> God. Wow. Yeah. Goat, what's your favorite porno? Um, I don't know, to be honest with you. I can't really... By, I mean, by the time I was old enough to be in the porn game, it wasn't really like they were doing movies with stories anymore, so I can't... You know what I mean? Like, everything's just... Nowadays, it's just like a fuck scene. So, I mean, I can't really say that I have a favorite porn movie movie, really. Yeah. You never latched onto one from the 70s, though, or something you found, or... Not really. Most of, most of the vintage stuff, I've just seen clips. Like, I've never really had a print or tape or anything to sit down and watch, like, a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. See, what he's saying is what I said. I said a couple of shows. I don't know. I might have said it on your last show or something. And it's almost gone back to loops again. All it is is just, like, DVD is just a collection of scenes now that make no yeah, sense. Yeah, pretty much. Is that a good thing, Pete, or no? Well, think? well, all it is is a quick buck thing. I mean, you know, the, the, whole, the whole deal was, you know, even though, you know, some of the movies were lame and shit like that, at least they were a little bit watchable and a little bit, you know, they could act, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, that was the whole thing with a lot of, you know, you know, you know the, the stars from the golden era. They had to have some kind of mocum of acting ability to pull this shit off. So, I don't know. I, I don't even watch the new stuff. I could care less, you know. Yeah. It's just, you know, you know, what was it that my... Big joke, a thousand and one cum shots, volume one, the six, so full of unanswered questions. You know what I'm most attracted to, I think, and I think it just gets back to the to the stag stuff, is uh, when I go on a porno site or something, I think I'm most attracted to, and I think I've said this on a past episode, is like home, home, homemade movies, mm-hmm. home clips, stuff like that. So. Yeah, but you know, I, I found out, like, working at Liquidators, and you see all of a sudden he had all these amateur tapes in the back, and then... After I'm there a year, all the amateurs became pros. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you get a steady flow of tapes, and here's the latest tapes. Oh, she's in the back. Stephanie Swift, that was one. Comes to mind. But do you, I mean, do you, you like that real, I mean, that's, for me, I gotta see real breasts. I can't see the, 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 the implants. I'm just not interested. I can't see a woman yeah, that. Too. Is yeah. unrealistic, you know what I mean? That I can't ever get. I need to see a woman that, yeah, I could. That she's in my league. I could possibly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, they're saying all well, this is homemade and shit, but in reality, it's it's fucking not. Because somebody comes over with a professional camera now and does it. I mean, I saw some. This guy had some really bad two-hour amateur amateur tapes on. I mean, this guy's with this this hot blonde with implants, and he can't get hard at all. And then. You he- keep hearing the clicking in the background. Somebody's obviously taking stills and then collides with the guy who's videotaping it. And you see the cameras spin out of control and shit. <laughs> I lived across the street from a guy that was doing amateur videos. I was out there smoking out on my porch one night. And I thought he was going to leave the blinds open. And he peeked out and seen me out there staring and then shut him. <laughs> I was like, damn. Uh, listen, guys, I got to shove off. It's getting late for me, so I will... Thank you for having me on yes. again, and, uh, you know, happy Halloween to all out there who's listening, and uh, great meeting okay. you, James, and uh, again, Lori, always good yes. seeing you at the show. Yes, awesome talking to you, Pete. Okay. Yeah, Pete, it was, it was awesome to meet you and actually get to talk to you and stuff. Thanks a lot, man. Okay, you take care. We had, all right, thanks for coming on, Pete. Pete. Okay. Bye, all right. Pete. Bye. Lori. Yeah. Favorite porno. <laughs> the porn will not die on exploited cinema. You know what I want to talk to you most about, Lori, was the the horror porno ruffies. I don't know. Do you get into those or? Uh, 
Like Wet Wilderness. What's some others, Dale? Throw some other ones out. You know them. Uh, uh, <laughs> I guess some people might even consider like Forced Entry or... Slash mm-hmm. Report, oh yeah. Like some of the satanic ones, too, as well, I think. Probably Devil Insider would be a good one, because, I mean, it's like the occult, and they have a big old, like, you know, orgy with Satan, and just crazy stuff going on, but I don't know. I I don't think I really... Horror porn, I can't... Nothing's coming to me. You haven't delved into that yet, Lori? You haven't got into that? <laughs> I don't think so. We need to send you over to X Hamster. They've got so much <laughs> shit over there. I don't know if yeah, you've heard us cool talk thing. about it. But yeah, that's so where funny. I watched uh, Films uh, Massage yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have Taming of Rebecca uh, over there too. No, is there? You, that's on DVD now. Because go check I out Unwilling Lovers. Rip of it. Is that? Is there a cleaned up print of that? Nah, the um the Alpha Blue Archives disc. You know that whole Avon collection. It's pretty much just VHS uh, ripped onto a DVD. Now the Alpha Blue, the like Water Power's cleaned up, and Fems looks fantastic. What's that's from the France, the, the Alpha France company. France so, is the one cleaning them up. Though. Yeah, that's totally different. That's yeah. Okay. What are, what else are they putting out? Is there any other good ones off the top of your head? Uh, the France oh. one, I think they have Babyface and Babyface Two. I think they have Pretty Peaches. They have some oh, Dorenzi wow. stuff. So I need to get those too. But they're really expensive, they're like thirty to. You know, thirty-eight bucks, I think, per yeah. disc. Pushing forty, yeah. Yeah, but are you a big fan of Dorenzi, or? Yeah, for sure. I was going to say my favorite. It has to be a tie with uh, Rebecca and uh, Femmes de Sod. Yeah. For favorite, for sure. Yeah. Uh, something about nice. Pretty Peaches when they when she, um, what's her name, uh, Desiree Castell. Des- mm-hmm. Yeah, when she when they take her clothes off in the woods. I don't know about that scene. Something <laughs> about that just. It, it, it piques my interest. It's fun because you can tell she's she's definitely conscious and she's enjoying the whole scene. So. Yeah, it's that's kind of like um, at the end of Taming of Rebecca with uh, Velvet Summers getting attacked by you know, you know it's like it looks real, but apparently she was fine with it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Me and Dale talked about this with that scene with that gal in the bathroom in Water Power where she's like, "Get it out of me!" That you know. You, that's breaking into realism there. Mm-hmm. There's something interesting <laughs> about that too on a strange yeah. level. So. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get into all these? Like they agreed to it, but they glory. didn't agree to go that far. Right. Well, <laughs> she, she just didn't know what she was getting into. She didn't know that the enema was going to not feel good. Though. Well, I think once the ball gets rolling, it's like a peer pressure thing of like not wanting to whatever back out and then it gets going and takes to another level. Next thing you know, you're just shooting brown stuff all over the wall. And <laughs> I think with the money and the heroin's on the table, it's kind of hard to resist. So. Did you yeah. guys wa- did you guys watch the Alpha France um, films de Sod version? Yeah. Yep, that okay. Happened, that's that was the ones you guys re- reviewed on. Yeah. Okay. Beautiful yeah. cut. Beautiful. I was going to say that's the one that's fully it's fully uncut compared to the Alpha Blue Archives DVD. It like that has the 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 bestiality scene in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, I had uh, I'd never seen that previously before. Babyface, I had I had a VHS of that originally, so when I was a kid and oh, you had that the big box. I didn't have actually a buddy of mine when I was uh, I think ten, nine or ten brought it over. Um, they went over to this guy's. He had like a little camper and he had like a huge collection, and I think they just stole it. They took mm-hmm. the box and he brought it over. 
and I don't know what it was about that porno that perked my interest, but I, like I've said on that Ruffy show, that's that's hands down my favorite porn. I don't know, it just gets me every probably because probably because it was like the, one of the first ones you saw. Um, yeah. actually, the first one I saw was this weird one that my dad had. I don't remember. I I'd love to track that one down too. It had a uh, mother daughter scene at the end, but um, no, I just really like Babyface because of that that whole orgy scene at the end and like mm-hmm. the whole fantasy of like being a dude working in a male cat house and <laughs> he was so naive he had no idea what was going on it was Dorenzi himself but he just played yeah. so well it was just like god why doesn't this happen to me <laughs> will this ever happen to me you know so and that scene um what what was the actor's name there he's in all of the Dorenzi films the blonde haired fella where he's uh, playing basketball, innocent, and that that one gal's like talks him into going. And it's like it's obviously a role playing scene, but I don't know something about that when I was twelve. I was like, is this ever gonna happen? Like, <laughs> this is a fantasy of mine. There Why was does a, this not happen? To right, me? there was those people peeking in through the through the door. So there's the playing on the voyeurism again, so, which that's big here on exploited cinema. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Lori, are you mainly into seventy stuff or? Yeah, 70s to, like, mid-80s. But, I mean, like, depends on whoever's in them. Like, I'll still watch. Like, I'm trying to run through Sharon Mitchell's whole filmography pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I I'll, always, like... Oh, sorry. Go, no, go ahead. go ahead. I always kind of, like, like with you, like, she's not my favorite, but I've always had, like, a little <laughs> something with Sharon Mitchell. I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. It's her attitude, I think. Yeah, I just... I think she's fun. She's funny. I don't know. She's fun to watch. So. She has an interesting look, too. Like, yeah. Unconventional type. Yeah. Not, yeah. Well, you know, know. What, we know what our preference is here. We, we like bigger ladies, so. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I love Desiree. Yeah, I, I don't like the little skinny chicks with their ribs poking <laughs> out. So. Yeah. It's not my thing. Yeah. Go. <laughs> What's your preference? Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know, man. I'm a little... little little in the shallow end on the porno game. I couldn't really tell you too much. Virgin. You're a porno virgin. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. It just, I don't know, man. Like, I, like to be honest with you, about the last five years, I kind of lost the taste for watching hardcore scenes. Like, there actually is a lot of modern porn stars I really like, but I just prefer to do, like, a Google search and look at their still pictures. Like, I don't know. Like, I really don't need to see a dude's dong. And especially, like, the last five years, like, I'm not, like, I, I don't have a taste for anal at all, and it seems like just straight porn, man, it's nothing but fucking anal now and gaping holes and shit, yeah. and I, I don't know, man, it just... Yeah, the new off. stuff is, I don't like any of the new stuff. Yeah. yeah well, I, just, I have, I have watched, okay, I have watched, um, I actually bought a Kimberly Kane one that she directed that was really good called, um, Live in My Secrets, and... It's like all of her fantasies, and then she sets to a scene. But they're like really good, but they're all kind of extreme too. But you know, it's good. I don't know. It was a good movie, but I'm not really interested in the newer stuff. The extreme back then though was different from the stuff they do today. It's mm. like yeah, it's just all so generic now. It's like every scene starts. To- the, the girl starts with a blowjob, and the guy starts railing her hard, and then he gives her the anal, and he starts grabbing her by the throat. Like, it, it, every fucking scene is the same shit over and over and over. 
And it's all, like, all the girls look the packaged. Same. Yeah. It's just like it's just like fake roughy shit, but it just like and then like they like another thing that they do a lot that I couldn't stand was just like there's so many ones where they just like spit in the girl's mouth. Like it just like I don't know. Like I guess there's always that quest in porn to go filthier or whatever, but it just I don't know. Like it just doesn't do anything for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I it doesn't really... help. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it doesn't help, like, like how we were talking about before. It doesn't really help that the girls now, there really aren't actresses. So they don't even, like, it's like in wrestling, man. Like, you, you slap somebody in wrestling, it only means something if the, if the other guy sells it. You know what I mean? And it's like, you see these girls now, they're getting spit on, they're getting choked, but they just have, like, a blank expression. <laughs> like, it doesn't bother them. So it's like, it's not even really like a roughie anymore. You know what I mean? They're yeah. just objects, that's all. Yeah. Where's the hunting just, knife? We need the yeah, hunting is. knife in there. You don't see that anymore, huh? Cut her panties off with a hunting knife. <laughs> I couldn't believe what Forty uh, Second Street Pete said in uh, that interview you got uh, you did with him, Bat, where he's talking about how he saw the snuff film and it was a chick got it. He was in the, pretty the... sure it was. He wasn't positive. It made it. it made well, it... yeah. I mean, I, I mean, fuck. Like, I doubt like the mob was paying Tom Savini to make a fake vagina back in the day. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like it's it's one thing to fake cuts somebody's head off, to, but to do like a you know a sexual organ being ripped apart, like that's pretty hard to sell realistically. You know what I mean? Yeah. That the the metasex. Have you heard Have you heard of those, Lori? Did you ever get to check out those? Nope. We need to send you those PDFs because I know you're just a big fan of this shit, so you probably get some mileage out of them mm-hmm. if you're interested. But um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff about Phil Prince. I think you'll find interesting. Oh, in that. cool. Yeah, you need the Ruffy Bible. You most definitely need that. So it'll probably turn you on to some new movies. But the Volume 1, which is, I can't remember, Satanic or something like that. But there was an article in there about some kind of bookstore or something. And um, I think it was a woman. Maybe it was the the guy's wife or whatever had done that review. By the way, those reviews, like we said on um, the Ruffy episode, were very Hunter S. Thompson-esque. The way they were were written, so it's great. But... um, I remember the one one article I read in there was about going in this bookstore and then talking about just various uh, uh, stag films they'd watch in the Pete booth, and then they knew it was they knew it was something real when like the woman the woman was like out of it on some kind of drug and she's getting stabbed in the vagina, and it was very, I guess they said it was they they were convinced that they were Yakuza funded and filmed. Uh, snuff oriented film so we're going yeah, stabbed with ice picks and shit and i'm just like wow this is this is a dark dark world here i mean 42nd street it's you hear about the glitz and glamour but then there's that darkness there always looming so yeah well, well that's the thing about 42nd street is for younger people like us where it's all 42nd street would have been great and blah, blah, blah. But like, I mean, I'm. Sh- it's like you know, it was just a lot of shady shit going on. People getting stabbed, just nasty shit, just the underworld. Like hookers going up and down the aisles, offering stuff for five bucks. <laughs> yeah, like no wonder everybody had to fucking clap back then. Like, Jeez. <laughs> if you're a Star Wars fan, it was basically Moss Eisley. So. <laughs> yeah. It was Moss Eisley with about ten thousand stinky vaginas. Is what it was. <laughs> They were they were Harry's favorite, Dale's favorite though. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> like Obi Wan Kenobi said, "You'll never see such a wretched scum hive of gonorrhea filled vaginas and villainy." 
<laughs> Did he say that? <laughs> yeah, he actually. Uh, uh, Sir Alec Guinness. That was one of his famous lines from the original Star Wars. Okay. Sounds <laughs> like I'll take your word. That must have been the director's cut. <laughs> yes. There needs to be a Jedi on Forty Second. When Jedi the Second Street. Right now, right now, somebody's uh, trademarking Forty Second Street Jedi dot com. <laughs> It'll happen. Oh, jeez. So, hey, goat, tell us a little bit about your uh, YouTube channel. Oh yeah, man, uh, Hillbilly DVD reviews. Uh, it's, we've been popping off for about a year and a half now. We do. Uh, it's like a DVD Blu-ray. Uh, focus channel so we like we do movie reviews but then we also uh we, we have like uh rating scale one to ten we rate three categories we do a one to ten on just the movie itself we tell you what we thought about the movie uh then we go into picture and sound you know we give that a rating and then we also extras we go in we talk about all the extras give that a rating so like you know there's a lot of movie review sites and stuff where people just break down the movie but we try to go a little bit farther your reviews are reminiscent of exploited cinema here. <laughs> I just love oh, yeah. how you well, your yeah. swagger, man. Yeah, we yeah. we and Bad both seen them, and we're like, we got to get this guy on the yeah. show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and that's a, that's a that's the thing that's actually funny that you guys say that is like we have such a cult following with like podcast hosts, but like it seems like like the average like YouTube movie review whatever like like we have good numbers like we have like almost 700 subscribers and stuff but as far as like our video views it's it's not it's not nearly as high as some of the other ones out there but it's all good for us because we're just like you know like we just want the right people to see it we want to see film lovers to see it you know and staring like, the pack is what you're doing yeah. <laughs> you're just too wild <laughs> well like like there's so we get so many comments people whining a bitch about you said fuck 10 times in the first minute of the review and shit and it's just like I mean, I don't know, like, you know, we just we just break it down wrong real. I mean, if you look at a lot of the early reviews, we were just pissed drunk in a sweaty-ass, hot-ass garage. Like, I mean, we're not, you know, people try to glitz up their videos with all these graphics and shit, and we could do that too, but to us it's just more about, like, our goal was trying to make, um, you know, like a YouTube um, review channel that was, like, what it felt like when you're just bullshitting your buddies in real life, you know, talking about movies yeah. and stuff. I like the like, latest one where you're uh, going off about Halloween and everything. Uh, uh, which which one? Uh, the Dog you... Soldiers one. Oh yeah, Dog Soldiers. And then today we just today we uh, once a month we do a segment called State of the Multiplex where I break down everything that's playing at oh, local yeah. theaters. So, I yeah. watched that right before we started recording. Tell us you about what movie you're shit? talking about. You going to see that shit or what? Well, some of it, but what I do is I wait at the end of the month and I, I, uh, look at the movie release schedule and I basically, like, it's basically just for people to know what's out, you know, cause yeah. like a lot of people watch our channel. They're really not people who go to see shit in the theater. So I mean, to be honest with you, it's really just a, a segment to make fun of just the dog shit that's like <laughs> stinking up theaters right now. And then you like we also, us- you gotta tell us about this one movie you were talking about on there. Something with a baby. Uh- Oh, uh, it's it's limited release, so I don't know. Like, if you live in a big city, you might be able to say, see it. It's called Gaby, G-A-Y-B-Y. And, uh, <laughs> I just seen it on the release schedule when I was copying down the notes. I was like, I gotta look this up. So I looked on the, um, the, uh, YouTube. I saw, I saw a trailer for it. Yeah, it's about, it's about a gay baby. Um, uh, <laughs> 
I don't know if they actually show like show the gay baby in it, but it's like it, it, there's a woman. I guess she's like kind of nerdy. She's like you know she don't have a husband or whatever, but like unfortunately all her friends are gay, so she, you know she gives up hope. So eventually she just starts. Uh, there's like I guess there's two gay guys in it. Judging from the trailer, she she tries to get her to knock her up. And uh my favorite part is the trailer is when they're giving her like baby clothes at a baby shower. And there's like a little baby T-shirt that just says "Gaby" on it. Like, <laughs> like, could you imagine if you saw a kid wearing a fucking Gaby shirt? <laughs> is this a larger budget film or what? What are they doing now? Uh, it looks like one of those like 200 grand kind of oh, like okay. lesbian shot on HD video type. I mean, it looks professional. It looks mm. slick. Like, and it, it actually did play a limited release. I'm not sure like how many theaters it played into. I, I mean, I, I probably, I probably fucked up talking about it but i mean i'm not the biggest gaby aficionado out there i just you know I'm just searching it now <laughs> i was la- i was laughing when you were talking about it i'm like did he just say gaby <laughs> yeah i had to do about three takes on that one like usually i'm just like a one take motherfucker you can tell i mean just but that one i i, I don't know i could i i, I it was so hard to with straight face say there is a movie called gaby out we got to review this tale. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Lori, have you heard about this film? Or no, what? I'm surprised. I haven't heard about it really? at all. Do you watch a lot more mainstream stuff, or you stay to the uh, the grindhouse grime? Are you talking to me? Yeah, Lori. Yeah, yeah. Um, I pretty much, no, I don't watch mainstream. Not too much. I, I've seen, probably the last movie I saw in theater was Prometheus. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, which was awesome. I mean, I loved it. But, um, yeah, I pretty much am still trying to go through the uh, older stuff, older films. Yeah. yeah. Catch up on the cult classics and and the adult film classics. And But with a title like Gaby, you've just, you got to, you got to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to see what yeah. the hype is. With a movie called Gaby, there's got to be something good about it. Yeah. Like something. <laughs> That'll bring me out of the woodwork for it. <laughs> Who, who's uh, starring in it? Oh, like nobody's. Like they, okay. they look like people that probably just did like theater credits or yeah. something. Like you know, there's, there's, it's not that type of movie. It just looks like I'm guessing like it just was like a hundred thousand dollar you know thing. That probably, yeah. yeah. Well, it seems like in the indie community, if you ever look at film festivals. It's mm-hmm. like the, they're really like um, trying to support the gay and lesbian films. So the, I'm just saying, and I, whoever made it, man, like you, you fucking call a movie gay, be somebody's gonna go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be big in the San Fran area, huh? What do you think? <laughs> just the name got us all interested. Yeah. Gaby. <laughs> It'll be the next review. <laughs> You'll see it. We'll have to we'll have to find something to double feature it with, though. <laughs> well, like they, I don't know. I, like I think if they're smart with it, though, they could really branch out and do a franchise. They could do like Gaby's first day at school, stuff like that. <laughs> they could have like, Gaby fucking action figures out, t shirts I, I mean, why not? Like I don't know if you remember a couple months ago they had that Ogilvy's movie out. It looked like it was kind of similar. I don't know. I didn't hear about it, but. <laughs> <laughs> the first I've heard about all those. Uh, it was like uh from the makers of Teletubbies was Ogilvy's, and it came out and it came out like like three thousand theaters, and it made like two hundred thousand dollars. It was like the biggest flop of all time. Go, they're already on it. I found a Gaby T-shirt. <laughs> all right, <laughs> Gaby. 
And, th- and that's the thing about like little independent filmmakers, you, you know, like yourself, you, you fucking for years, man, just trying to like get a little movie together, fucking somebody to watch. Nobody cares, man. You gotta, you gotta hit them with something fresh. You gotta, you know, you gotta go out and you gotta find your own gaby. <laughs> so that's you know when i when i started doing little independent shorts i just knew that somehow this is before i got into exploitation but i just knew there had to be something in there to like really sell and i would always do like i said i wasn't a i wasn't hardcore into the grindhouse but i always knew that you needed a mixed bag to throw in there like it needs there needs to be a hardcore scene in there there needs to be a dick being bit off or chopped off something. You know what I mean? There's all these ear markers. And now being a, getting in the roughies, you know, you have to have the hunting knife cutting the panties off <laughs> somewhere in there and throw an enema shot in there. But Enemas, yeah. Yep. There's a yeah, lot I, of I, I was going to run this by you, Bat, and see what you thought. I think they're actually – because, like, a lot of people, they don't want to watch porn. And, like, even myself, porn scenes, like – like, like they just get kind of like boring to me. But like, I think there's a market out there, like really in this day and age, for like soft core, you know, roughies. You know what I mean? Like, I think people just want to like. Oh, you're saying, right? Yeah, just like you know, shit like a modern day last house on the left type of thing. Just like substitute the sex scenes with more horror intense type. You know, I think I think roughies would go over good. You know, kind of like a gentler. Kinder, more family friendly, roughy. <laughs> family friendly and roughy. That's a first. You're on exploited cinema. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, I mean, the roughy, it's just like, it's a great genre. It's cheap to produce. I mean, I think, you know, there's no reason why more people can't enjoy it. And, you know, it shouldn't just be for filthy perverts and raincoats and shit. I think me and Dale talk about this and needs to go mainstream. I'm waiting. I don't, I don't see what's stopping other than the MPAA, but you know, if, if the whole, well, whole studio system starts churning out roughies, you know, they're going to go around the MPAA. So, you know, power. Well, workers. Yeah. I mean, I think you should start small. Like, like, you know, like, like when George Romero made Night of Living Dead, it was independent, like whatever. And then eventually, you know, here we are. 30 years later, everybody's doing $100 million zombie movies. Well, same with Ruffies, man. Like, it's up to people like you, Bat, to, you know, get it together. You know, and it's, like, you can release everything just unrated now yeah. in DVD, you know. So You could you could maybe combine the two. Like, the zombies could catch a human and smack them around a few times, have sex with them, and then eat them. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, well, no, even, even reverse, even reverse, Dale, like, you have a guy... Um, have you guys ever seen, uh, it's an independent movie from my butt, one of my buddies out in Albuquerque. It's called The Stink of Flesh. And, uh, I've heard the best it. part of, yeah, the best part about it is this guy, he keeps a, uh, a, a zombie girl out in the shed that he kind of goes in and he has her like chained up and he, keep, he keeps, uh, having sex with her and stuff. That's and, dead girl. That's dead girl, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is, I, this is, mm, this is probably like 2002 this came out. Yeah, the dead girl probably stole the concept. Yeah, they, they, they like basically like, uh, turned the zombie out, kind of, and dead girl. It goes even sleazier. 
Yeah, and that's what I'm saying, man. You you, you get a zombie ruffy, like you can do it. You could probably even get that shit past the MPAA because if you notice, like if you blow a, just a person's head off in a movie, like they won't let you get. But if it's a zombie or a creature, it's all right. So, yeah, so if you can really get rough on these zombie chicks, man, like be <laughs> be cutting their breasts off while you're doing them doggy style stuff, like I think this shit's gonna go over big. It's okay if they're undead. I dude, when exactly. you said that, I just got like this one frame shot like just hit me of some little hole in the wall roughy kind of independent where you're just they just come over and beat the shit out of his it's dead girl i mean there was what were they doing laurie were they having people come and they were like shooting yeah. her and cutting her while they were fucking her so yeah but it needed it needed an insertion scene thrown in there so yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> More explicit. Yes. yes. Well, I, I think I think what you do is is you make the movie, you make it softcore, R-rated, whatever, and with, with with the good quality actors, and then you kind of make that version of the movie, and then later you you know you go in. With the director's get, cut on DVD with the insertion. Yeah, the unrated. You get you you go in, you get a couple stunt cocks on the cheap. Um, you know, just 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 cut away. You know, they call her one eye. That's what they did. Yeah. Exactly. There you go. Man, when I saw Breaking Point, I said, this is the movie I always wanted to make before I even knew that it existed, you know? That's, so, that's an awesome yeah. movie, Breaking Point. Go needs to check that out. We need to, Dale, yeah, we, need I, to, yeah. we need to put our heads together and book, get this made book, a copy. Book me up somehow, man, because that's the one, and all the stuff that you guys covered on Exploited from the beginning, uh, that's the one movie I, I haven't been able to track down, and I, and I really want to. I think that and um, Angela, the fireworks woman, those are the two biggest gems that I think we've... Oh, yeah, I, I watched oh. part of that. I watched part of that. That's uh, on X-Hamster, I think. Yeah, Wes Craven in yeah. his creepy little outfit, jerking off in the corner, playing the devil and shit. It's crazy. <laughs> I, didn't even know, I didn't even know about the legendary career of Abe Snake until you guys broke it down. We had to. <laughs> we had to unveil, unveil it. Laura, you've seen that, correct? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Do you have a Do you have a VHS copy of it? Or? No, I actually a while. Uh, it might have been a few years ago before I actually like, wanted to start buying porn because I always thought it was kind of useless to buy it. Until you found the ones. Until that until I yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and to, and then it just became addictive. But um yeah, I saw it on eBay for really cheap. Like I don't know, a couple years ago, I should have bought it, but I didn't. Yeah, I hear it's pretty rare. Um, actually, yep. I heard about a print. It must have been more of like a 16 millimeter or 35 of it. I don't. I just read this on the internet, so I really can't say if it's true or not. But I supposedly there's this. I don't know why. Maybe it's you know Abe Snake there, you know, just appearing and it's introduction to his fireworks man character. But I guess it's rumored that some of the original cuts had uh, Wes Craven's children running along on a beach naked. So. That's like the intro or something like that. I read that online, so I guess there's prints out there floating around, but they're they're uh, very expensive and rare. So <laughs> that man would man, he had no he had no restraint <laughs> if that's true. Abe, and that's the thing, man. You see Wes Craven, he's a smiling old man now and shit, and he always talks about, oh, I was a fucking college professor i'm so respectable i did you see i made a taxi though too and, he said so <laughs> yeah come on. he 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 was jerking off and directing yeah. films don't don't try he to fool us around 42nd street man i'm telling you that was his breaks were spent in them fucking theaters dude i'm telling you have you guys seen unwilling lovers no no you can find that on x hamster too 
What's what is that a Ruffy? Dale? Yeah. It's got uh Zebedee Colt. I don't know if you've seen him in anything. Uh that's he was in um He's creepy. Uh, Sex Wish, right? Sex Wish yeah. and a, yeah, a few other things. Yeah. He's like kind of this like mama's boy and he starts like he gets like uh domineered by his mother and stuff, but he uh he goes out and he starts like finding like couples that are having sex, like in their car, or, like out in the having a picnic in the woods or something. And he goes and he he kills the guy and then he kills the woman and he has sex with the corpse. Wow, man! So it's kind of a maniac <laughs> deal, huh? Or Except love me deadly. Yeah, but it's a it's hardcore porno too. I need to track this one down now. It's on Hamster. Go, go watch it. That's a horror porno right there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You've got one slasher porno. <laughs> it's actually pretty interesting. Lori, you're you're throwing out shit. Lori's gonna she's gonna have to get into this whole sub <laughs> genre. Of, there's LSD. I'm trying to find the LSD ones. Have you found any of those, Lori? The LSD inspired. Uh, I don't know if they're rough. I have. Before. Um, I have. I think they're just like uh like mental hygiene films, like the LSD from something weird. I have one of those, but okay. it's just like. I know you can find he those. put out one, but I, don't, I think it's out of print now, and he put out a whole collection of them, I think, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I don't, yeah. We're, we're opening all these, all new doors, and so we're not gonna do a roughy episode, we've already agreed we're not gonna do a roughy episode for a while, so we're gonna tone it down and try to get back to- I think to, you can only throw so much of that at people, <laughs> without a break. Is that what got you onto the show, Lori, or what? No, I was listening, I started, I can't remember when I started listening, but, like sometimes I'll I'll go away for a while and not listen, and then when I heard you guys were doing like the films to sod and all those, I was like, awesome, yeah. Oh. So I mean, I would, yeah, I'd be interested in hearing more, but that's just me. <laughs> there, there will be another Dorenzi show, I'm sure, down the road because you know that's being my favorite porn director. So you guys, you guys should do like. Um, Maybe you want to come Jones. on for one, Lori. Uh, yeah, that's cool. You, sh- you should definitely check out Devil Devil and Miss Jones Part Two. That is like a seriously crazy, deranged movie. It has George Payne in it? It's not. I've heard of it, but I haven't been able to track that one down. I've got the first one, so. Yeah, it, it, um, Georgina Spelvin makes kind of a, a small appearance because she's in hell, but um, her body, like she, her spirit is put into a bunch of different people up on Earth. And it's just crazy. <laughs> that's another horror porno i mean yeah i guess Sat- so yeah. satanist asks yeah. uh there's a one that i've seen a few trailers for that everybody puts over and it looks like it's it's it has some psychedelic influences to it too so any mix of psychedelic and roughy and horror mm-hmm. that's 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 where i'm at though you're just crossing genres and it's just beautiful though yep if there's a pair of panties getting cut off with some scissors or a switchblade, Bat 32 will be there with grease in one hand and a stick in the other. I don't know. It just gets out. It's like my eye just twinkles every time I see it. I'm like, there's that ear marker again. What's it doing here? You know, with like Femmes with that doctor scene. It's like they just, like, oh, wait a minute. He pulls out the jackknife. You'd use a scalpel because you're a doctor, but wait a minute, there's something off. He had a whole table of instruments beside him. (laughs) You need a hunting knife. (laughs) Oh boy, I don't know. I'm loving it though. I don't know. It's an addiction, so. I, I, I know, man, like, you always talk about 
you know how like you you like stuff like Kubrick and stuff like when mm-hmm. when J Dog used to be on you 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 just played it nice like he was the least greasy of the two but now we're getting into the real Bat Thirty Two Ruffies fucking everything's coming out man and I don't know like like I like I, I finally caught up and I heard almost every episode now so you heard and, me come out of my shell man yeah and there's just <laughs> I mean there's just there's like a gleam in your eye there's something comes out as soon as Ruffies come up and a fascination of some sort something's going on there. Well, I know Lori talked about this. Like it, when she got onto it, it just became an obsession. So mm-hmm. that's what happened to me. I don't know if that's what happened. To, I think Dale got into these way earlier than than any of us. So well, I seen a dirty western when I was in my teens. So and he got was, the eye of the grease. That was my first roughie. <laughs> yeah, with, with with Dale when he talks about it, it's just kind of something that's always you know been a small part of the reminiscent. Yeah, movie. This is like a little piece of his movie going habit. But you, Batman, like you, you grabbed onto the roughies in a big way, man. It was Breaking Point that did it for me. I'll be honest with you. I was just like, I need more like this. And to be honest with you, I haven't really found anything that really matches Breaking Point. I wouldn't even say that's hardcore because. Was there any insert? Well, there was some insertion scenes, wasn't there, there, Dale? Yeah, but it was mild. That would be your. That would be your close to soft core so mm-hmm. well did they, did they actually show it when the girl sat on the uh, gear shifter yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think i think that's not really soft core then i think that's a that's a roughie well compared to a roughie it's soft <laughs> it, it, like we, well, it's weird parts of it were hardcore and then other other scenes would be like total total soft core yeah it's like they ran out of money or something <laughs> It, it it was a roughie. It was it was a crossover roughie. It was tastefully done. Get the roughie crowd. Get the regular movie going crowd. And you know, little little bit of everything for everybody. You've got to see it, goat. Hey, goat. So which bat did you like better, the subdued bat or the? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> or the current monstrosity. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, I I like that he's not hiding his true feelings now. He's come out to be who he really is, but but it's just it, it's it's like roughy twenty four seven man. It's like exploited cinema is is gone full roughy. I don't know if we can get this cat back in the bag or pull back the reins or what. I think I think Bat's gonna be on a roughy tear from here on out. You know what it is. I guess we could be real here. I've been telling Dale behind the scenes about it, but just my little misadventures here in the Ville, man. Like when Pete said, "Yeah, like there was this, this era where I just decided to go balls to the wall," and I'm that's happening to me now. I mean, I had my fun when I was like sixteen, seventeen, but like then I got a ball and chain. Not literally. I didn't even put a ring on my finger with this woman, but. There was definitely a ball and chain on my leg for the like the longest time, and right around the end of that relationship is when I started watching Ruffies. So <laughs> I think that um, I'm not quite living out my fantasies down here yet, but <laughs> getting there. <laughs> so I don't even need the Ruffy anymore. I'll just live a Ruffy. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 uh, fantasy and reality blur. Well, there's a lot of women out there that like that too. So you just yeah, there's somebody the right one. Speaks out here is not even funny. So no, I never lived but, in. But yeah, go no, yeah, we'll we'll have you on again sometime though, and we'll just do some horror movies or something. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're not was, we're not roughies twenty four seven. Yeah, just like when you're saying, oh, maybe we can, you know, 
Yeah, we did the Ruffy episode. You guys are talking like it was like two years ago. That was like, what, two, two three weeks ago? And For you, it was. It felt like two years ago. So. <laughs> you, you, you guys are like, let's, let's give them a break. Let's, let's give them at least 12 to 13 days before we hit them with the Ruffies again. <laughs> It'll be longer than that, I swear. No, we, we were talking, um, we were talking and I think we're gonna get, we're gonna get back to the class and, uh, the think pieces. I was talking to Dale about this, so we're gonna dig into some Cronenberg and, um, maybe but hit look, up Kubrick, so. Oh yeah, man, that's, that's what I like. It, like, like that's what our review channel is like. We do a mix of movies, man. Like, like we'll do themes, like this month we did horror and, uh, actually last month we did a James Spader retrospective called Spader Timber. But, uh, but we, overall we mix it everything, man. The, the, you know, <laughs> It's like we reviewed everything from Chopping Mall and fucking, you know, to to Glengarry Gillen Ross. Like that's what I like, man. I like the variety and uh and like you guys have done that in the past and I'm sure you'll get back to that. Yeah. But it, but but I mean it's like I think you need to start busting out some more commentaries too cuz like I mean how like how are you really did you enjoy those? Cause I, I, like, looking at the, the hits and stuff, they were never that popular, so. Oh, really? I loved them, man. Cause like, I think what it is is I think people get in the mind that, that like, oh, it's a commentary. I gotta go sync up the movie and all this shit. I listened to all of them at, at, just at work and just from the background from the TV and the, the kind of play by play. And plus it didn't hurt that I, I knew a lot of the movies, but, but like, I thought that they were great fun. And I mean, something like, if you get into some Kubrick, I mean, what are you really going to, you know, talk about Clockwork Orange or The Shining or 2001 that hasn't been said before? Just do a fucking commentary, man, and, like, really get into it scene by scene. Did you get some mileage out of that Kubrick episode? I mean, because we touched upon conspiracy theory shit, which I don't think has ever been touched upon in any uh, review, formal review, so. I can't remember which, because. Cause, yeah, That's the one I, I had Strebo on. He, he he helmed that one most of the way, so. That's what I thought. I can't, what movies did you cover? Cause it's been a blur. Cause I, I really went through your guys' entire catalog of pods. Probably that was a two last... part episode. We covered, um, Clockwork, Clockwork Orange. Orange. We covered Full Metal Jacket and Eyes Wide Shut, so. Was it more recent? Cause I yeah, think... it was. It was the, one of the la- later one of the last J-Dog, J-Dog episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. the last J-Dog episode, I think. No, it wasn't. He came back nope. at the end of that bullshit oh, episode. Yeah. Well, it's his last is whole leaving, episode. So. Okay, yeah, the only ones I haven't listened to are 41 and then 37, part one and part two. Those are those three that's, are the only ones I, I haven't that's listened to. the Kubrick to. one. I think you're right, yeah. So, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a massive episode, so. Well, I'll, I'll hit it this week. I try, I try to get them all in before I came on, but fuck, there's only so many hours in the work day. Yeah, I clocked the, the, Right now, I mean, there's over 120 some fucking hours of archives there, so there's plenty to chew on. Uh, Lori, are you still there? Yeah. Have yeah. you? Uh, how much of the archives have you dug into, or um, do you go I back? Think, I think the. Um, I think I started listening when you went to Wasteland. I think really to, that was yeah. way back. That was when we first started. That's but great. I mean, I yeah, I I remember catching that episode and i think i've like skipped through i don't think i heard the clockwork orange commentary or anything with uh jamie here you know it was just an episode we were going to do a commentary but 
Yeah, you came in on the worst ep. That was the worst episode ever. Oh, really? <laughs> Hands down recording. <laughs> J Dog can even finish. Yeah, that was back in the jacking Wi Fi day, the early jacking Wi Fi days. So. Yeah. Speaking this, of jacking Wi-Fi, your uh, appearance on Profondo Cinema is legendary. With I know. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I love that. Wi-Fi. Uh, Actually, yeah, I was jacking <laughs> Wi-Fi, but my Wi-Fi was good. It was, there was a storm though that day, so I don't know. Right. It was patchy. It sucked, but uh, the, I was glad that the the one thing, the only relevant thing that I said was that. Was that Kill Room in that other video? Was it, was it the same one in the snuff film? And uh, they were like, we never thought about that. Yeah, so. all of them were like, that was brilliant. <laughs> and it was like, all I was asking about was symbolism. I was wondering why the the the, the pattern on the uh, blanket on the wall had barbed wire on it. I was wondering if that was like an S&M something, I don't know, something subcom always looking for deeper meanings, you know, is it trying to mess with somebody's subconscious and make them want to wrap their lover in barbed wire and cut them with a large hunting knife? <laughs> always comes back to the hunting knife. It's got to come back to the hunting knife. Come on. Yeah, that was effects for the review of effects, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, I love effects, man. I, I got on it after uh, Profana Cinema was talking about it. I, I thought it was great, man. I know uh, Schlogs shit all over it every chance he could, but I thought it was cool as fuck, man. Yeah, me too. I got into it right then, too. I hadn't seen it until then. Lori, have you seen it? Tom Savini's running wild. What's the movie called? Effects. No, I don't think I've seen that okay. one. No. It was made by the Boobas, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was definitely uh, Romero. It's part of the team of the Dawn of the Dead team, yeah. like around the same time too. Yeah, oh, it's okay. like the Romero B teams kind of finally got together, and made their own shit. It's got <laughs> it, you get some mileage out of it. It's it's really good actually. Savini cool. stars in it, so you know he's running wild. But it, his acting isn't his really. His act nobody's acting, and that's any good really. I mean, it's all right. Uh, I thought Pilato was pretty solid. Yeah, Pilato pretty, was yeah, pretty good. He's great, yeah, I agree. He's great, but oh, I, I got uh, yeah. like all the scenes where he's running through the woods and shit. I actually thought that would, like actually came off as being frantic and actually you know yeah like, really well done. I agree. That was pretty intense, though. So let's get back to these roughies now. I know that. <laughs> See, I told you we'd take a break. <laughs> we took a break. That was at least nine and a half minutes we didn't talk about roughies. Let's, let's get back. We're going to segue back into the roughies. <laughs> hey, you guys let us know if we're running a little too long for you. We ran fucking so long it's going to be a two-part episode. You you know what? You jinxed <laughs> me with this one, Dale. But you know what? It's the yeah, end. I said to him before we started recording, I'm like, you're going to have to cut this in two parts. He's like, nah. Nah, I was like, no, I got this figured out. I know how to do this. I'll watch the clock. And I'm like watching it. And I'm like, well, this is getting good. Let's keep rolling with this. And, you know, I cracked uh, fucking Colt 45 here. And I'm sipping yeah, that. Yeah. So. If, if you give me 30 seconds to go grab a beer, I'm ready to. Go a little bit more. <laughs> okay, do you okay, go for it, man? still? Huh? Yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, I was going to grab a, a drink too, and I'll okay. be back. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. It's the two part ominous episode, Dale. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> no, it's all right. I could, man, I could cut this up into something fucking great. I mean, I guess we're doing you, you another got stuff with. 
you got the stuff with Riverman to cut in and the stuff with Strebo. <laughs> That's 20 minutes a piece. So there's almost an hour. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about those. Long. <laughs> We're not doing an outro. Yeah. I'm just going to get the music. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Exploited Cinema's anniversary intermission part of the show. We have Riverman from Behind the Mask is joining hey. us. Uh, he wasn't able to make it on the time, but like he still wanted to be part of this. Whatever, second it's a second year anniversary, so it's, it's pretty fucking important, I guess. Yeah, man, I really wanted to be on and fucking. Uh, I think I'm gonna be out at a Halloween party with the old lady. Uh, might be throwing on my Harry Krishna costume again this year, so. So what do you? What, is it like a kegger, or is it just a little get together? Eh, they do like the jungle juice and shit. Yeah, they have like the kegs and all that. Fruit's gonna be in there. Yeah, it's some fruit. You know, some food. Man, it'll be a good times. So, I don't know. Food. I. What do you say? You gotta have food, man. I hate going to a party and they're like, "Yeah, there's just beer and." <laughs> No, dude. There's no chaser. You got any food? No. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know. We're gonna be doing that, so uh, yeah, that's why I'm be on the Saturday or this coming show. But uh, I don't know. I'm glad you uh, had me on. Yeah, man, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, uh, what? So what's what do you guys got planned for uh, the the winter of season of podcasting for Behind the Mask? You know what? Um, winter time is actually, I don't know, the time me and the Goose actually really like to, we might pull out some uh, old nostalgia flicks when it comes to, like, the Christmas season and shit. Uh, of course, we like the Halloween stuff, and we'll be throwing out some stuff before Halloween. But um, I don't know, we'll probably jump into some, like, comedy. Some, You know, we're all over the place, but that's just the way we are. So um, it, it'll, be, it'll be a little crazy, so I'm looking forward to it, though. So you're gonna be covering some of the shit on the show, or yeah, yeah, I'll be I'll be covering some some new some new stuff, because um, oh. uh, it's uh, it's Goose's favorite holiday. Let's just say that. So uh, so some goofy Christmas shit, like yeah, probably like, um, some of those uh, old like what is it Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer cartoon? Do you get the, <laughs> the claymation one? Do you bust that out or what? No, no, that's a little too. Uh, I don't know. I'd be I'd be fucking falling asleep if I watched that garbage. But I got them all. I got them. 
Hey, I bust that shit out, dude. Like, I don't know. It brings it. I got a little tear coming down my cheek usually. Like, man, I miss my childhood. <laughs> I usually drop out the, I bust out the Home Alone and the fucking Jingle All the Way stuff like that that I grew up with. You know, as a kid. Christmas Story. Eh, you know what? Christmas Story. I've seen it too many damn times. I can't watch that anymore. Yeah, I like so. the uh, the National Lampoon's Christmas. That's yeah. That's- uh, definitely a regular now. It's it's kind of has to be busted out now for sure. So. I don't think I think European Vacation is one of my my probably my favorite one. Now, dude. Well, not, oh, I mean just for the holiday, yeah. But yeah, European is definitely the best one. That's there's no debate. That is it. That's it. <laughs> and and the first one's always good because you see Beverly D'Angelo's titties, which are nice. So. What are your what's your opinion on the the Vegas one? Vegas vacation. Eh, you know what? I'll watch it if it's like, you know, on cable, I'm sitting at home, I have nothing to do. Well, that sort of thing, but it's not one that I'm going to, you know, rush back to. So you don't you didn't $5 bin dip it? Like didn't know. Uh-uh. Um probably cuz it's on some some cable so many times. I don't know. I would, but it's not like, it's not on the top of my list. So. You're not going to complete the National Lampoon's collection? No, man, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I don't got it either, so fuck it. <laughs> I didn't buy that shit either. I got, the only one I've got is European Vacation and the Christmas Vacation. Like, personally, those are the only ones I watch, so. I've yeah. seen them all. I mean, they're great. But, yeah. yeah. Did you see that, um, uh, the Christmas Vacation 2 with, um, uh, what? Who is it? Fucking uh, Randy Quaid stars in it. Have you watched? Really? It? Yeah. Is that it's good, just, dude? Yeah, it's just him. I watched it once. I remember it being decent. So it came. I think it came out not too long ago. Yeah, he plays know, cousin, cousin Eddie in it. Yeah, basically, it's his Christmas vacation. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, for the holidays. So we're fucking in Halloween and we're talking about Christmas. Christmas, I know, man. So how's Lush doing? What's what's the status on the film? He's uh he, he actually started shooting last Saturday, and um I, everything went really well. They got uh, the majority of the film done. I want to say half of it, and the basically what they need to be sh- or what they're going to be shooting next is pretty much like the ending scene with all like brutality and everything and um i don't i don't give anything away but all the special effects are going to be shot so so he's getting the the main effects out of the way now so he can focus on character development plot uh acting uh developing more of the script i take it on or what yeah yeah and he got he got a lot of that done but yeah he's basically gonna you know blow his load on on all the special effects here pretty soon so um It'll be pretty good though. Uh, I really professional and uh, everything was looking really good, so we're really excited about it. So now this might be a spoiler, but any tits or what's up? Bare breasts? Uh, any? Not that. that? Uh, not that originally I don't think was in the script, but um, it could be in there. Um, just a quick tit shot, just random. It's just one frame cut in there. Yeah, and we've been talking to him a little. I've been talking to him a little bit about that, and it's basically how we're feeling that day. We're gonna see. I don't know. You know, we can always cut it out. You know, uh, <laughs> and Lush would keep it, keep it, it uh, keep it in the vault, so he can uh, rewatch it whenever he wants. I guess. But 
can't cut it out. You have to leave it in. I know, I know, but uh, yeah, gotta, we'll, we'll like, see how it goes. You gotta find something like how I always did it was like how to sneak in a tit shot. Like have someone go somewhere where a woman would be unsuspectingly naked or partially naked. Like oh, they stumble into the women's bathroom at a bar or something. <laughs> I could be I could be the stunt tits in it. That'd be kind of funny. <laughs> You're gonna play the stunt tits. Yeah, <laughs> I just gotta shave the nipples a little bit. But. Oh god, don't don't do that, man. You scare <laughs> people out of me. Like I saw tits. I'm a server man. Like yeah, those are my tits. <laughs> I got uh, <laughs> from my tits, man tits. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too, dude. I got the man tits, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want I don't want dudes to be uh, whacking off to my tits though. So yeah, see you setting yourself up for that shit. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like this is the way I would look at it. At this point, like I just go and fucking find a hooker and be like, yeah, you don't have to do any sex. Thirty yeah. bucks. Just show your tits. We're gonna get this light over here real quick. Your face is not even gonna be in it, and boom. Hookers are cheap, and you don't. Oh, have I'm to sure. Yeah, I'm sure you can. I mean, I can go drive downtown. I'm sure they're always hanging out. So why? What do you? What's What's the way? You You need to make the effort. You need to go and be like, all right. I know you guys are shooting today. Just go whisper into Lush's there. You know, just be yeah. like, hey, I got a cooker in the back. She's already paid for. It. We're gonna get her in this scene. Just <laughs> her tits be out. Like. <laughs> That'd be funny if we, yeah, we can't, we had some black chick doing it, cause I mean, you know, the main girl's a white chick. <laughs> just throw her in there. <laughs> hey. It'd just be off sequence. That'd be funny though. You could, you could walk past a parked car and have her like, I don't know, making out with her tits hanging out. I mean, I always, come on, you just gotta be creative. <laughs> she don't have to be right there, she could just be off in the background, you know? <laughs> some chick in the background taking a piss with her. No top on. Bottom down, yeah, man, exactly. <laughs> like, there you go. <laughs> Seen a uh, spot over there. <laughs> Gotta get creative, like I said. I don't know. Yeah, I'll I'll, t- I'll talk to him about it. I'll uh, talk to him. I'll I'll see what I I'll see what I can do. Tell him <laughs> the Bat Thirty Two exploited some request. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> He'll understand. <laughs> Squeeze it in there, but uh. Any what's so is uh Lush accompanying you to this uh costume party? Is he gonna drink the bar dry or what? Nah, I think it's just gonna be me and my old lady. Uh it's pretty much her family and uh, uh-huh. friends, so. Okay, so you're not gonna bring the crime wave over there then? He's... No, I don't want it to I don't want it to get too crazy, you know. So okay. <laughs> get myself into trouble. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it'll be fun, though. I mean, we usually go, like, every year, try to hit a Halloween party or something and, uh, you know, have the the week before just check out all the ha- Halloween flicks um, on TV and whatever. But uh, What's what's your favorite, man? Top five right now. Fuck, top five. Well, my favorite, my favorite Halloween flick to check out every year now is uh, House of the Devil. Really? Yeah, I, that's one film that, I don't know, it's just the creepy atmosphere. I, you know, I raved about on the show and stuff and, uh, just uh, you know, I, I think it's a phenomenal movie, especially around the holidays. So yeah, that'd probably be my number one right now. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan of uh, Return of Living Dead too. Yeah, that's I watched that time. this weekend. Though the, the second one. Yeah, man, that's my favorite. Me, yeah, I love the second one, dude. And the thing is, uh, if you have the DVD, I think the soundtrack's all fucked up though. So uh, 
from the actual score of the original one on VHS. So I always have to watch the one on VHS. That's uh, that's what I have as a like I ripped my um my VHS copy, but I do have actually last night I I think I watched the DVD rip I have of it. Um I never you know for some reason I never ran across that at like a store or anything and just never got around to ordering it. Like I feel like an asshole cuz I love that movie so much and it should be on disc, but you know, maybe they come out with the Blu-ray and they'll fix that shit. Though. Yeah, and I don't know if it was due to copyrights or what, but um, that one, of course, uh, Trick or Treat. Yeah. Um, which is always good. Well, both of them are great films, but uh, um, that one and then, uh, God, which other one? I don't know, like a Pet Cemetery or something like that. Two? I always check out. Part two? Oh, I love two, yeah. yeah. I mean, two's, two's king for me, but I, I like both of them, so... <laughs> Yeah, I've been wanting to run an Eddie Furlong double feature. You, uh, you yeah, probably know what the other one is. Pet Brain Scan. Do, yeah, yeah. And Brain Scan is one of my favorite. I love that movie. So, but uh, those, yeah, those are basically the ones I check out. Of course, all the shit on AMC I watch. Um, now the Walking Dead's on. It's you know, it's like Christmas every you know Sunday. You get to watch that, and then American Horror Story on Wednesday. So, mm-hmm. it's just a great week every week now. So. Feeling good. Feeling good. Yeah. <laughs> been, yeah, man, I haven't really been, like, that used to be my schedule, you know, during the October season, but I've just been running the road so much, but just sure. getting out and shit, and of course this episode you'll get to hear what what Bat32 has been up to, so it's been a busy, busy month uh, in the bill, so, but... Yeah, dude, I, I always have to have my uh, bag of uh, Brock's candy corn on my stomach, too, dude, when I'm fucking watching these movies. I fucking, I can't get enough of that shit. That is the shit, man. Yes, most definitely. So how much candy have you eaten, like, uh, this month? I mean, is it is the old lady been bringing in the, the chocolate bars and feeding you or what? No, dude, uh, see, I don't eat much candy, but, uh, you know, f- for the month of October, I always eat fucking candy corn. Because it just gets me in the mood, man. It's just the candy corn. That's all you yeah, need. Yeah, that's all I need, man. So I, I've eaten a couple bags of that shit. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, I stay away from the most of that stuff. So keep away from the chocolates, huh? Yeah, yeah. I should, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Well, um, so. Is that all you've been doing this month? Like, <laughs> oh, I'm like totally out of fucking questions here. It's, it's uh, go ahead. Um, uh, what else have I been doing? Uh, basically, just uh, you know, trying to come up with content for the website and uh, the podcast and yeah, this, uh, that shit while you're on here. Fuck it, just give it a plug. Yeah, behindthemaskpresents.com. I'm working on some new shit. Got some new screeners and from different companies, so I'm going to be throwing up some new reviews on there. We're so, getting screeners too. Who you guys get them through? Yes, they're smaller ones. I'm not gonna say right yet what it is, but just just some people that have randomly hit us up, like, hey, awesome. check this out. This is people that are wanting to send us stuff more or less. Like, you know, I gave up on that shit. Like, uh, well, I guess I can slam it now. I guess fucking slam a whamma bama. Fucking arrow video bullshitters. Yeah, we'll send you screeners, and then I never fucking seen one, so... But I don't, you know, I don't think... I was kind of surprised that they said they were even going to send any, because I don't know any podcast that gets screeners from them. Do you? No, I don't either. We got yeah. fucking cut off from Synapse, because uh, 
due to like I don't know they're giving out too many screener copies. And you just um, didn't have a big enough following. No, not really. They're they're only giving to like the biggest accounts pretty much. Yeah. So. yeah. But they can go fuck themselves for like. Oh so. shit! You want that? You want that left in? <laughs> <laughs> Get this off Don May, man. He's going to hear it and he's going to what the fuck? Those fucking bastards from Omaha said that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Nah, you know, you, do what you will. I'm, nah, I wasn't I wasn't too broken up about it when they said that. I was like, well, whatever. But uh, IFC's been hooking us up with some screeners and stuff. So. Fuck, IFC is way bigger than Synapse as far as yeah. concerns. Uh, they put out some great indies, too, I'll be honest with you. I, I definitely dig it. So. Yeah, real good. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be uh, coming out with a few of those uh, fairly awesome. soon. So keep an eye on those. What's going on the website anyway? Are you guys like... Yeah, do some written stuff, do oh. some video stuff, and all that crap. So you don't sound thrilled. No, well, no, <laughs> I'm thrilled. It's just you know, um, you know, it's it's been a long, you know, past couple of months have just been really shitty. So uh, yeah. I'm getting back. I'm getting back on it. It's this October's really, uh, um, it's been good. So. Yeah. yeah. Kind of get back in, got back in the whole podcast stuff and everything. I was kind of burnt out for a month or so. It burned you out, dude. I was burnt out for for most of the year, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, not really. It was more just like, eh, whatever, you know. But we're 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 getting back into the groove here too. So I think twenty thirteen is definitely going to be a uh, uh, a real good year for this show. So. Yeah, no, I agree, man. Well, you know, when, once uh, Lush gets his film done, I'm sure that he'll be he'll be back in the saddle, wanting to promote the shit out of that. And uh, oh yeah, yeah, he's, he's kind of doing his own thing right now, so I don't, I don't blame him. I mean, he's got a lot of shit he's working on, so you know, we're trying to keep everything afloat. Though after that's finished, right? Like uh, yeah, kind of hitting push up that push that film or what? Hitting up yeah, the film festivals and all that, and uh, you know, get it out where we can. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to everything you guys got coming out, and I'm looking forward to this. I don't know, it's not going to be up before this episode. You know this. You know when this one's dropping. So yeah, yeah. Will your will your new show be up? Or? Yeah, we're. Uh, I think we're going to be doing a commentary here uh, with Corey G. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Hopefully, that'll be up here in the next week or so. And then I got another. We got another show coming out that we recorded last, like five days ago. So that'll be coming up here in the next two days. So keep an eye open. So the the one that's coming up, well, that'll already be out then. But yeah, that'll that'll already be out. So are you dropping the commentary on Halloween or what? Yeah, uh, I don't know what day we're gonna be dropping that. So it'll be before Halloween, I'm guessing. Okay. So. All right, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'll uh, I'll sync sync my movie up to it, whatever that may be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mystery. Commentary with Corey Gangster and the Goose. So yeah, it'll be the three of us. It's episode two here. Actually, I don't know what he's he's got a movie that he wants to talk about. Though he's really uh, thrilled. I think it'll be the first time Corey has come on as like a special guest. Like not well, the call. Like the, I think the other time he was on was he was a, he was a uh, listener. Yeah, <laughs> so. that'll be sweet, dude. 
And you guys, you guys recorded with Corey before too, right? On another episode? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're recorded with him a few times now and, uh, I don't know. It's been going really well, so. He's, a, he's like a superstar since he left, uh, Bloodbath. I don't know. Yeah. Like he's, he's the most wanted man out here. He's got that fucking, uh, he's got that voice that just makes you melt, man. The Steven Seagal. Steven Seagal, yeah. I see, I was, I was talking to Goose about that. I was like, you know, I wonder if he picked that up, or I wonder if that's just the way he talks. Or know? maybe that's why he likes it. <clears throat> hey, this is Corey. <laughs> I love that voice, though. That's awesome. <laughs> when I first heard Corey's voice, I thought he was, like, this fucking guy building a bomb. Like, this is this is the image I got of him, a guy down in his basement, and it's just the computer and, like, stand there. And while he's talking, he's tinkering on, like, some bomb that he's going to put on a fucking train or something. Sorry, Corey, I thought you were a terrorist for a minute. He's like, I can't speak any loud because if I do, it will explode. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he would totally make a great villain in a Seagal film, I think. What do you think? He would, dude, yeah. He'll be like, George, (laughs) he'd be be Seagal stand-in. Shit. Like, Seagal has to, like, jump off of a building, like, get Corey to do it. (laughs) He's he's his voice stunt double, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Corey's on this episode. He's going to hear this and go, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure he will. That's cool, though. Everybody will get mileage out of this show, so. Even Even the guests will. No, it's like a roast, so. <laughs> oh, we're not roasting, dude. I think the voice is awesome. So. Oh, Corey is fucking awesome, and then yeah. uh, have him on the, uh, Exploited Cinema, and I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear he's getting out and he's like still doing the podcast thing, cause there's some guys that just clocked out of the game, and I don't know, they're just no shows, and they don't, they don't, I never, you don't ever hear their voice anymore, so. Yeah, he's been cool as fuck to us, so. Yeah, I really appreciate what he's doing, so. Awesome, man. Well, uh, I guess let's cut this fucking thing off because I don't know how long it went on for. It was supposed to be intermission, and it's like it's it's become its own segment now. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Thirty-two jam sash. <laughs> well, um, w- wish wish the listeners a happy Halloween and uh, plug yourself again, I guess, and uh, whatever else. <laughs> okay. Hey guys, happy Halloween. This is the Riverman from BehindTheMaskPresents.com, and you're listening to Exploited Cinema. We'll see you guys later. Well, we'll not see you guys later. <laughs> we'll see you in a minute. <laughs>